You need to make sure that you're not living like Jeffrey. Jeffrey wanders through life with no plan. It's like he's driving a car without even holding the steering wheel. Why would you not set goals and go in the direction of life that you actually want to go into, Jeffrey? It's so weird. Jeffrey will literally insult you and call you gay if he sees you setting goals. Ask yourself right now, do you want to live a life like Jeffrey? Do you want other people to set the direction of your future? Or would you rather have control of that yourself? Bubba you could die tomorrow. You could get hit by a bus, so you may as well not even try. Shut up, bro. Dumb <laughs> That's what these losers will say to you. You could die tomorrow, so you may as well not even try. Do you want to be like one of them? Do you want a life like one of them, or do you want to be more like Adonis? Adonis is a goal setter, a go-getter. You want to know how Adonis is so masculine? He constantly sets and achieves goals. The masculine energy is all about the mission, the goal, the challenge. Adonis understands that being more masculine is simple. Set goals and ruthlessly dedicate your life to achieving those goals. Every action, every decision, every choice that Adonis makes fulfills his goals. Not only does that give Adonis such a great feeling of fulfillment and success, it also leads to him becoming a better father for his children. They look up to him with so much respect and love because they see a man who's dedicated to his purpose. Adonis's entire tribe look up to him. Everyone does. Isn't that the life that you want to live? Well, then it starts with setting goals. You're a young man and you want to become more masculine. But the truth is, no one has ever really taught you about what masculine energy is really like. If you had to answer right now, what does masculinity mean? You'd say like the stereotypical wishy-washy, it means to be strong. Like, let's, let's get more specific. The masculine energy craves release from strength. It craves freedom. That's the opposite of feminine energy which craves being filled. We as men want freedom from constraints, to escape death, to accomplish a mission, to conquer a goal. You have inside of you some kind of energy that makes you feel great when you know that you're making progress to a meaningful goal. You can't help but feel good when you're achieving goals and you can't help but feel bad when you know that you aren't making progress to goals. You want to know why so many young men including yourself, including all the guys around you feel so bad? Because we are a generation of procrastinators. We're all addicted to the internet, to technology, but when you become obsessed over your own goals, when you become addicted to making progress, you feel phenomenal. Did you know that less than 1% of people actually write down their goals? You should feel so proud of yourself when you enter that 1%. And the time is now. If you have not wrote goals down, this is the message that you've been waiting for. Write down the specific goals that you aim to accomplish. And I promise you right now, I promise you that as soon as you write those goals down, your brain will start to generate ideas and you'll get this sense of excitement, which is so strange. All you need to do is literally write down your goals and you will literally start to feel good. And then it's up to you to start taking those harder choices that will achieve those important goals of yours and you will start to feel so damn good about yourself. You'll become more successful, you'll get more confident. All those things that you wanted, like more friends, more girls, more confidence, you will get them when you start to set and achieve goals. How crazy is that that 99% of people will never write down goals in their life? How sad is that? Goal setting is you choosing the direction of your future. To not set goals is to let other people, the world, these big companies, these software developers choose the direction of your future for you? Does that not show a lack of masculinity in yourself? Be honest and answer this question. Really, really answer this question. Are you a little bitch? Ask that f***ing question to yourself right now. Ask yourself, am I a little bitch? And why am I allowing other people to change the direction of my future? Am I a little bitch or am I a man? Shall I not set the direction of my future myself? Shall I not control my own life? There are certain things that you can't change that have reduced your levels of masculinity. One of them being the education system, being forced inside the system, being forced to learn subjects that you aren't even interested in. Being sat down in a classroom and learning in a way that induces more femininity inside of you and less masculinity. Those are some things that you can't really change. It's up to the system right now. But to not take control of the 
things that you are entirely responsible for. That's a direct insult to Dr. Peterson. I'm going to teach you the best goal setting system that I've come across and it's by Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy is like the old school success legend and it all starts with your values. Now I know that you're ready to like, you know, I want to write my goals down, but just trust me, start with your values first. Really ask yourself this question. What do you value? What do you deep down know for sure is really, really important to you? For me, the number one thing is honesty and authenticity. This comes before everything else. It comes before relationships. It comes before success. It comes even before progress to my goals. Why? Because if I'm going to set goals and if I'm going to make progress to them, I want them to be honest and authentic goals to myself. So this, at least for me, has to be number one. What is the most important thing for you? The second thing that I value is progress to my goals. I spent hours journaling this. I ranked progress to my goals against brotherhood, against love, against like the possibility of having children and having a wife. And progress to my goals actually came above them. That was so, so interesting to me because I've always felt like a bit more of a feminine man who really values love above a bunch of other things. But then taking the time to ask myself these questions, like what would mean more to me, progress to my goals or experiencing love in a relationship with a woman. And I thought back to times where I have been in a relationship, in a really loving relationship, and I wasn't happy. I was constantly overthinking. I was feeling negative. Why? Because I wasn't making progress to the goals that are important to me. Love and relationships and even brotherhood, even male best friends are important to me. But if I'm not making progress to my goals, I know that I'm just not going to be happy. I'm not going to be present. Clarifying my values and then prioritizing them literally changed it all for me. So my values in order are honesty slash authenticity, progress to my goals, brotherhood and love. Spend an hour journaling yours and almost comparing different values against each other to see which one is the priority. Once you have your values in order of importance, it's very easy for you to now set goals. In each area of your life, like your work life, mental health, physical health, friends, dating, set specific goals that have a very clear deadline. I'll have up on screen right now my work goals so you can see how I've organized it. I have a page like this for fitness and other goals too. Now there's one main thing that you have to do if you really want this to change your life, you have to commit to this. Become obsessed over these goals that you've just wrote. If you wrote your goals out on paper, literally stick it up on your wall, wake up and read it like it's the most important part of your day. I spend half an hour every single morning just rereading my goals. I've read them like a hundred times. I don't need to reread them, but that constant repetition of just reading them and visualizing them helps so much. Become obsessed with your goals, talk about them, think about them, visualize them, brainstorm ideas, just become obsessed with your goal and you'll find that you'll automatically start making progress to achieving it. I promise you right now that if you do this practice, if you become obsessed with your goals and you start making some progress to them, you will feel phenomenal and you'll finally start to understand masculine energy. Click on this video right now to learn more about goals. Scroll down and click on the subscribe button, do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. There's some extreme value in this video. I'm gonna teach you how to maximize your psychological health. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's very famous in psychology. We start from the bottom level and essentially we need to fulfill every stage and the purpose of this and the purpose of life is to keep pushing right to the top, which we say is self-actualization. The point that you've pretty much achieved everything that you could want to achieve at this current state in life. It's said that you pretty much need to fulfill the bottom levels to be able to move up. And this really makes sense. Look at the pyramid right now and let's see, okay, let's look at number three, love slash belonging. There's friendship, family, and sexual intimacy. Can you really be focused on that stuff when you're running out of breath, when you're hungry, dehydrated, you're not gonna focus on friendships and family. When you need to poop, 
you're not hopefully you're not thinking about friends and family so you can see that we have to fulfill the bottom levels first although of course sometimes you can move up in general you have to fulfill the bottom levels first to go up now the absolute bottom level the physiological stuff that's stuff that our body does naturally so we don't really need to think about that. The second level, safety, I think this is something that everyone can relate to. When you are deficient in any one of these things, safety of employment, of your house, it is the only thing you can think of. We're going through the COVID pandemic, everyone's lost their jobs, and it, I'm sure it's the one thing that many, many people are thinking of is shit. I lost my job, I'm running out of money, what can I do? They're not thinking about self-esteem and confidence, although you can tell that someone who is missing out on this safety part of the pyramid is of course going to have lower self-esteem, lower confidence. And in this part of safety is health. And it's not so clear on this picture, but health needs to include physical health and mental health. That's why I say that your self-improvement is nothing without physical and mental health. So far, every single guy who I've coached, they're always a little bit weirded out when they come to me to try and get girls, they come to me to try and get fit or to you know get help with the, the business or with confidence. And straight away, I get them to take a mental health test. And not one guy so far has scored acceptable points that we don't need to consider mental health. So we go down the mental health route and they're a little bit weirded out, like why are we doing so much on mental health when I just wanted to get bitches? We go down the mental health route and suddenly their confidence has skyrocketed. Suddenly for the first time in so long, their productivity has went up. Mental health especially is so overlooked and it is literally the exact same thing that we're discussing here. When your health isn't in line, the other things above that on the pyramid, the friends, the family, the self-esteem, the confidence, the creativity, none of that lines up. None of that is gonna be something that you're actually good at or something that you feel fulfilled in because your health is your limiting factor and it has to be put pretty much first because we can almost ignore the bottom level because again that is just automatic so health has to be one of the first things that we discuss now where i found this picture of maslow's hierarchy of needs it had a sentence that i want to quote it's talking about the lower levels of the pyramid when they are not fulfilled people become preoccupied with filling those needs above all else this sentence makes me think of guys who are obsessed with either getting girls or getting money i've been there on both accounts and let me tell you you can probably relate when you are obsessed with getting girls and getting money and you don't currently have that in your life, it is literally the only one thing you can think about. Like, you're not even thinking about confidence, you're not thinking about anything else. I don't have girls in my life and I need to make money right now. It's the only thing that you can think about. You wake up and it's the first thing you think about. You go to sleep and it's the last thing you think about. This sentence on this website was so true. When you don't have the lower levels fulfilled, you become preoccupied with filling those needs above anything else. And so my story briefly was that I always felt quite deprived of girls and money even though i didn't really think about money too much but i always felt like i didn't have enough especially with the tension from girls and i'll be honest right now i have an abundance of money and girls in my life and it's like it has almost zero thoughts in my mind which is so powerful it's not something i obsess about it's something that i've got such a level of confidence for because i've already got enough and like sometimes a little bit too much. I've got more money than I need at like completely. I've got more attention from girls than I need. It probably sounds like I'm boasting unless you know my videos, I just tell you exactly how I feel. The good thing of this is that when you've got an abundance in one of these lower level tiers, it no longer becomes something you even think about. So I do my work now and I'm, I'm focused on the work. Whereas, you know, let's say on a dry period one year ago, I'd be doing my work and I'd be thinking about girls. I'd be doing my work, or I'd be watching something and I'd be thinking, yeah, literally this is so true, I'd be watching something and instead of watching the movie, I would be looking at inside of the, you know, the stuff that's happening in the movie for business ideas. 
I would literally not be able to unwind because I didn't have enough money. I was literally missing the payment for the bills, for the rent. It's the one thing you can think about. And when it's fulfilled, when you have an abundance of the lower level stuff, it, it's like your focus becomes so clear. You can finally enter that flow state. You can be mindful of the thing you're doing. powerful stuff. There's an analogy that people talk about with getting girls and to be honest it can be with money as well where they relate it to water and they say when you're thirsty the only thing you can think about is water but the moment you've got it it's not a problem it's not something you obsess over. Now I've got it I can have some and it's nice and it, it's nice to you know keep by to be ready that I can have it as soon as I get a bit thirsty but imagine if the bottle was gone you you can think of the nights right now when you're sleeping and you don't have water next to your bed and you wake up and you it's the only thing you can think about your throat your throat is so dry that's the hierarchy of needs and so this is so important for your self-improvement because I am sure that you watching this right now have experienced what it's like to not have fulfilled one of the lower levels for most guys I would say that's usually the sexual intimacy it's usually the money or maybe the security of employment of house if you feel like you're currently deficient in the sexual intimacy part of this pillar on Sunday I'm gonna send out an email to my restricted reading section email newsletter and I'm gonna teach you everything I know about becoming successful on Tinder now let me just tell you guys that every bit of tinder dating app advice that you've seen online is absolutely trash you can finally get advice from someone who actually gets a good amount of matches and who gets like a good amount of success from the app because right now i'm going to be honest i've never once seen a single post including on the red pill you know the post that i send out even they give such shitty advice and so i'm going to give you boys the exact roadmap of your profile creation the settings the bio the messages the, the pictures the mindset of not only how you'll skyrocket your matches but you'll actually be meeting these girls up yes including in lockdown don't be a dumbass let's first destroy that limited belief but but perhaps there's a there's a pandemic comes and there's a lockdown girls aren't meeting up yes they are dumbass sunday Email newsletter is going to be a lot of value if you are, you know, similar to me, if you're a guy who wants to go onto Tinder to get casual sexual partners. On Sunday, I'm going to send that email out. Go to the email newsletter link in the description right now. Sign up, submit your email. On Sunday, you'll get this Tinder email from me. When one of those are deficient, you can think of nothing else. You can't focus on other stuff. It's the only thing you can think about. And your health and 
all other parts of your life just crumble. And that's exactly what this hierarchy of needs states, that if you've got a deficiency in one of the lower levels, everything above it starts to crumble. I've experienced this, it makes perfect sense to me, and I'm assuming that anyone watching this also agrees. But then when you work hard and you fulfill that thing that was deficient, it's like you go on to the next level of psychological well-being. You're no longer obsessed about getting girls when you're frequently having sex. You're no longer obsessed about making money when you're making more money than you need. You're no longer obsessed about your physical health, your disability, your mental health, when you've got them fulfilled, when you finally made some good progress on them. But up until that point, it is probably the biggest distraction that you'll have. It's your own mind just constantly telling you the message. We need to fix this. Whatever you're doing, you're trying to work on your business. It doesn't matter because we, we haven't reproduced. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We need to drink some water. That distraction is limiting your potential. And you know what? Looking at this pyramid, I am self-actualized. Right now, at this stage in my life, I have everything on this pyramid. Let me just double check before I make that statement. Do I have breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homostatious excretion? Yes. Do I have security of body, employment, resources, morality, the family, health and property? Yes. Friendship, family, sexual intimacy? Yes. Self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, respect by others? Yes. Do I have my morality, creativity, spontaneity? Sponta how the f*** do you say that word? Spontaneity? Yeah, I've got that, whatever. Problem solving, lack of prejudice, and acceptance of facts. Yes, I have every single thing in this pyramid right now. And maybe you've seen some of my previous videos. I've said recently that my baseline happiness is at an all-time high. I genuinely feel like a child again. When I was a child in this same house, I would run down the stairs just smiling. Like, first thing in the morning, everyone's groggy from the sleeping. And I would just be the guy who's running downstairs. I'd literally, like, run up the stairs like I'm some fucking animal. And I started doing that again recently. I'm literally just chilling around around and I'm just looking at something and I'm like that is like so beautiful like yesterday I looked at a leaf and I felt so content with life I want to get you guys to this point it's truly an amazing thing and it's made me realize how this psychological knowledge we can use it for our advantage in the self-improvements because I think you can maybe disagree, maybe comment, but I think the goal for everyone with their self-improvement is to get to this point of self-actualization because that means that everything else is checked off first so we check off the things that are vital. We, we make sure your employment is good. We make sure you're getting money. We make sure that you've got friends and family. We keep moving you up, get your self-esteem, your confidence, and then we get you to the point of self-actualization. And I think that that is the goal of life. That is the goal of self-improvement. I think really this is the only goal. This is the only pursuit of life is to reach the point of self-actualization. This is the roadmap of success. I want you to look at the pyramid one more time. Start from the bottom levels and check off each one. Stop at the one that you have the smallest idea that you may not be fulfilled in just yet. It's going to be different for everyone. And then look at that word and think, okay, this is where I'm at. This is the thing that I've got to go and research about. I've got to go and actively improve. I was personally stuck at one of the lower levels for a while. And I'm telling you right now, whatever one you're stuck at, searching it up on YouTube, searching it up online will, will find you the answers. We're in the age of the internet, the age of information. Whatever you're deficient in, you can find like a million pieces of information telling you how to fulfill that need. So this is the roadmap for self-improvement. Fulfill the lower levels and reach for the top. That's what I hope that my channel can do for you. I personally believe that I can help you speed up the reach for the top, that I can give you a shortcut because when you've got someone else's help, who stood at the top of the pyramid, who can reach his hand down and grab you and pull you upwards, you're gonna get there faster. 
and that's going to be an amazing experience. That's what I offer with my channel. That's what I offer with my self-improvement coaching. And with the self-improvement coaching, we do one-to-ones, we do video calls, I'm messaging you all day, every day, keeping you accountable to the behaviors that will get you to that point of self-actualization. If you want to test the self-improvement coaching that I offer, before you pay anything, you can have a free 30-minute call with me. So first link in the description, book the call, we'll have a chat. Whatever the struggle is that you've got, I'll coach you through it. You can see how it is to be coached by me and either you can just be happy with that bit of advice that you got for 30 minutes or you can consider signing on to a bigger package. So far the guys who have signed on to the 30 minute call and also to my coaching have said that it's become one of the best investments they've ever made because you're speaking to a guy who has probably reached the goal that you want and since we've got it so organized I have checked off each and every one of these. So I want you to look one final time. Which one of these are you deficient in? Which one? What's the word? Book the 30 minute free call and just write that word down and we can discuss it. And I'll tell you all the practical knowledge I can that will just get you to that point of self-actualization faster. Damn, I just got really proud of what I'm doing here. Getting boys to the point of self-actualization. If you like this video and you now understand the point of self-improvement and you understand, you know, okay, the point of life is to push towards that point of self-actualization. You can turn on the post notifications and you'll find that my videos are pretty much all based on getting you to that final point. I've said point a lot. Turn on the post notifications. I think you'll get quite a lot of value from my upcoming videos. I have a restricted reading email newsletter. I'll be honest, it's mostly about getting girls. So you can see again on the pyramid that sex comes up twice. So it's, it is pretty important. Some guys disagree with me here, but I'll be honest, life is far, far, far better and less distraction filled and more focused and happy. That feeling of abundance when you've got enough girls in your life. Only when you've got enough girls in your life do you stop obsessing about girls. And it's a fantastic position to be in. And so my email newsletter every Sunday, I send out a bunch of posts that have mostly helped me to get girls. It's not stuff that you'll ever find. You've never heard this advice before unless you know which subreddits from reddit.com I'm gonna be sharing. But most guys are clueless with girls, I'll be honest. And the posts that I send, have some insane value. When you read that stuff, honestly, it changed my life and it probably will for you. The email newsletter link is in the description. Go and sign up now and you'll get a free email from me on Sunday. A video just popped up. Self-improvement made me love life again. If you like the concept that I've just given you, that self-improvement is to push you towards self-actualization. Here is a little video I made of pretty much the point that I feel like I reached self-actualization. Self-improvement made me love life again. Click on it right now to watch it. Take care. Do you really think that doing all of those bad habits, eating that junk food, playing video games, watching porn, is not gonna make you feel like a loser? Of course it is. Jeffrey is the stereotypical young man. Do you think he likes his life? Do you think he's happy? Do you think his life is filled with loving relationships and beautiful friendships? Or is he lonely? Does he spend most of his time playing video games, sinking deeper and deeper into the virtual world because his real life isn't that great? It all started going downhill in high school for Jeffrey. Even when he had deadlines, he would procrastinate He'd come back home from school and he'd waste every evening on instant gratification activities. Instant gratification activities are kind of like the habits that are really fun and pleasurable right now, but they make your life worse in the long run. If Jeffrey sets goals, his life would be so different right now. In this video, let's make sure that your life doesn't end up just like Jeffrey, and instead, you may end up just like Adonis. Adonis. Adonis.
Adonis is an incredibly masculine man. Do you know what that means? That means that he focuses on the mission, the objective, the challenge, the goal. Adonis sets goals and he ruthlessly focuses. He dedicates his day, his entire life to achieving his meaningful goals. Just look at that list of accomplishments. Wouldn't you love to have a life like Adonis? With everyone looking up at you like you're the tribe leader. So much confidence and respect in yourself. And it all comes from goal setting. I wasn't going to speak about this in this video, but something just clicked in my brain. I just visualized myself with the video games that I used to play when I was younger. And there was one game in particular, RuneScape. And what I would do, I would set goals and make progress to them. I wanted to get 99 cooking because the cape looked kind of nice. I would set these goals and literally every single day come back from school, like obsessing over these goals. I had that desire to set goals and make progress and it was manipulated, it was stolen from me and put into video games. This is why I personally say like video games are like insanely bad for young men. You have inside of you this desire to compete, to make progress, to achieve goals. And video games take all of those desires away from you so that you can't really work that hard in real life. And instead you grind, you actually work hard in video games. How weird is that that we spent so long making money in games instead of making money in real life? What video games do incredibly well is they hijack the masculine desire to achieve goals. The masculine energy, this is fascinating. I know you click on this video to like learn about goal setting. So why am I talking about this? Trust me when I say when something clicks, what I'm about to say, you'll be like, holy f You've always heard, okay, masculine, feminine. And when you think of masculine, you probably think of like, oh, big muscly guy. And when you think of feminine, you probably think like, oh, a weak woman or something. But the energy of the feminine and the energy of the masculine go a lot more complex than that. And it really can be reflected in the way that we have sex. For men, for the masculine, the energy is all about the mission, the goal. It's all about making progress. It's all about the search of freedom from constraints. For the feminine, it's the opposite. It's not about achieving freedom. It's about achieving fulfillment. The feminine wants to be filled with love, laughter, joy, creativity. You have inside of you this natural desire to feel progress. And if you have not been constantly setting and achieving goals, you will have some kind of ill feeling, some kind of negative feeling inside of you. And when you set some meaningful goals, I promise you, you will feel the best you have ever felt. You can probably think back to times where you had like a clear goal in mind. You wanted to like achieve this grade or you wanted to do this or this and you were making progress. You know, you were doing the right things to achieve that goal. All of your life seems to align. It feels so awesome being like that. Over the last month, I've really obsessed over my goals. I've read multiple books on them. I've spent maybe 15 hours like really thinking about it and you know journaling it just looking at like my goal page i'll share my goal page with you as well and this is like the best my life has ever been this is the happiest most fulfilled i've ever been this is the most masculine i've ever been in my life so let's set some goals together. First, we'll do it like whilst watching this video. And then I have linked in the description. Just don't go there right now. Just keep like giving me, come on bro. Everyone's attention span's so fried. I've just said like, oh yeah, something's in the description. And like you is like, you've been like reading the comments right now. You need more dopamine and all this bro. Cringe man. Give me your full focus for like five minutes. And then, okay, go and download the thing that I'm about to tell you about, right? But first we need to really clarify, okay, what is goals and what type of goals you should actually set? Like the kinds of goals that are meaningful that will actually get you taking action and like achieving something that's worthwhile with big enough rewards. We need to first go through some very important mindsets. And I understand that this part isn't sexy. Like you want me to just quickly say, okay, write, write this goal down. I promise you, if you take some time, just a few minutes to be introspective here, your life will never be the same again. It's so important that before you 
you do any kind of goal setting or any kind of like self-improvement task, you always just ask yourself, what mindset, what mentality should I have that will help me navigate this in the most effective way? For goal setting, always keep in mind, there is magic in thinking big. Right now, if we do not implement a really good mindset for you, you're gonna set some pathetic level goals that you won't even want to achieve that much because even if you did put in the work and achieve the goals that you were going to set naturally, the reward of them wouldn't be that great because your goals wouldn't be that big. Goal setting is only worth it if you set like a big goal, a big goal to the point that people are criticizing you for it, a big goal to the point that people think you're like you're crazy for it, that you're like ignorant, arrogant. The best insult that you can get, like the, the insult I always hope to get when I tell people about my goals, they say it's unrealistic, they say it's impossible. Nope, like it logistically doesn't make sense. Nope, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not uh, being mean to you, Hamza. It's just impossible to do that. I hope people say that when I tell them my goals. My goal is 100 million subscribers in three years. I want people to criticize me. I want people to like say, oh no, I'm crazy. It'd be impossible. I want them to say all that shit. Your goal needs to be big, bigger than what you're comfortable with right now. For example, one of the first goals that I set when I started this channel and started this entire business was 500 pounds a month. And I set that for December, 2020. In December, 2020, I made 690. So I achieved the goal. I, I even went past it. When I look back now, I'm just like, bro, why did I set that smaller goal? The beauty with setting a goal that's bigger, that's more ambitious than your original thought is that you automatically just end up achieving the harder goal anyway. When you've set that big goal, the reward is obviously higher. When the reward is higher, that's when you actually seem to get such a huge burst of motivation. That's when you get that discipline. That's when you want to burst out of bed to go work on your goals. If you set a small goal like most people do, you will never get that feeling. If you set that goal to get like, oh, like I don't really care about money that much. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to make $2,000 a month. That'd be more than enough for me. That's not like a magically enticing level. You're not going to burst out of bed for that. The goal that I tell every entrepreneur that I speak to is $10,000 a month. That's a very good number. That's like a life-changing number. If you achieve $10,000 a month, your life would change forever, wouldn't it? That is motivating. That is inspiring. That will get like your neurons frying with like coming up with new ideas. So as we go on and set our goals, you've got to make sure that you set some big goals. Now on this video is my goals page and I've linked a copy of this in the description, which you can just duplicate. This is for my work goals. And I have a page like this for different areas of life, like fitness. You can copy the exact template and just kind of like change the details. So whilst one of my goals is based on subscribers or view counts, you might not be a YouTuber. So you could change that to like reaching a promotion or achieving a certain grade. Once you've laid it out like this, like what you want to achieve in a couple of years, what you want to achieve next year, what you want to achieve this year, this quarter, this month, this week, spend like an hour, two hours really being introspective and thinking, okay, what do you want to achieve? Imagine you had no limitations. Imagine what you wrote down, you will achieve. What do you truly want? How much money do you want? Have you ever even thought about this? Write these down and here is the most important part of this video. Obsess over them. Make this page your homepage on Google Chrome. Take a screenshot and set it as a wallpaper on your phone. I literally start my computer in my morning routine. I eat my breakfast literally just looking at my goal page. I must have read it like a hundred times. I just look at it. I just reread it and it's like my brain just processes more and more ideas. I guarantee that if you follow this process and especially if you just obsess over that goal, you put in some action into this, you'll automatically start making great progress to it. Click on this video to get more motivation for goal setting. Scroll down right now and click on the subscribe button underneath this video. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. Jeffrey signs up to a 30-day boot camp in the gym. The workouts are hard and strenuous and two hours long. Why did Jeffrey sign up to this? Because he wants to lose 20 pounds as fast as possible. Anyone with any fitness experience knows that Jeffrey's goal is stupid. 20 pounds in a month. Of course he's not going to reach it, but he's so certain that he's right. And you know what? 
Jeffrey works really hard in the first workout, but then the next day he's too sore and he quits. Jeffrey's all around the world are doing this wrong. They want good grades in school, so they study for 10 hours, but then they're left sleep deprived, unhappy and lonely. There's a better way to go about your self-improvement journey. Adonis. For all that Adonis conquers, he still has balance in his life. He's built an admirable, perfect, aesthetic physique. How? Because Adonis knew that it would take a lifetime to build that much muscle. When he was first starting off in the gym, he didn't overdo it. He did short and sweet workouts, leaving himself motivated for the next workout. When it was time to study or to do work, Adonis would do the absolute essential tasks, and then he would focus on recovery. You see, Adonis works like a lion. He works hard with a monastic focus. Then he spends the rest of his time resting and recharging for the next sprint. Not only does Adonis accomplish a lot from this, he gets a lot of enjoyment from it too. If you've struggled with your self-improvement or you have Jeffrey friends who you've tried to get onto self-improvement, this is probably the biggest reason why you or they were able to get consistent. You do too much when you first start off. Because you've lived like a Jeffrey for so long, when you're finally motivated to take action, to go to the gym and do some homework, you have this level of guilt, pressure and shame to catch up on the work that you didn't do when you were younger. That means that when you're about to do work, you make yourself do too much. Instead, we want to benefit from what's called the compound effect. We want to get the ball rolling easily so that we continue for the long term. Just make sure that you're going in the right direction and then make it as fun and sustainable as possible. Oh, but, but, but Hamza, but Hamza, isn't it better for me to do a 12 hour work day today? But I want to lose 20 pounds. Shut up, bro. Dumbass. I'm going to break my cock. I'm gonna break my fucking camera and I'm gonna send you an invoice, bro. The overwhelming majority of people set these stupid as fuck goals. They wanna lose so much weight straight away. That's why they never make enough progress. You have started going to the gym and you wanna build a good body. Say this to yourself. You will continue going to the gym and exercising for the rest of your life. Once you can truly see that goal in your mind and you can see yourself being 65 years old and still going to the gym, you're walking into like an old school bodybuilding gym and you've got like a level of respect from all the guys there you're fist bumping and you're saying hi to everyone and you've been training consistently for all this time you're automatically going to build the body that you want but it's not going to be in 30 days fuck you if you're on this fucking 30 day squat challenge or some bullshit bro just make sure that you're going in the right direction that this week you're doing a couple of workouts that's it and then make it as fun as possible make sure that the workouts that you do are actually motivated make sure that you actually want to go for those workouts because if you don't you will quit i spoke to a friend of mine named lauren in the gym and she started this new challenge where you're supposed to read like 10 pages of a book and she started on quite like a sophisticated kind of like hard to read book and she was saying like she doesn't even like enjoy it she doesn't really want to do it she literally just reads to get the challenge done and i told her that's gonna make you hate reading what we need to do is allow your brain to read what you're curious about put that book away for now start on a book that you actually enjoy reading so that you'll want to come and read the same can be said for the workouts that you do if you don't enjoy your workouts you probably won't continue for the long term it's so much better to do an ineffective workout for the rest of your life than it is to do the best workout ever for two weeks before you quit like a little bitch but you have that ego you think i'm talking to someone else don't you you are so certain that i'm talking about someone else that i'm not talking to you because your ego is blinding you right now but i guarantee there is an area in your life that you are suffering from this same problem just like all these fucking jeffries and jesses do not let your ego blind you. Where is this specific topic relevant in your life? Where have you set the bar to success too high for yourself? Just make sure you're going in the right direction and then make it as fun as possible. Scroll down right now and click on the share button underneath this video and send the link over to a Jeffrey friend who might need it. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it.
Jeffrey has no ambitions. He thinks setting goals is weird, and so Jeffrey spends his time overindulging in instant gratification activities like drinking alcohol with his friends at the pub, calling his drug dealer to get cocaine, and eating low quality junk food to recover. He spends his week working a job that he doesn't like only to come home and play video games. It's like half the f***ing UK. Adonis. Adonis is an ambitious man. He wanted to build an incredible muscular body and so he put in the work and made it happen. He wanted wealth and relationships and adventure and so he made it happen. Coupling ambition with action gives Adonis whatever he wants in life. The pain of not even enjoying the instant gratification activities but still feeling stuck. Watching movies whilst overthinking, trying to think of a business idea, trying to think of your purpose whilst you watch YouTube videos, trying to think of my purpose while smoking weed. For a long time, I felt like I needed to unlock, to, to unleash my potential. Like how the f do I just start working? I had ambition and I was really, really ready to take action. Like I wanted to take action, but I just found myself stuck just doing the same bullshit instant gratification habits. That was about two solid years of my life experiencing those type of thoughts every single day. Knowing exactly what I should do, really wanting to do it and just not doing it, just finding myself back in old ways. I'd go to sleep knowing that tomorrow I'm gonna smash that workout and I'm gonna eat clean, I'm gonna track my calories. And before I know it, I'm binge eating again. One of the most painful feelings in self-improvement is in one of the first stages, which I call the self-improvement depression stage. That's where you know about self-improvement. You've heard about meditation and working out and social skills and all this, and you really, really want to improve yourself and make progress. You have the ambition, but you just can't seem to take action. If you were just, okay, if you were stuck and you didn't care, like most normal people, it would at least be okay in the sense that you get some kind of enjoyment and, you know, you're just normal. But in this stage, which some guys stay stuck in this stage for, for a long time, but if you're stuck in this stage, it's like you can see that the grass is greener. It's like you're, you're peering over the fence, looking at the greener grass and just being stuck right there, looking at the trajectory that you could have if you started doing the work, but then you just feel unable to do the work. Two years I was like this, bro. Two years. So I'm not going to waste your time. There's two solutions to this. And the first is environment. Now for me, I was stuck in this stage for a long time because I was living in a very like toxic environment. I was living with a girl who I didn't appreciate, who I didn't really want to be with, who I did not relate to at all. She wanted to essentially be like a normal person. I wanted to be like a fucking weird, weird ass monk who wanted to consider dopamine detoxing and all this shit. I used to feel like there was essentially like nothing that I could really say to her. Like anytime I tried to get into like deeper conversations, it was like, it was just not gonna happen. But I'm living with this girl, bro. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever lived with a girl that you're dating, but it's like, it's very, very different to just having a girlfriend. When you live with them, it's like, that's your fucking partner to do everything with. In like a tiny, not tiny, but you know, in like an apartment where there's no like, really space or anything and so i'm finding myself just indulging in a lot of like what i would consider bad habits what she would probably like no no disrespect to her but what she would probably consider just normal like not even a habit she'd just you know, just watching netflix she's playing video games just eating junk food it's not a big deal but obviously it was to me and i find myself literally stuck it's a very depressing time, man. And so I have two full journals. I've read my journals out on my live stream before. Each journal is like, you know, a notebook is like this thick. I had two that I filled out debating whether or not to leave her to, to move back home. So I was living in, in my student city. Like I, I finished my studies and then I got an apartment with her. For two whole journals, I was debating leaving her and moving back home to my family house in Warrington, like 20 miles away. Every single time I debate it, I just think to myself, okay, the main reason I want to go is because I just want to work. I want to like, you know, do these projects. I want to start this online business and I just can't seem to do it. I'm just 
doing so many bad habits i'm smoking weed all the time like i feel stuck like this and i'd always kind of conclude it like wait you know what i've actually got a really good girl here like she's not a bad person she's actually very good a kind-hearted person she treats me well and i don't just want to like throw that away because i know that it would be incredibly painful so I know what I'll do. I'll try and make it work here. What I'll do is like, you know, I'll, I'll wake up early tomorrow and I'll do lots of work and stuff. And, you know, I, I, for probably a hundred different attempts to try and make things work. Like my relationship with her was like fine. It was actually pretty good. But it was this environmental shit that was kind of influencing how I felt. Do you know what I mean? So, but in the end, honestly, like I'll shortcut the the explanation for you but in the end honestly the only way that i was actually able to start working was when i completely changed my environment so i went from living with her being able to essentially do what i want to moving back home with my family i can't smoke weed here i'm not gonna like do you know what i mean so i moved back home this is my bedroom and i just made this place like my office and i just thought okay this is like this is the place i'm gonna do work and instantly like literally straight away on the first day that i moved back home and i changed my environments i'm doing work i'm doing a good amount of work now of course that work was was pretty like small you know kind of like all over the place compared to where i am now but there was a huge improvement from that so if you find yourself relating to what I said earlier in the video that you feel like you've got big ambitions, big goals, but you just need to like unlock yourself. You feel stuck right now. You could try to change your environment and there's two different ways that I would say this. One, for example, is to move where you live. So potentially you can't do work because you live with your family and they're really distracting or potentially you can't do work because you live with distracting roommates or friends or girlfriends or something. And essentially moving where you live would be able to like potentially unlock that potential that you've, you've got. But most people probably can't do this because you know, Moving where you live is kind of expensive and maybe if you'd had that option you'd probably try and do it before the other suggestion that i can think of for someone who's experiencing this is to essentially change your work environment because that's what we're trying to do right you're trying to work you just can't find yourself like working being productive and that's because you're probably trying to do work in the place that you also try to like relax and play now i am one of the very few exceptions of guys who can do this like I, this is my bedroom but i can work here and also like unwind here completely fine like absolutely fine most people can't actually do this and i've spoken to a bunch of entrepreneurs small level entrepreneurs you know who are slightly becoming successful when they're in their 20s and almost all of them have said the same thing and they all take their calls as well in what they're, they're, I'm about to say, which is that they've, they went online, found like a co-working office space, like some office space, you know, near like some building next to where they live and they take their laptops and they work from there. Like I, I'm actually surprised of how, how common that is to see with people who are actually like doing some work. They all go to like these co-working spaces. That's just one of the practical tactics I can give you here. If you're finding yourself unable to work, look onto Google Maps of just office space, co-working space. And you can probably find like some spaces which are like $100 a month, $200 to $300 per month and book into that and essentially have your work day there. Then all you need to do is make the habits of getting your laptop, getting your, your stuff ready and just going to that office. If you're in that office for four to eight hours per day, you're going to get some work done. Now, when I considered this, I did actually consider this, but there was a few excuses I made. One, I was thinking, oh no, but that costs money and I don't want to spend money. And two was, oh no, like, you know, if I go there, then I'll have to use my laptop and I'll be able to do better work on my gaming PC. You weren't even doing work on your gaming PC anyway. So like, why, why the f are you talking about that, right? I would have done more work on my laptop if I went there than at home, right? But in terms of the money, you've got to see it as like an investment for future growth, for the growth of your business or your career. The advice I'm going to give you in this 
this video, the next piece of advice as well is going to cost some money, but you can save 100, 200, 300 dollars per month if you want, but then you aren't getting the long term growth of these tactics. You aren't actually being able to put your work into these projects. I know some guys are still going to click off and they're going to think, no, no, <clears throat> I'm, I, I want to have the lowest expenses possible. I don't care about, like, they care about working, but they're like, oh, no, no, I like my expenses need to be as low as possible. I'm not going to spend money on something like an office. And the other option in terms of the, this environmental solution is to go to like some kind of coffee shop or just just take your work somewhere else because clearly the environment is not working for you right now at this point if you can relate to what i'm saying about having ambitions but not no work rate you need to change all of the different variables that you can for me the one that actually clicked was moving out was moving out of the place the apartment that i was staying with my girlfriend moving back home that's the thing that worked for me but for someone else it might be different you need to find which variable it is i just don't want anyone who has this ambition to experience that same dull two-year period that I did? Like, I, I when I think back to it, bro, like, I, I can't even believe that I was actually in that. Like, I can't believe I was. I experienced that for years. When I think about how much being able to create and produce means to me right now, and I felt so stunted and like held back from that, and it's worth it. As someone who's experienced both sides to life, I'm telling you right now, like. 300 500 dollars a month bro it's absolutely worth it go to little sh coffee shops take your laptop anywhere you can pretty sure you can get to like f the library for free or something just do your work somewhere else because at the end of the month would you rather have significant progress to your business or to level up your career or your skills or would you rather keep that 300 dollars in your in your bank account now there's some people who would say that yes they, they want to keep the 300 dollars. those people are nothing like us if you've been following along to my videos you know like how much your life can change when you actually put in the work into a business and $300 a month is like completely insignificant compared to the progress that you could make and the same guys who would disagree with me it's like such a weird mentality that they have where they'll save the money and then they'll spend that money on airpods or new fancy clothes and then they stay stuck and the second solution if you find yourself stuck in terms of like productivity and work is mental health now straight away all the the little jeffreysbergs are going to click off because mental health doesn't really sound enjoyable when i see my the youtube analytics bro i get i get kind of disappointed the moment i start talking about mental health in a video it's like you motherfuckers just like drop off because i'm not talking about fucking pussy you want pussy bro good mental health is going to get you it you want money good mental health is going to get it. like anything you want right and requires your brain like everything in, in in this world requires your brain like is it does it not baffle you to think that you can literally level up your brain like the one thing that stunts your brain's progress is your mental health or having mental illness having stress depression and anxiety and if you can ease these three your brain gets to work on like full capacity specifically because i'm not talking about getting pussy right now because i'm not talking about getting muscle in and making money most young guys aren't interested but that stuff that you want the muscle the, the money the pussy the the stuff that you want in life comes from your brain being good and your brain becomes good when you focus on mental health so there's a phrase that i keep saying that i really want you to write down and to like really think to yourself your mental health determines your productivity now i've done a bunch of videos on mental health i've done videos on how to improve depression anxiety but the thing is i'm not going to waste your time because with something as as crucial as this, although I think my videos are okay, they're pretty good, you should be going to the best resource. And so I could link you to my videos and I'd get extra views and I'd feel like a good YouTuber, but instead I'm gonna link you to the place that truly transformed my mental health, which is the Science of Wellbeing course. It's a free course, it's it, like, that when I speak to people and they're like, oh yeah, like uh, I haven't taken it, or you know, I started it and then I never watched the lecture. I'm just thinking like, 
this course is worth thousands of dollars. Like you get it for free. It, it, you, she could have charged thousands of dollars for it. I would pay thousands of, of dollars for this course. You literally get it for free. I'll link it in the description below. Like you just sign up to the course, start watching the course. It's by like a full on like university professor. They go over like hundreds of pieces of research on how you can be like mentally like happy. This is the course that started my self-improvement. I need each and every one of my boys to take this class because I, I can't believe that Still to this day, I speak to people who have, have like the misconceptions about mental well-being, about happiness. That's linked below. And it was this course that I started in May 2020, just before May 2020, that actually got me like taking some action. And when you have ambition coupled by action in a year, your life completely changes. You can literally scroll through my older videos and you can see the difference. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Jeffrey thinks of new goals and announces them to everyone on social media. He's the kind of guy who posts a black screen picture saying, quitting social media, text me if you need me. Adonis. Adonis doesn't speak about his plans. Why would he? He doesn't crave validation without actually putting in the work. He works hard first, and then he lets the results show itself. Hamza, I'm planning to start a YouTube chat. You're a pussy. Ha Hamza, I'm gonna do a dopamine detox. You're a pussy. Hamza, I'm gonna start working out or meditate. You're a pussy. Speaking about your plans is so wrong. First of all, it's manipulative. You're trying to get mine or someone else's validation and praise without actually putting in any work. Second, it's actually messing up your adherence to that plan. You've already gotten the validation and the feel-good sense of dopamine from telling people about your plans, and so now you don't really need to follow through and reach your goal. There's research from a study. Don't ask me to study, bro. I ain't citing the study, bro. Shut up, huh? Hamza, can you, can you cite the study? You can't talk about a study if you, don't, if you don't give the link. Shut up, bro. You can only read the abstract of the study anyway. No one's gonna pay for that shit. Dumbass. This study found that people who speak about their goals are less likely to achieve those goals. And so the study concluded that if you speak about your plans, you're a pussy. That was literally in the conclusion of the study, I promise. And so keep it to yourself. Let the results show after some time. I believe it's law 38, make your accomplishments seem effortless. By telling everyone your plans, you're clearly showing that it wasn't effortless. Discussing plans and goals for self-improvement can be beneficial, but again, I'm gonna be honest, most people do even this wrong. If you go onto Andrew Kirby's dopamine detoxing subreddit, you'll see all of the Spurgs. Oh, looking for an accountability partner. Does anyone want to be my accountability partner? Go and do it by yourself first. 
it's very, very easy for you to say, oh, looking for an accountability partner to do X. And then you're going to sit around like, there's your work done for the day. I've sent that. I've, I've, I'm just waiting for the replies now. Go and do it by yourself first. Before speaking about your plans, before asking people for advice, try it first. But most people won't want to follow this advice because most people are pussies. Now, if you're not a pussy, I welcome you to my Discord server. It's where the cult is mainly managed and you'll get closer contact with me. The link is in the description. It's got a couple hundred guys who talk about self-improvement. I give weekly lectures on there. I, I send links to group calls. You can come speak to me on the call. I give like pretty good advice and uh, maybe I'm biased, but I would say the Discord has got pretty great value. Now, if you want to speak about your plans on the Discord, fair enough. But don't do it in a pussy way because even on the Discord, we get guys who will come in and they'll say, oh, hey guys, is this book good? I just got this book, is it a good book? Hey guys, how do you start working out? How much protein I'm gonna eat? I'm gonna do X, I'm gonna work out. Congratulations, bro. Come back to us when you've been doing it for three days in a row. And then we have some miniature Adonises in the Discord, like Harris and Elias, who go and do the hard work first, and then they come back to report how it went be like them scroll down to the description the discord link is right there click on it right now and you can join the server and you'll get friends and help with your self-improvements if you want to see more videos from an unconventional small youtuber who wears a bathrobe for his videos because he doesn't really care well i kind of care but still <laughs> scroll down right now click on the subscribe and the post notification button and then you'll get a message from my next videos in there for all for free do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it you're going to learn exactly how I coach young men and myself to transform lives. My self-improvement coaching costs hundreds of pounds, but I'm going to give away the system for free because I've seen the remarkable results that this system gets. This is the system right here that does it all. Of all the accountability systems, the best one by far is a simple behavior tracker just like this one I have for February 2021. Guys come to me with major depression, negative mental self-talk, they're addicted to porn, video games, junk food, binge eating, weed. They're They've struggled with this stuff for many years and with the mental health problems they've even had therapists a lot of the guys who come to me have had therapists and i promise you right now that it takes two weeks it takes two weeks using this system to severely reduce their mental health problems you're not just going to learn how to make a behavior tracker i'm going to make one with you in this interactive video so make sure that you follow along to the actionable steps i have evidence of this kind of behavior tracker since march 2020 and it's literally what started my 180 life transformation from smoking weed, binge eating, severe mental health problems to the man I am now. The first time I was ever able to get consistent in anything was May 12th, 2020, when I started meditating and doing gratitude journaling every single day. Later on in this video, in the advice section, I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. One simple technique that really got me consistent and I was able to meditate and journal every single day without fail. Just before we make a behavior tracker together, I'm going to get you hyped up a little bit to increase your motivation. There's a few key benefits to making this kind of behavior tracker. The first benefit is that it shows consistency in a physical form. That is insane. Usually you just don't really feel consistent up until you have been doing that activity, that habit for at least three months. And even then, after those three months, most people don't feel so consistent because we only ever really think about our current day or our current week and so the moment that you have a bad week that outweighs most of the months that you've previously had but with the behavior tracker you can see it with your own eyes in something that is physical right there that shows you how many days you showed up to practice that is so powerful the second benefit is that it feels good 
checking off the boxes for the daily behaviors literally gives you some dopamine. If you're on a dopamine detox, this is the type of dopamine that you wanna strive for. When I posted a video a while ago, someone comment, don't you know that ticking the box would also give you dopamine, so you're not really on a dopamine detox. Oh, shut up, bro, you dumbass. Bro, if I have to explain to anyone the type of dopamine that we don't want on a dopamine detox, like, shut up. D didn't you know that it'd still give, yeah, that's the point. Dumbo, that is literally the point of this is that it gives you like a feel good reward, but that is like the good dopamine. Hopefully anyone who's watching this isn't that stupid because if you are, take you out too. I mean, some of the comments you get on Reddit on the dopamine detox and subreddit, bro. <sighs> Shut your fucking mouth. The third benefit of doing the behavior tracker is that you get a major sense of accountability. You feel bad when you miss that checkbox. It's like the opposite of being able to check it and get the reward of the dopamine. Not checking it for today and actually having to look at it makes you accept failure. And if you didn't know already, I'm a failure. Click on that video if you haven't watched it already. If you don't say that you're a failure, then you are like a real, like a bad failure. The moment that you actively say, yes, I'm a failure, I failed today, I'm not gonna check the box. You're a winner who has just failed. Fantastic, that's exactly what I want my boys to be like. I want you to be accountable that the day that you miss, let's say meditation, you don't check the box and instead of being a little bitch and then thinking, oh, uh, I won't really use the behavior tracker anymore, let me just take it off, I won't use it anymore. You don't check it, you look at it, and you feel dissatisfied by yourself. You feel a little bit disappointed. Now, don't be a little bitch. Don't start getting really angry and sad and stuff. Have the positive mindset. Look at that unchecked box and think, you know what? Tomorrow, I am sure I'm gonna check it because I don't feel so amazing right now because I didn't get to check it today. Finally, the last benefit is that it gives you a collection of self-improvement material that you can look back through in some time to come. And looking through this stuff, like here's a little video of me going through mine, looking through any kind of self-improvement stuff where you see your younger self has been trying to make progress, it will literally always make you smile. You look through it and you get a lot of self-love for yourself because you realize that you've been on this grind for months or even years. And so it's really nice to have some kind of physical self-improvement stuff in your room that you've saved away that every now and then you end up just grabbing it and looking through it and just spending 20 minutes being proud of yourself. Now it's time for the actionable step. Do not continue watching up until you have a pen and a piece of paper in front of you. Pause the video until you've got that. Write the month at the top, so we're in February, you retard. <laughs> Write the daily behaviors that you wanna be checking off at the top. For 100% of my boys who are watching this, it has to be meditation, gratitude journaling, exercise and reading. The other behaviors you wanna add on, fair enough, but you must, must do these four behaviors every day, no questions asked whether you, you know, oh, meditation doesn't work for me, shut up, bro. Just do it because I'm telling you to, and in three months time, you'll come back to tell me that I've, I've, this changed your life. These four behaviors, I want 100% of the people watching this to have these four behaviors at least, and then any more that you want on. So I've got some ideas for any other behaviors you wanna add on to the top. I like to add on stretching in bedtime, you can add on cardio or a different form of exercise. And content creation is a good one. If you wanna be making some kind of content every day, like writing blog posts or making videos or podcasts, then you can make that into a checkbox too. Then down the left side, write the days of the month. Now I want you to draw all the checkboxes in right now. All right, you've got your behavior tracker. Let's cover some questions that I always get asked. Number one, most common question is, okay, Hamza, but can I make it on PC? Can I do it on Notion or you know some kind of digital system instead of doing it on paper? You can, but you will not get the same effect. You will not get the same effect if it's not on paper. There is absolutely a difference between using, 
I want to be able to do a little cool little... Oh shit. Fuck my laptop. Fucking retard. <laughs> there is absolutely a difference between using a pen and checking a box on paper compared to just moving your, your mouse and then clicking the, the right pixels on the computer. And look at this. This is where my behavior tracker is. It's literally on my wall. That is so powerful. It's not hidden on a digital system like Notion or a different Google tab that you, you know, you have to go to. It's literally always in front of me, whether or not I'm on the computer, whether or not I'm reading, if I'm in my room, I can see it up on my wall. It's just there staring me in the face. The unchecked boxes for today's stretching is just always looking at me. That is so powerful. Now, kind of a side note, but I highly, highly recommend setting up your room and having stuff on your walls to do with self-improvement. It gets you obsessed with this. I remember the first time I did this, the first time I stuck up something about progress, like a piece of paper I literally stuck up onto my wall. It was the first time I ever had a successful diet. I had tried to go on a diet so many times before this never was successful. The one time I got a piece of paper, stuck it to my wall and committed to tracking my weight every single morning, I lost the weight. So I highly recommend not only making the behavior tracker on paper, but also taking that obsessive next step to sticking the paper right above your computer on your desk. I had a question that someone asked me on my community tab. If you don't already know, I sometimes ask questions on the community tab. I mean, you might get a notification for it or you might have to just purposely go onto my channel, click on the community and you'll be able to see some questions that I ask people. So this was a question that someone asked me, pretty much he's asking me, what do I do when I feel like I can't commit to the schedule? That that is a fantastic question, but this is the really important part of the mindset of the behavior tracker, is that these behaviors are supposed to be non-negotiable. These behaviors are supposed to feel as normal as eating and sleeping and breathing are. A day without these behaviors would feel strange, that even on the bad days, you should be able to check the box. Now, the mindset that I tell my students when they come to me for coaching and they've made the behavior tracker, is that the moment you have done the activity, the moment that you've just about done the smallest amount of it, you get to check the box. You've taken 30 seconds to meditate, check the box. You've done two push-ups, one push-up, check the box. You wrote one thing that you're grateful for, one word, check the box. And straight away they're like, but you know, I wanted to make progress, that's not going to do anything. And honestly, you're right, it's not really going to do much. But what's so important is that that is the minimum criteria. Literally, this, this behavior tracker is supposed to get you to always do the bare minimum. Because the bare minimum starts becoming very significant very soon. My bare minimum is at least 20 minutes of meditation, at least a few points of gratitude journaling, at least an hour of exercise now. So that's the issue. Most people, when they first start with the behavior tracker, they 
don't check the box because, for example, they've got running, they've got cardio on the box. They will only check it if it was a good run. And I, I disagree with that. The moment that you've put your shoes on and you've went outside and you ran one step, you get to check the box because no one's gonna run one step and come back home. The worst case scenario is gonna be that you go for a run three minutes in, you're not feeling it, you feel kind of sick, you come back. But that's a success. That is a huge success because the old version of you wasn't even doing that. This isn't supposed to be for excellence. This is supposed to be for progress. And you are making progress by doing the bare minimum right now because most of us dumbasses don't even do the bare minimum. So it's so important that you realize that the behavior tracker will only be effective if you lower your standards of the checkbox. And I made this mistake as well. After using the behavior tracker for a couple of months, I started making the activities on it much harder. So instead of just meditate, I started writing down one hour meditation. Now I was hitting that some days, but here's a little video. You can see that I missed it for a lot of days and it was actually very demotivating. I actually felt like I was failing but I was literally meditating for 30, 40, 45 minutes per day on the days that I hadn't checked the box. Is that a failure? Would anyone say that that is a failure? No. So use that same mindset on yourself. 45 minutes for me technically was a failure in terms of my stupid checkbox criteria and standards, but now I've changed it back to just meditate. If I meditate for five minutes, I'm gonna check the box. Now I had a great idea to induce even more accountability for myself. On the last Sunday of every month, I'm gonna include a picture of my behavior tracker to my email newsletter. The email newsletter link is in the description below. You get so much value from it, whatever, whatever. That's gonna mean that I have even more of a reason to make sure that you know I'm checking all the boxes because now a hundred people are gonna be able to see it. So take that same idea for yourself send pictures of your behavior tracker to your accountability partner, to email them to me, here's my email. I'll be honest, the issue with this is that unless you've got an accountability partner who's so invested in your progress, no one's really gonna be chasing you up for it. No one, you know, at the last day of the month is gonna be like, yo, yo, where's your behavior tracker? Let me see it right now, don't, you know what I mean? No one's gonna really be pushing for it. Yeah, you can send it to them, you can send it to me, but no one's really gonna know if you would do that. And that is the difference and that is what you get with the self-improvement coaching that I offer. Now you've learned the system, I hope that it helped you guys, but if you want that skyrocketed level of accountability, you want me on your phone messaging you literally all day every day have you meditated have you journaled show me the behavior tracker how was the workout you'll have a partner to do this self-improvement with and the progress that you make it literally transforms your life in a few weeks so what i'd really like you to do is go to the self-improvement coaching link in the description you don't have to buy anything just check out the webpage because there's so much more detail in there and on that page you can even book a free 15 minute call with me this 15 minute call can be like a little tester before you go on to get coaching with me or if you're not even really interested in coaching you can just get this call anyway and then we can have a little chat you can tell me your main struggle and i'll give you my advice no no strings attached no hard feelings if you don't want to sign up to coaching. I actually really enjoy these conversations. So go and book that call with me right now. It's completely free. Let's take it from there and you'll get a little bit more accountability with me on your side. Self-improvement coaching link in the description. Scroll down right now, click on it. If you want to see more videos from a somewhat unconventional small YouTuber, I talk about young men's self-improvement. Scroll down and click on the subscribe button right now. Turn on the post notifications. You'll get a message from my next video. They're all gonna be full of value. I mentioned that email newsletter I have. It's a restricted reading section email newsletter. It's like a secret group that we've got. 
Every week, I spend about two hours sending this email out. It's got so much value for a young man's self-improvement and it's mostly aimed towards relationships, hooking up with girls from Tinder and that kind of lifestyle that you probably don't know much about. You're gonna learn from someone who actually has an okay amount of experience. The restricted reading section email newsletter link. Scroll down to the description right now, sign up to get an email from me on Sunday. If you're kind of new to self-improvement, there's a video that's just popped up. Self-improvement made me love life again. That's gonna give you some massive levels of motivation, get you hyped up for this grind. Click on that video right now to watch it. Take care. Boom. Jeffrey does shallow work at best. He says he works all day, but he constantly distracts himself with his phone and YouTube. At the end of the day, he hasn't accomplished anything of value, but he feels fatigued and overworked. Adonis. Adonis does deep work. He enters a deep workflow that no one could pull him out of. He remains focused for a couple of hours, achieving more than Jeffrey does in an entire week. Afterwards, he rests his brain by meditating, journaling, and working out in nature. Let's go, boys. This is gonna be the best front lever I've ever hit in my life. I can feel it. You can enter a deep workflow by having the exact same setup and shutdown ritual every single day, as well as making sure that your environment is working for you. I made a 30 minute class that you can watch for free on how to enter this deep workflow. In this video, we're gonna cover it briefly. If you'd like to watch the full class, go to the description right now, the top link, it's a Skillshare class. You can watch it with the free trial without getting charged. And then if you wanna be sneaky, 12, 13 days into the free trial, you can go in and just cancel the free trial. You won't get charged and also, on the same free trial you can watch literally all of my Skillshare classes and I believe there's like five classes which have been made for self-improvement, productivity, dopamine detox, social skills. Scroll down and click on the top link in the description right now to watch the full class. On screen right now is the setup ritual. It's my morning ritual that I do before I enter my deep workflow. I wake up, I immediately do some gratitude journaling, Bolt is a breath oxygen test. It's not really relevant for this. I have a cold shower, I meditate, I have some protein to start muscle protein synthesis, and then I start my deep workflow. It's the same schedule every single time, and by now, it just feels normal to me.
It feels completely normal to wake up, to go through this routine, and then to end up here in front of my computer to start my deep work tasks. Now you can replicate that setup ritual to fit into your life. Preferably it'll be first thing in the morning attached to your morning routine, but it can even be later on if it needs to be. The important part now is to set up your environment. First and most importantly is going to be your phone environment. You must disable your notifications. Your phone must not come on or make any noise whatsoever. There's different ways to do this. Some people just grab their phone and throw it into a different room. Others can just turn their phone off. I keep my phone on the exact same settings all the time. So I have it on silent. I also have it on do not disturb. I also went onto the notification setting on my phone and disabled them to the point that they do still pop up. But instead of showing me who's messaged me and what the message is, you know, what they've messaged me, what details they've wrote down. It literally just says, WhatsApp, Gmail, YouTube. So I don't get distracted by it. Next, you can also change your phone settings to make sure that it doesn't light up on screen. That's very important. You also don't want to see your notifications on the homepage. We want to make it that if you do need to grab your phone in the middle of your deep workflow, because sometimes you do have to, we want to make it that there is no notification on screen that pulls you out of this flow state. And so make sure nothing pops up on your screen. Make sure that your screen doesn't light up and take you out of this flow state. And a very simple and easy tip that I've had is simply put your phone out of sight. Like make, just make sure you can't see it with your, your visual field right now. Make sure you can't see it. This is like my secret weapon, which has been one of the most effective things I'm increasing my productivity. Simply putting my phone on charging and then just sliding it underneath my bed covers. That's, that's enough for me to even forget that my phone exists for the three hours that I do deep work in the morning. Also a part of the environment is the data collection, which you can start right now. If you open up a new document on your computer, just write deep work and start to track down the data that we can start to manipulate, the variables that you could change to see how it affects your deep workflow. So for example, I wake up, I do gratitude, I meditate. The reason why I do these behaviors in the same step is because I've already tracked data to see if doing them would increase my productivity during my deeper work hours and it does but you will have to find it for yourself because for example I do my work fasted and I find that I do it so so much better fasted but other people I've spoke to tried it fasted and they were far more hungry and far more distracted than if they ate their first meal so start your data collection documents and start to just change a few of the variables to see how it affects your work hours during the deep work tasks and finally part of the environment is to have a timer I literally have one on screen right now so I've been recording videos for 53 minutes this timer is quite vital we'd like you to work to a timer because it induces Parkinson's law. When you set on a timer, you give yourself a very specific deadline and you just automatically start being more productive because, you know, I've, I've got something right now that says you've got 36 minutes of work left. You've got 36 minutes to record two more videos. So I'm not going to mess around. After recording this video, I'm not just going to suddenly get up and go talk to my family or to go check my phone notifications because I've got 36 minutes to record the next two videos. So I'm going to do that. And finally, the shutdown ritual has just shown up on screen right now. It's very important that you have a consistent ritual to end your work day. So this is the process that I go through at the end of my work day. Now I end my workday on different hours because that's what my schedule is like. But in general, we'd like you to end working at pretty much the same time every single day and then to go through the same ritual to 
to fully end the workday. So the ritual for me is to, to review some of the tasks I've got, send the last few messages, and then to just double check my calendar for the next day. And then also to like, just say like an affirmation, say like a sentence, which just acknowledges that, okay, I'm done with the workday. I'm not going to look at messages. I'm not going to look at emails. I'm like now just a human. I'm not a coach. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm just Hamza. Although this seems simple, this has been far more beneficial th than it would appear at first glance. You'll find that in the modern day, you never truly stop working. You stop working, but then you're still in a work mode because you still take emails, you're still overthinking about it because none of us are mindful these days. By getting into the shutdown ritual, you start to get away from that and it feels like you recover better, you rest more, your brain feels like it just performs better. And so you end the day, you don't feel like you're in work mode anymore. You don't feel overworked. You go to sleep, you wake up nice and refreshed for the next blocks of deep work. So what's your life, especially your work life, going to be like if you just follow these three things? The setup ritual, the environment, and the shutdown ritual. Your production, what you produce, is going to increase significantly, but you're actually going to spend less time working. This is literally what we've always wanted, is more production, more success, but with less time needed. And this is what deep work does. Now, students struggle, and really just everyone struggles. Students struggle, businessmen struggle, people in careers struggle. That's because they don't even get into deep work. We are in like a disease of shallow work right now where people think it's normal to check their phone in between their work hours. Like the slightest difficulty, the slightest thing that they can't immediately do, just straight to the phone, because, you know, you're only checking your message, your mouth breathing as well, but you're only checking your message for like three seconds, sending a quick text whilst mouth breathing. You're only sending a quick message, so it's not that detrimental, is it? It's worse than being stoned. Like, you literally may as well get high as fuck than check your phone through your work hours. If you're on like a personal level with me, you'll know that I'm not exactly very active on my phone. And even I would say that I'm too active on it and I'm too active because it's still my part of my business to check up on people, but I'm still more active than I would like to be. If you find that you're one of those students or one of those guys in the career, or if you're the guy trying to be the entrepreneur and it does feel like you're somewhat overworking, like you don't exactly feel rested, you feel overworked, but you also feel like you're not really making as big progress as you should be, that it feels like your work hours are going and you're just not really achieving so much. Deep work will change that for you. It will mean that you'll finish work on time. It'll mean that you will finish your studies by 6 p.m. and you'll actually be able to rest and unwind instead of being one of those dumbass students who continue studying until like 2 a.m up their health. This ritual will become a very consistent schedule of work, which I found reduces that overthinking you get, which at least I get, which is, it's like a sense of unknowing where you're at with your work, your production, and you also feel more confident and capable because you get more time to rest. So if you follow these three things, the setup ritual, the environment, and the shutdown ritual, you'll get into a very, very nice, consistent flow of work, a consistent schedule of work. And when you and when you are working, you are going to find yourself slipping into that deep work flow far, far more often than you usually do, which is awesome because when you're in that deep work flow, an hour passes by and it literally feels like it was 20 minutes. Please reconsider if you're one of those people who think that working all day 
14 hour study days is the better way. Just know that you are not only messing up your health, but you're actually not accomplishing anywhere near as much as you think, apart from the accomplishment of social validation and social influence and ego is because you like telling people, oh, I, I study for 12, 12 hours a day, but you don't. You study for about three or four. It's just that you keep checking your phone and you keep having to reread the same paragraph again and again. So I'm gonna tell you briefly about my experience going from a complete dumbass who just wasn't productive at all, this standard student starting my work literally a couple hours before it was due and even submitting assignments that were nowhere near the word count as well, to being on the dopamine detox, somewhat having a consistent schedule but not even knowing about deep work, to finally knowing about deep work and actually actively getting into the deep work schedule. I only work about three hours a day now. How awesome is that? Like I only do like tasks like this, like recording videos, scripting videos and these type of things related to YouTube for about three hours max. Then I take about an hour hour and a half of coaching calls. I'd say all in all, my whole day of work is less than five hours and my production is insane. Like I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. Maybe this is my ego speaking. I'm a future Hamza's gonna watch this video back like it wasn't that good, relax, younger Hamza. But I would like to think that my production's skyrocketed recently. The video editor, Sam, he can't even keep up. This is the fourth video I'm recording in a row right now. Like I've recorded three videos before this. This is the fourth video and I'm, I'm going to record one more video. Think of that right now. A YouTuber recording five videos in one sitting usually you'll hear of someone doing like two maybe three like i record five and i blast them up to like the little document that me and sam have he sees them all coming he's still trying to edit a video from like three weeks ago we're just waiting on him poor guy <laughs> when i was writing my story i was as it's a book that i'm writing like a novel i was writing on average three thousand words in 90 minutes three thousand words in 90 minutes I wrote a 70 page, about 70 page novella, 27,000 words in less than two weeks. And I was only working 90 minutes a day and I also took a couple days off. And so I wanna drill this into you right now. And I'm gonna be biased because I have a course that I'm like trying to share to you. And of course, you know, if, if the YouTubers made something, if, if the YouTubers gonna be making money from it, they're gonna be like, oh, by the way guys, even though it's sponsored, I was using this, this thing already, but deep work, is the lifestyle that I think you should be getting into. For the last year or so, I've dove deep into productivity, trying to find you know the best system of output to create this life for myself. And deep work by far, in terms of the work hours, has improved it the most. Because in general, it's the idea of working as little as possible, little hours, but very, very focused, determined, disciplined hours of like three to four hours max and then spending essentially the rest of your time to recover from that, to set yourself up for a better deep work tomorrow. This is the business lifestyle that I truly, truly am grateful for. I have so far sent the, the class that I've made, the Skillshare class, I've so far sent that to now eight people and all eight people, you know, they're gonna be biased because I've sent it to them, so of course they're gonna say like, wow, Hamza, that's really good, but all eight people not have just told me, they've all told me it, but I'm not just, I'm not gonna count that, but they've shown a significant increase in their productivity. So if you'd like to see the full 30 minute class of entering this deep workflow, and you can watch it for free as well, scroll to the description right now, click on that Skillshare link, and you do have to put in your car details and take the free trials, I know it's a bit of a hassle, but, Along with that, you get to watch all my courses, 
get all that knowledge and also watch like literally every other course on Skillshare as well. And then you literally don't have to get charged if you don't want to keep the Skillshare membership. And you could even consider keeping the membership if you want, because it's literally like pennies. It's a couple of pounds per month. Scroll down right now, click on that link and you can just see the page and you can see the little intro I've made for the class. If you'd like to get my free one-to-one -one advice on any kind of problem you're experiencing, if, especially if it's related to self-improvement, you can scroll down right now and go to the second link in the description to book a little chat with me. It's not a sales call or anything. It's literally just like, I like having friends. So you, if you just wanna be my friend and you wanna speak to me about your problems, it's, I'm not gonna try and sell you anything if you wanna do that, if you just want my advice with something. Now, if you do wanna pay me and you want me to be your self-improvement coach, if you want me to hold you accountable every single day and give you your own individual plan of self-improvement, you can go to the second link or the third link now in the description for self-improvement coaching. All of the details are right there. If you just scroll down right now, click on the link that you want. And finally, if you wanna see more videos from an unconventional small YouTuber, I suggest you scroll down right now click on the subscribe and the post notification buttons and you'll get messages for my next videos when they get uploaded do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it reading books is a waste of time unless you have some kind of system that lets you constantly rehearse what you've read so that you can practically use that knowledge to improve your life here is how I do it. This video is split up into different sections, but make sure you watch them in order. Let's begin with the actual reading session. Quick tip, make this reading section as enjoyable and as peaceful and as relaxing as possible so that you actually look forward to it. So for me, I get tucked into my bed. I have tea, some dark chocolate. I have a warm little, what's that thing called? a hot water bottle at my feet so I'm like nice and cozy and I start reading a book that I'm currently very interested in. Honestly, I really look forward to the reading session. It's probably the most fun part of my day, which means that I read quite a lot. And to a lot of guys who, who don't read for any reason, it's because of this. It's because you don't actually enjoy the reading session. Do something to make it more fun. You can steal my idea and get really cozy or you can listen to music or you can go somewhere and read. Doesn't matter. Just Whatever it is, make sure it's something that actually motivates you to get into the reading habit. I've started making reading and learning a priority. So I do this first thing in the morning, even before my weightlifting session. I've moved my lifting session back by an hour or so, which anyone who's watched my previous videos know how much I vouch for the morning workout, wake up and go and hit the weights straight away. Trust me when I say that this is so much more valuable. Wake up and read and learn straight away. I feel like my brain, at least mine, probably all of ours, is more primed to learn first thing in the morning than say two hours after you've already physically exhausted yourself. So in this reading section, I read through whatever book it is, but I also keep a notepad and a pen next to me. And anytime I learn something of value, I write it down in this notepad. Here is a couple pictures of the things that I write down. You can see that I, I never really write quotes or direct sentences. Literally, if you're copying this, the sentence from the book on to your notepad, it's pointless. You literally do not use any brain cells to do that. What I do is I read the paragraph or the page, stop for a second and think, okay, how could I practically use this in my life with real words, real names, real situations? Anything of value, I write it down into this notepad. Just this is a big step above just reading the book. So if you're not gonna follow any other advice that I give, at least just have this kind of note-taking system where you do not just steal sentences from the book, but but instead, as you read, you get the light bulb effect of something you've learned and you're like, oh, I could use this with Jeffrey. So I'll write down the specific example where I could use this knowledge with Jeffrey. 
And that is so powerful. Next, I do what I call a learning recap, where I go onto my Notion database that I've got here. You know, it's like a learning tab. And on this, I have two different sections. One is a daily learning objective, and the other one is a weekly highlights. The daily learning objective is so important, and this is the reason why reading, in my opinion, is so pointless unless you have one of these. Every single day, I grab this little notepad here, and I write what today's objective is. So for example, on this day, I learned about tactical empathy. I learned about mirroring, labeling, and acquisition auditing. So I wrote these down, I keep this little grungy little notepad right on my desk next to my computer. Anytime I'm taking coaching calls, if I'm writing scripts or whatever I'm doing, I keep referring back to this, and that's my objective for today is to use that as much as possible. This is so important if you want to go above just remembering what you learned, but to actually practically use it in your life to see some real results. Have this kind of daily learning objective and I highly recommend you make it on some kind of paper notepad so that you can keep it on your desk at all times. Now on Notion, what I do is I recap what the objective is. I just write it down so that I have like a list of objectives that you know I can look back to just to remind myself. And then a part of this learning recap is the weekly highlights, which is a really nice part. It's literally just a couple bullet points of the most valuable, the most practical knowledge that I've learned this week that I'm hoping that if I structure it in a nice, clear, easy way, future Hamza will come back, read through this document, and, see, and read one of the bullet points and go, oh yeah, this was a really good one. I'm gonna remind myself of that and maybe add it to today's daily learning objective. The next part of this learning system is the book summary learning lessons. You can see here, I have a list of the books that I've read. And in this list, when I click on it, it's pretty much just the most important things that I noted down in my notebook. So the most valuable ones of the things that I've already wrote in this notebook, I then transfer it to this new page. So anytime I wanna recap a book, something I've learned from it, I can go onto this and I have 10 or 15 random ideas and great pieces of knowledge. The final part of this learning system is rereading. I reread through the Notion database and also through the books that I found great value in. And this practice of rereading is honestly, it's, it has been very, very beneficial. There's a few books that I've read twice and really on the second time, I was able to get 10 times more value. You might actually find this as well. So for example, I reread The 4-Hour Workweek. I first read this book over a year ago and it, you know, it paved the way and it got me really thinking about these concepts and you know, life got in the way and I started thinking about other stuff. But then I reread it just two months ago and it was like it really, really struck out that I learned like 10 times more from this second time of reading it because the first time you read something which is, you know, it's mind blowing, it's a completely new way of life, it slightly puts you into that new way of life. If you then wait months or even years and then reread that original book that pushed you into a new lifestyle, you'll find that that same book would give you so much more value now that you're already deep inside this new way of living. So this works really well with the four hour work week. It's all about lifestyle design. The first time I was reading it, I, I got kind of obsessed with online income and I was thinking, okay, how, how can you make online income? You can do drop shipping and maybe you can write eBooks. And so I tried a bunch of stuff. None of it really worked at this time, but it was all learning lessons to get me to this point. And now when I reread the book, it feels like I'm 10 steps into it. So it's like I can appreciate the value in it so much more now that time has passed. Obviously to gain any kind of value from rereading, you have to wait a while. So what I would suggest is that the biggest, most jaw-dropping, the most valuable books that you've read, keep them, keep them by your side, wait months, years, and then look back at them 
and you'll find that there is so much of the book that you were never able to appreciate when you originally read it. If you're someone who just reads books and you don't have any kind of system that allows you to practically use that knowledge in your life, I highly recommend you get one. Try my one, make your own, it doesn't matter what you do, just make sure you do something above just reading the words on the page because that's nice and it's a step above not reading at all. So honestly, well done. I'm, I'm proud of you that you've been getting into reading, but the most important part of reading is not actually reading, it's learning. You've got to make sure that you're actually learning from the book. And straight away, everyone would say, but, 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 I, I learn from the, no, you don't, don't lie to me. No, you don't really learn from reading. It just gives you the false sense of security. The psychological studies say that you remember 20% of what you've read. And honestly, I would say it's barely half of that. You need some kind of system that not only allows you to remember what you read, but actually practically use it in your life for your own self-improvement. The daily learning objective, I think is probably the most important part of this. I'll be completely honest, I'm a guy who can take action and it's because of things like that, because it's a lot more comfortable to have the daily learning objective to write it down this morning i learned about labeling today the objective is to label when i speak to people it's so much more uncomfortable it's so much harder but as always doing the uncomfortable hard action gets us a bigger reward. I hope you find value in this. I hope you can practically use it in your life. If you're into self-improvement and you really want to learn how to start taking action and making some significant progress in your life, then I'm your man and you can learn from me on a one-to-one -one basis. We can do video calls and I will personally coach you to make some significant progress in your life. I do self-improvement coaching. The first link in the description, if you scroll down and click on that right now, me and you could be working together. And when you've got my help, bro, all those goals, all that transformation that you want will come by so much easier. Scroll down to the self-improvement coaching link in the description right now. Just go and look at the webpage and make your decision from there. If you wanna see more videos from a somewhat unconventional small YouTuber, I talk about young men's self-improvements. Scroll down, click on the subscribe button, click on the little notification bell, you get a message for my next video. They're all full of value, sort me out, G. Let's hit those subscriber buttons, please. You've watched this far of the video, obviously you're into reading. Now, I'm gonna let you into a little secret. We have a restricted reading section club. Would you like to be part of this club? It's pretty exclusive. It's an email newsletter. Every Sunday, I send out an email that only the exclusive boys get to see. It's a restricted reading section. That means that there's posts that you'll probably never see in your life that have personally made my life. I can't even say that they've changed my life. They have made my life. They have made me into the man that I am today. These posts, these articles are full of some incredible life-changing value. If you want direct links to them, plus my own interpretation of them and me teaching you a lot of underground stuff, the email newsletter link is in the description below. Scroll down, click on it right now, sign up, give me your email. You know the deal. The man who doesn't read is no different to the man who can't read. Click on that video right now. Take care. Jeffrey thinks that trying to work hard and become a success is stupid, but Jeffrey doesn't like his life. He goes from entry-level job to entry-level job. He never improves. Jeffrey feels hopeless, and because of that, he takes it out on you. What are, what are you doing? There's, there's no point. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. You're just wasting your time. You could never become successful. Are you going to listen to Jeffrey, or are you going to say, shut up, bro? When I stepped out into the real world after finishing university, <laughs> it was hard. I worked a customer service job that I disliked, and I had bigger dreams. I tried to be an entrepreneur, having a side hustle that I could work on that would make me financially free, just like all the dropshippers on YouTube. I really wanted to work hard, I just didn't. I'd procrastinate. Instead of working hard on my goals, I'd watch YouTube videos about them. That 
isn't what you're doing right now, is it? Stop the rest of this video. If you feel cold out right now, go and do your fucking work, bro. This is the message you've been waiting for. Put one foot in front of the other, stand up, close YouTube, and just start the work that you've been procrastinating from. Don't think about the discomfort that will come from it. Just start and get into the flow of it. You should only continue watching this video if you're not currently procrastinating, okay? You promise? Don't fucking Like I said, I'd procrastinate by watching YouTube and smoking weed all day didn't help. But I pulled a complete 180. Not to boast about myself, but I think my transformation from going from a stoner who did pretty much nothing productive to getting onto a dopamine detox and being productive all day was awesome. And it was so quick. I just needed to find out exactly what to do to stop procrastinating. And as soon as I implemented just a few of the fairly straightforward tricks, I saw results straight away. Adonis. Adonis doesn't procrastinate from his work, for that is his purpose, his passion. Adonis takes massive action immediately. That's how he's able to build his tribe, his empire, his business, all through taking action. Procrastinating is all about visualization. You procrastinate because you visualize the work being hard and strenuous, and you'd rather just stay in comfort. Now think about that, you visualize against yourself. We're gonna reverse that. First, we have to make sure the fundamentals are set. The absolute most important factor of being able to be productive is your mental health. You can improve your mental health through daily exercise, meditation, and gratitude journaling. To stop procrastinating and stop being productive, you need to have a routine. It's so much easier when you do the same kind of work at the same time every day. I like to think of myself as a pretty productive guy now, but when my routine is off, my entire day gets thrown off, and it feels like I'm back to being a procrastinating spurg like Sam. You can get into a routine very easily by writing up a timetable just like this one. It's so much easier to not procrastinate when you actually enjoy the work. How can you enjoy hard work? The real question to ask is, how can you stop doing such fun activities that make work seem way more boring? Dopamine detox. You have to take a step back from all of our modern day hyper-stimulant activities like social media, porn, and video games. At the very least, do these, not porn, fuck off, we're not watching porn again, but social media and video games, at the very least, do these after you've done your work, not before. Dessert comes after the main course. And above all else, it's the mindset, it's what you visualize. You don't wanna do your work because you visualize the height of the discomfort. You don't wanna go to the gym because you visualize the height of the strain. You see yourself doing the heavy squats, or you see yourself in the middle of the assignment. But that isn't the task right now. The task right now, is to put on your gym clothes or to open up the correct work assignment file on your computer. Instead of visualizing against yourself, visualize yourself taking action. See yourself breezing through the assignments and feeling so fulfilled when you've completed it. See yourself standing up and feeling so fulfilled by the work you've just done. Mwah. I've created a cult. This is my plan with full honesty. Watch this video in order every single second of the video if you wanna be part of my cult. Don't flick around or skip through the video because you won't understand what I'm saying. This one video I want you to watch every single second if you wanna be a cult member. Now what you can do is change the setting to watch it at 1.5 times speed just to go quicker. We're gonna do something different. I'm gonna bring you onto my computer screen. So Sam, can we get some, a nice, editing effect transition effect so there's a couple of stages that we're going to go through and we're going to start with just stage one i'm copying alex becker by the way this is how i got his idea so stage zero we're going to start with and you've already passed this one but this stage is the pre self-improvement slash my hamza stage so this is like when you were unaware of me slash or you were unaware of self-improvement but obviously you've already went past this stage so Good man, good on you. Now stage one, you may be here. So stage one is the self-improvement struggle. 
SIS, the self-improvement struggle. This is that main rut of depression, of doing all the bad habits. This is one of the worst places to be in life because at this point, you know about self-improvement. You've been binge-watching maybe my content, Andrew Kirby's and Better Ideas and Matt Diavella and all the YouTubers. And so you know exactly what you're missing out on. You just can't seem to grasp it. So I was in this stage about a year ago when I was smoking weed every single day. I was checking off like six times a day on, on 4chan. I was bingy in every single day. My mental health was fucked up. I was spending all day, every day on the computer just watching YouTube videos. And I think you're probably gonna be able to relate to me. Either you've experienced this before or you've already went out of this stage, which is fantastic, so we can move on. Stage two is where it starts to work. You know, you struggled at first, you were unable to get just about into it for whatever reason. At this stage, in stage two, you've changed a few things and it actually starts to work. You see very, very small progress. At this stage, most people's mindset is the biggest problem and they won't admit or feel or know that they are actually consistent, usually because of the ego. And so, you know, they're watching my videos, they're watching everyone's videos, and we're all saying on YouTube, like, yeah, we meditate every single day. And so in stage two, after you've just been through stage one, the self-improvement struggle, the depression period, let's say you start meditating, you want to meditate every day, obviously, but let's say you start meditating and you only get about three days a week. At this point, it's your mindset that's the, the biggest problem because with three days a week, you think you're a bit of a failure. So this is the stage where you're going through those up and downs, that roller coaster of existence video that I made. This is that stage. And so you're making progress. And we know for a fact, if you just stay with it, with a good mindset, you will get to the next stages. But many guys, because of those big downs, might actually quit from here. So if this sounds realistic to your situation, you're feeling like you might be in stage two, you've been seeing a bit of progress, but it's nowhere near the level that you want and you do feel these up and down days, this is probably the current stage that you are. And I'll even draw like the, the roller coaster. That's what it feels like at this stage. We're getting through these quite quickly because I don't want to waste your time. So you're just gonna see why this is all relevant in just a second. So then we've got stage three. Stage three is beautiful. This is what I call flow. At stage three, in this point of flow, you're in the flow of things. You still do get up and out, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, but it's a lot more flatlined. And actually now you're able to see that it's more like this where you can actually start to see, because you've been onto it for long enough, you can actually start to see that you've made pretty good progress. You can see where you started, you can see where you've ended up. And yes, you know, you've been going through these up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, but you can start to see the general trend is going in the exact direction that you want. This is the beautiful stage because this is when you start getting confident for the self-improvement. This is when people first start to notice you see a pretty significant difference in your body, your mental health, your education, your mindset's very, very, very much changed from stage two and especially stage one. So this is like a very nice place to be. This stage lasts, I found it actually lasts very, very different depending on the person. You'll see why stage three is so independent on each person. Some people stay in this stage for just a couple of weeks, couple of months. Other people seem to be in this stage for literally like more, most of the year, the entire year, two years. For me, it was a, a very long time. At this point in stage three, you know what to do. You've got the plan set out, you've got the behavior tracker, you've been holding yourself accountable, you know exactly what to be doing, and you have this confidence about you because you know that as long as you don't quit, as long as you stay on the same plan, as long as you trust the process, you will reach all of your goals. That's why this stage is a very, very beautiful stage. Now let's move on. Stage four, 
I think you guys already know what this is. Stage four, self-actualization. So what's happened is stage three, you were in the flow of things, you had the exact plan, you were just following it for months, years, weeks, who knows, depending on your specific situation. Eventually you reach the point of self-actualization. So there was a video I did of Maslow's hierarchy of needs where there is a pyramid that's such a shit pyramid. So you have the pyramid of needs and it's broken down. So this one's got like water and sex and food. And then this one is like, let's say friendship. I'll have a picture, like a real picture of the, the needs up. But right at the top of this pyramid right here is self-actualization. And so you reach that when you feel like you've done about as much as possible. This is that cliche line of like reaching your potential. And so stage four is when you've reached your potential. Now, one thing that many people haven't seemed to clarify is that this is just right now in your life. Like this isn't gonna be for the rest of your life. It's just that right now you've reached your potential. So I can confidently say that right now I've reached my potential. Now, of course, I'm, I'm going up and up. And as I keep working on all of this, my potential increases with me. But I've reached the point where I'm doing about as much as I can in terms of my success, my mindset, my growth. And so I am at the point of self-actualization or I have experienced this point because I'm at the next stage now. So most people watching this, you're, you're watching this, you probably aren't here just yet. You're probably a little bit over here. So you're probably in either stage three or stage two and you might actually be in stage one. I hope you're not in stage one, but if you are, that's why I've made my coaching for free. So the top link in this description, I'll literally help you for free. There's no strings, there's no strings attached. I'm not selling anything to you. I literally, I will do a one-to-one -one call with you every week and I'll just walk you through the exact process. I'll give you advice on your life. This is a very, very like depressing, like I've been there myself and it, it's not where I want anyone to be. So you're probably there, maybe you're in stage two, maybe you're in stage three. Not many people are on stage four. If you're watching self-improvement videos, you're not really on stage four, but you are getting closer on the right path. And so you can see that this is the fourth stage of the cults. Now, I haven't really explained the cult fully just yet, but you'll see on the next one. So self-actualization stage four, this is so, so good to be in because your metaphorical cup is full. You've been filling your cup, your cup is full to the brim. At this point, you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. You've been working hard, you're feeling confident. Everyone else is actually confident in you because they've seen the huge progress that you've made. Everyone has seen the progress in you. And so if that sounds realistic, maybe you're at this stage. If you're thinking right now, like, nah, like I'm not incredibly happy with myself and most people don't actually know that I'm on self-improvement. You're on one of the earlier stages. But stage four, this is when you start to feel abundant. That's why this stage is so important and it links to the next stage because at this point, your cup is full. You could stop here, but I found that if you went through the self-improvements journey you have like a bit of a philosophical change especially if you're you know you're following me and you're learning from me you can have this change where you're starting to think you know what i am abundant in everything i'm doing now and that means i've got extra i've got more than enough so why would i just stay with more than enough why would i just keep filling my cup that's already full when what i can do is the people around me who i love i can help them fill their cups too that's why this gets very very beautiful finally stage five stage five is recruitment at this point you're already abundant you filled your cup you feel like all your needs are met you're confident and now you want to start helping people because you're doing as much as you can for yourself so you're like okay if i help people not only would you know the, the world get better, but even on a selfish, hedonistic level, I know for a fact if I help people, I would also be better. Like my potential would actually be suddenly increased by so, so much more. The amount of responsibility I could take would be severely increased. 
And so this is the point where you recruit people onto self-improvement. You have been setting an example. You went from little Jeffrey here, little skinny Jeffrey, and now you're like big boy. Like it, I don't even know how how draw Adonis, but you're like big boy Adonis with all the big muscles. And the thing is, <laughs> you've went through this transformation. You're setting a fantastic example for everyone else. Now is time. You can start this earlier. You can start recruitment earlier, but this is the time where it will be best because one, people will look up to you, so they'll follow what you say. And two, you'll actually have like the real knowledge to fully help people instead of just being on a basic level of saying, hey, hey, you should be trying self-improvement. You can tell them exactly what to do because you've been doing it for long enough. And so at this point, you're now gonna start recruiting other people onto self-improvement. I want you to think what this looks like right now. Everyone goes through these stages, right? So at the top, the first person in this cult was me, Hamza. I went through the stages. Stage zero before self-improvement, and now I'm on stage five where I'm helping other people, right? So through my help of other people, I have now essentially recruited more people into the cult through the coaching and the help and the YouTube. So let's say now I've got F.A. Jan, I've got Sam the editor, say hi Sam, and I've got Riley, boom. So I've recruited these guys into self-improvement and into the cult, I've brought them into the cult because my cup's already full. So I thought, you know what, Sam, give me a cup, I'm gonna help you fill it because you've, you've been spilling this shit everywhere, Sam, come on. You got Parkinson's or something, Sam, let me hold it steady for you, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'll pour it with some of mine. This is what you do and this is true leadership. It's not just the boss who tells you, go fill your cup up. The leader grabs his cup and he says, you know what, I've, I've got enough. Let me give you some of mine since you, you keep spilling it like a retard, Sam. There you go. So I brought Sam into this and he's going through his stages. So as Sam goes through his stages, he's gonna then start to eventually recruit his people into self-improvement. So now there's another group of young men who Sam has recruited. And guess what? These people are going to go through their, their transformation and they're going to recruit other people into self-improvement. So what does this look like to anyone who's watching this who might go on Reddit quite a lot and on who looks at scams? <laughs> this is a multi-level marketing this is multi-level marketing. Now, multi-level marketing is usually a scam. It's like the, the joke that your dad sells Avon where you start with like the big, the big people and what they do is it's almost a scam where they tell other people, like, you know, the, the basic peasants on Facebook. This is when your, like, old friend on Facebook messages you that they've got a business opportunity. So it's that they make money only when they recruit other people who then recruit other people who then recruit other people. This is the first multi-level marketing strategy that you've ever seen, which is purely positive. It's literally we're recruiting other people into self-improvements. Soon enough, we're going to have... Imagine if every single person does this. I've helped these guys, these three guys. Now they've invited, each of them has invited three guys. And now we've got, like each person has got three people who are on self-improvement and therefore like, essentially they're coaching them. And Sam's already been doing this, which shows you don't need to be at the ultimate point of self-actualization to just start talking about self-improvement, to start, you know, mentioning it, trying to help your friends. But you will be so much more effective at it after you've reached a very, very good point of progress. This stage, when you're recruiting other people, we're at recruitment, how will you recruit? The whole point is you're gonna recruit people, you're gonna recruit probably young men. You Obviously you can recruit young women and you can recruit parents or whatever, but it's probably gonna be young men because you will completely understand their struggle. So how are you gonna do that? You're gonna do it through one, two, one. One-to-one -one calls, messaging, 
this is how I started. I did one-to-one self-improvement coaching. I made that my business. I made a living from it, but now I do it completely for free because I've seen that, like the transformation that guys can go through. So you first start with one-to-one and this gives you quite a lot of fulfillment. You make progress. You recruit a decent amount of people into self-improvement. You're feeling good. And you know, you've got like a group, a small group of guys who respect you, but eventually it's not enough. It's not enough. The amount of people you can help on one-to-one is not enough. And so what you need to do at this stage, if you want to change the world and you want to get a lot of people onto self-improvement, you need to start thinking about scale. How could you recruit more guys onto self-improvement? How could you get more guys meditating, working out, journaling, instead of just one-to-one? Because one-to-one's limited to your time. You've only got a certain amount of time. And obviously you can only really do a one-to-one at this point with like your close friends. You need scale. And scale comes from the internet. And so this is the very nice moment. And this is why being in the cult and going through these stages is going to to be very, very beneficial for you. Because at this point, when you're going to scale the recruitments, comes entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, if you don't know, it's kind of like being a lifetime businessman who focuses on solving problems and monetizing it. So before all of this, you were just helping your friends because, you know, you wanted to help your friends, right? you realize that you don't have enough friends to help. Like after a while, you've gave them the information, you've told them to meditate. Now, you don't have many other people that you can actually pass this on to. This is the huge life-changing moment and this is what changed my life the most out of all these stages is scaling the help and using entrepreneurship. And what this just means is now, you're gonna be using content creation, which in another word literally just means get onto social media, Preferably, let's say YouTube. That's what I did. Yours could be different because I know some people like, you know, they, they vibe with um, Instagram or whatever, but let's say YouTube, right? So at this stage, copy me. Literally, copy me. Do exactly what I have done. So you can see you are literally in one of the earliest stages of my cult of my multi-level marketing strategy. And eventually there's going to be a point when you've actually started leveling up and you've almost created your own tribe. You've created your own group of guys who are on self-improvement, who aren't fapping as much, who aren't playing as much video games. You can now take the leadership position yourself into your group, start content creation, start getting active on YouTube and making videos almost exactly the same as mine. Like I'll make you this promise right now. You can literally copy my videos, use the exact same type obviously what's going to happen is that you're going to use the same title but inside of the video it's going to be your own personality it's going to be your thought process and so that makes it unique because you're probably thinking you know like i've got nothing original to say about this everything's been said yeah everything has been said there's nothing original anymore most of my videos are literally just i've taken ideas from other people and i just say it in my words and it's been working because people just want to hear it from your word only a certain amount of stuff exists And so what you'll just be doing is re-saying, meditate, journal, exercise. But the way that you say it will, will trigger the minds of people who are similar to you. And so then you're gonna be benefiting from it. Then you're gonna be the leader of this group. I invite you at this stage to copy the exact niche I've got and to copy the purpose as well. So niche literally just means like what, what audience you're making it for. And what I have done, which you would, it would work with you is young men's self-improvements that's going to be your content creation niche so you're going to make videos aimed at young guys 
to help them to get onto self-improvement. You're going to teach them because you've been through it yourself and think about how powerful that is to make a living from something like YouTube to grow and to, you know, to get people into your audience. You must be able to be so, so relatable to anyone who's watching you. That's the reason why you're watching all of this video so far. You haven't clicked off. You've been giving me your full attention because you relate so much to exactly what I say and how I say it. So you're vibing with me. And that's because I have experienced life as you. Like, I know we, we like to think that we're so unique and stuff, but the thing is most of our problems are roughly the same. And whatever self-improvement problem you have, chances are I've, I've experienced it myself or I've helped someone with it. And that's why my videos seem so targeted and so specific to your situation. And when guys speak to me, it's like they, they keep saying, oh, it literally felt like you, were, you weren't even speaking to an audience, you were speaking to me. That's the effect because I've been there. When you're at, at this stage, of recruitment, you're at stage five recruitment. You've been there yourself. Your niche, which you could grow in, you could make a living in, is young men's self-improvement. So at this point, when you start this content creation, think about that. This becomes your business. This becomes your entrepreneurship. This becomes like a passive stream of income where you're, you've become like a YouTuber, a leader, and you'll be doing, you can literally copy the exact business model I've done, which is like what you do is you start with free videos. I'll help anyone who wants to like learn more about this. I'll just help you and teach you what you do. But you start with free videos, you give them free value, just focusing on value. That's the most important thing. You focus on value and then you give them life-changing help. And eventually you make money from this because you monetize like a product or service. So I did coaching and I, I made people pay for that. No, I'm doing that for free because I can find like other ways to make money. And I know that I don't really need much money right now because I'm privileged to live at home with my parents. You'll be able to, let's say, charge for coaching and people will pay. And if you're like a, quite a young guy, I can promise you that you've never made more money than you're making coaching because you can charge essentially what you want and people will pay it because you're, you're solving an, a priceless problem in entrepreneurship it's this idea of okay you don't charge for like what you think you're worth you don't charge for what you know you're selling you charge for the benefit that they get and the benefit that they get from something like self-improvement coaching is coming out of depression it's coming out of that big ass rut and that's priceless and so this becomes your business you follow this self-improvement you follow this cult this cult plan that i've got from all these stages and oh yeah i didn't even mention but what we do who do you recruit so stage five recruitment all of this right well what you do this the reason why i mentioned stage zero earlier at that stage of recruitment you recruit these guys in stage zero so it all works out so this is how this is what the cult is about is that we i help you to go through these stages you reach the point of self-actualization through self-improvement through my, hopefully like quite quite significantly through my help you start recruiting other people other young men and get them onto self-improvement too and so there might be one question really that you have which is why 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 are you doing all this hamza why okay like okay you want more people into self-improvement but that's weird why i want more friends i want more guys who are on self-improvement, who are on a dopamine detox. I want more girls. I want to date a girl who isn't addicted to social media. I want to start a revolution, like a whole new generation of people who push away from normal life of just being consumed by the screen and by entertainment. I want a generation of people who meditate because when I speak to someone who meditates, I feel alive. I want a whole group of people who read how to win friends and influence people because when I use those principles on other people, I've seen how happy they get and I would love to speak to someone. I would love to some for someone who have read that book to listen to what I have to say. And it's quite lonely when you're at this stage right now, you're on a dopamine detox and you know, you're, I'm at the point of self-actualization, it's quite lonely because there isn't 
many other people here with me. So I'm throwing down the rope. I'm, I'm at the top of the bucket and I'm giving you my arm because it would be so much nicer if I had another crab by my side at the top of the bucket and we're just we're pulling all the little peasant crabs out of the bucket together. That's the point of this cult. I hope you'll join me. If anything's not clear, just leave a comment and I'll try and like expand because this is quite a big concept, but this is pretty much it. So maybe, yeah, leave, leave a comment actually and just tell me what stage are you in? Because I'm assuming that you are going to be in stage two or three. I'm thinking that you're watching this right now. You're probably in stage two or three, but let me know. And you can see now that's, that's the point. This is what we do. I'm just trying to help you through through all this. Get you to the point where you filled your cup and you can start helping other guys fill their cup too. And this is going to be literally like the most po the most positive, happy, friendly cult to have ever exist. And it all starts with your self-improvements. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Jeffrey read the statistic that 80% of women are only interested in the top 20% of men and now he feels insecure, depressed and hopeless. The black pill looks kind of tasty now. Adonis. Adonis doesn't need some puny researchers to tell him what he already knew. He understands that this is basic human biology. He knows that women want the best man that they can get and of course, the best man is Adonis. The majority of women only want the top 20%, the best men. And this means that the overwhelming majority of guys, most guys, including you, are sexually and intimacy deprived. Whereas a small amount of men have quite a crazy level of abundance. And today you're gonna to learn how to get that abundance. First of all, my name is Hamza. I help young men go through the Jeffrey to Adonis transformation through self-improvements. If you're interested in that, scroll down right now, click on the subscribe and the post notification button. It's a win-win for both of us. A couple of years ago, I used to see these videos on YouTube about testosterone and alpha males, and I'd always get insecure because I knew which category I was in. And you know what changed? I started lifting weights. I started actually having some respect and pride for myself. Lifting weights and building my dream body, or you know, making progress towards it at the time when I was about 17, 18 years old. It put me into a very positive mindset, like a growth mindset, where I actually started to realize like, okay, you can you can make progress and there's no reason why I couldn't get into the top 20% of guys. There's no reason why I couldn't be one of those guys on the YouTube video who are getting the girls. And so I started making progress and more and more I just, realize that there isn't really much of a competition. The majority of guys still don't even lift. Most men have the bodies of little boys, like weirdly like skinny fat, fatty stomach, skinny arms, B cup titties. That's your competition, bro. And so I beat my competition. I lifted weights, I built the body. I learned about red pill game and social skills. I built up my own little social network group of friends when I was in university and I got into the top 20%. I felt it the moment that I got into the top 20% or 15 or whatever it was, there's a certain sweet spot that I've mentioned a few times on my channel that success compounds. You will go from having no women for a while on your self-improvement, none, none, none. You've been working out for three months, six months, pretty much still almost the same and you're starting to disbelieve. All of these guys have told you that lifting weights gets you girls because still you get none a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and then when you enter this sweet spot it's like you just about pass this certain barrier it goes like this success on every graph always 
always looks like this. You almost never see success like a linear, like consistent graph like this. It's always like you get nothing for a bit and then exp exponentially compounds. And that's exactly how it is in terms of getting into the top 20% of men. You get no success before this and suddenly you get more than you would have believed and also that you know that other people around you would believe because you couldn't have imagined this just two months ago. And for me, this exact moment was my Tinder pictures. I will try to find the exact Tinder pictures I used to use, but I used to get, as normal guys do, like a couple of matches per day. And even, um, let's just be honest, most guys don't even get that. Most guys get zero to one match per day. I was getting like a couple, a couple per day, a couple per day. I'm lifting for one year, two years, three years, five matches per day, max. At a certain moment, I start getting about 20, 15 to 20 matches per day and I'm actually meeting these girls finally. It, it went like this and this is why I try and give hope and I hate like the black pill spurgs that you see on the internet like these incels because there's hope you just don't see that sweet spot yet. And then guess what happened? I fell out of the 20%. Mental health hit me, started binge eating, started smoking weed every day, all day. Training went down to like two times a week, no program, no progressive overload. Literally just going to the gym and just kind of doing the things there and same thing happened. It's like, you know, I'm getting all these results, feeling awesome and stuff. And then down the moment you just kind of get out of it. And so here's some pictures of that moment where I gained, got kind of fat. Like most people would see this and say they wouldn't call me fat or anything, but it's like, it's all relative, right? So don't try and you're trying to like make yourself feel good by saying I don't look, I look fat because it's relative. And you, if I don't look fat, then you don't look fat, but I look fat. Let's just be honest. Like for a guy who spent four or five years being in the full eat, sleep, lift, repeat kind of lifestyle to not look good is like there's something severely messed up. And of course that affected my mental health and, and it, it's all compounding, went straight back down, getting almost no attention from girls. I had a girlfriend, somewhat girlfriend at the time as well, but I lost like so much respect of myself and lost the attraction of people around me I became a lot more reserved because previously when I entered that sweet spot and I felt like I got into the top 20 you know it's 20% 10% who, who the knows what the percentage is but like you know we can say it's the sweet spot right the moment you enter into this point where you're like you're one of those guys who most girls want to be with when I previously had entered that I was a student I was a student I was going to the gym, I was going boxing, I was going to the nightclubs, I was hosting parties, I was going to parties, I was like living a pretty good life in, in that area. And now at this point, when I'm about 22, I'm unemployed. I've just finished, I've just graduated. I'm either unemployed or I'm working in customer service. I'm kind of bulky, but I'm kind of five and been going to the gym, mental health is bad. And so I dipped out of the sweet spot. And now once again, I got my shit together. For the last year, I've been fully focused on self-improvement. I've been leveling myself up. My body is the best it's ever been. This is what I look like right now. Can we get, get like a mashallah in the comments for this physique right here? Because I'm not going to lie. When I see this video, I'm like, God damn, bro. So for the last year, I've, I've stopped wasting my time on, on instant gratification activities. I don't watch Netflix. I maybe watch about an hour of YouTube per week. Quit RuneScape properly, finally. <laughs> I don't do the majority of bad habits and I do the majority of good habits. And so I've dipped back in to the 20%, 10% sweet spot that we're talking about. I put my head down, I worked on this business, I exploded my wealth, I'm I'm making a lot more. I won't give you the, I mean, I've told the specifics before, but I'm making like a good amount for my age now. It's a huge amount compared to what the majority of people would think. But once you start making money, you realize like normal people's perception of money, like a lot of, like everyone thinks like 10K a month is like unreasonably high. Whereas once you make 10K a month, you're like, yeah, it's, it's like nothing, bro. It's like, it's like, pennies g like i'd say i mean i'm getting full of myself yeah but i'd say like 50k a month is like is good money like good good money like i'm, I'm making good money compared to how i was a year ago but it's like 
Bro, there's, there's people out here making a million a month and it's, it's not that difficult. That's extreme level, right? In terms of like um, wealth in men, that's like the 1% and you know, even, not even 1% probably, it's probably like 5% or something, but no, a million a month is probably 1%. <laughs> so do you know what? I kind of just went off, off topic here with talking about finances and wealth and stuff, but you can actually see what my mindset is like. And although if you're somewhat of like a little softy and a little like, I don't know what the politic liberal or, or left, I don't know what it is, bro, but you're the type of people who are like against people making money or some I don't know. If you're one of them, you'll probably think, wait, this guy's being a prick. He said 10 Ks a month's not, not good and stuff. But by the way I just spoke, I almost impressed myself there, but to think that I've got such a positive mindset where I've achieved a level of wealth, not wealth, but a, a level of income that would have seemed crazy a few years ago. And now I'm, I'm driven to do more. I'm thinking like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's a good accomplishment to hit like 10 K in a month, but it's like, what about 50 K? And with this type of mindset is, is, it's inevitable that you get into this, the, the top 20, top 10%. And in fact, I was going to say some other things. I was going to tell you the specifics. But the thing is, if I tell you the specifics, it's not even going to help you. Because the specifics, I'm, I won't even waste your time, right? What I've wrote down is that you've got to delay gratification. You've got to stop indulging in instant gratification. You've got to start lifting weights, start making money, start doing, you know, the good habits, the social skills, mental health, and stop doing the bad habits. Stop jacking off, stop watching sports and shit. Stop being like a fucking loser. J just generally. The thing is, that's not even going to help you because... There is one key, key thing missing that either you have it or you don't. That is going to determine whether you become successful or you don't. And it's your mindset. I could come to your house. I could force you to work out. I could build the business for you. I could set up a business just like this for you. And you would still fail if you had the wrong mindset. And the mindset's kind of like the growth mindset, like that word, the growth mindset is kind of like the scientific word. But I just like to say, it's just a positive mindset. It's just having some hope and knowing that you will eventually get there. When I first started lifting, I had a great deal of hope. I had such a positive mindset. To me, one of the things I kept on repeating to myself is no matter what happens, I'm going to build my 10 out of 10 body. Bro, I'd have a crush on a girl for months and I would never say anything to her. I'd sit next to her in, in class or something and just kind of like, if we even said a sentence together, that was like the whole thing in my mind and everything. And like months later of me just, you know, slowly shooting my shot with the slowest speed you could ever shoot a shot. I scroll on Facebook and she's now in a relationship, bro. Do you know how much that hurt? And still, 10 minutes later, I'm in my garage where we have my gym. I'm just thinking, I'm just looking around, feeling so proud of myself saying, you know what? As long as I don't quit coming here, I'm going to build my 10 out of 10 dream body. I came home with bad grades once in college, like pretty bad grades. My parents are disappointed at me. Teachers were like annoyed at me and everything. Again, I go into the gym. As long as I don't quit, I will build my dream body. And here I am. I'm here because of the mindset. Now, a lot of you, like a lot of the, you are dumbasses, let's be honest. A lot of the dumbasses message me and like, okay, Hamza, what about the, the routine, bro? Like what routine, what workout, what, what are you doing for this? What, what's this? What about diet? Well, how many calories? Are None of that even matters. None of that matters. If you're asking me a question about tactics, bro, you're probably not gonna become successful because you're still missing most of your workouts. You still haven't controlled your lizard brain. Your willpower is still at a low level. It's only like, you wanna get into the top 20%. It's literally just your mindset plus time. Because your mindset plus time gets you to, how, how do I explain that? Your mindset, whatever your mindset is like, whether it's positive or negative, is where you're going to be in X amount of time. If you've got a positive mindset, you're going to end up somewhere positive in a few months or years. If you've got a negative mindset, you're going to end up somewhere negative in a few months or years. This is why like, I just don't understand this, this internet culture that young men get themselves in with this negative thinking of, of men going their own way in black pill and incel. Because you're literally just shooting yourself in the foot by saying, oh, I can't get girls because I'm X. Now you can't get girls before you actually could have.
but now you can't. Now you've, you've signed the deal off. And the other guy, who doesn't even consider it, like I've got friends who are short, and they don't even, it doesn't even come out of their mouth where they say, I can't get girls because I'm short. And they get more girls than I do. And I, I get an okay amount, bro. And on the other side, I have guys who should have no excuse to get girls. But they've got some stupid shit like that. Oh, bro, it's because of my, my jawline. It's, not, do you call a good jawline? Is it because of this? It's got because of this. I'm not jacked enough yet. That's usually the one it is. It's, uh, I'm not jacked enough. Give me five years. If you have this positive mindset, if you genuinely believe that you can get into the top 20%, that you can reach the sweet spot, you can build a business that explodes your wealth, you can build the 10 out of 10 body, bro, you will do it. Now, something might stunt your growth. Your genetics might, might stunt it. It will stunt it. Let's be honest. It will stunt it, but it will not stop it. It's your mind that stops your potential, not your genetics. Because there is no one who's maximized their genetic potential who isn't in the 20%. There is no one who's got the 10 out of 10 body. None of the Black Billsbergs can, can defend against this. There's no one who's got the full 10 out of 10 body who now isn't happy that he actually built it. There's no one who gets the 10 out of 10 body. It's like, ah, oh, like, I don't have girls still, so I'm just going to stop. Like, the Black Bill was right all along. No one even says that, bro. Because if you've got the 10 out of 10 body, you, you generally get a good amount of attraction from women. Now you get, you will, it's, it's impossible not to, you will get the attraction from women, but you might not get women just because again, you've got a shitty mindset that no one wants to be around. You know, I've I'm gonna title this video something like, it's not hard to get into the top 20% of men. You know why? Because probably about 50% of men aren't even competing anyway. So we've got 50% left. And th this is the 50% who are kind of like, you know, doing something. And the majority of these guys are just not doing much and they're not doing the right things. The majority of these guys are like getting careers and nine to five jobs and stuff. And they're all kind of like weirdly fat and they go to the pub. Like your competition, if you're my age right now, and let's say you live in the UK, you're, you're in the same like area as me. Your competition is the guys who go to the pub, have 10 pints of, of beer, and then call the dealer to get cocaine and ketin. That's your competition. Now these guys work nine to five and they, they bring in like 2,000 pounds per month. Like, okay, 3,000 per month. They've got a car on lease. That's your competition. And that's not even the guys who have given up. Like the guys who have given up don't even do any of that. This is like the people who are actively competing. There is no reason why you can't get into the top 20% other than your mindset. If you if you say, oh, but there is Hamza because of X, because I'm in India, because of my black skin, because I'm short, because I've got skinny wrists, because my, my I don't have hunter eyes like these internet people say like our oh, navel candle tilt and, and and whatever it's not so much that those are the reasons why it's that your mindset is the reason why so now i'm going to give you the actual tactics i don't think it's going to help most people i'll be completely honest with you i only really give like full practical tactics in my videos because it helps the business because people watch this part of the video because they're like oh my god he's, he's you know he's telling us exactly what to do but i know for a fact that 99 percent of people will never implement these tactics anyway but dumbasses watch them and i make more money so I'll, I'll tell you the tactics and if you're someone who deserves my respect if you're someone who who respects yourself if you're someone who's got a good mindset you will implement them the rest of the people will sit there watching like oh yes he's finally talked about the tactics and then they'll click on the next video so you want the tactic to get into the top 20 percent of men to get into the sweet spot write up the timetable if you've been watching my videos and you haven't done this already then i know which group of people you're in but here is your final chance the four things you're going to include plus other things but the four main things in terms of getting into the sweet spot of men is mental physical money and social skills slash game so you're gonna have some kind of daily task, daily habit for mental health. You're gonna have some kind of daily task, daily activity, obviously working out for the physical realm. So that's gonna be working out in the gym to build your body. You're gonna have some kind of daily task slash activity for, for money and building wealth. So that's gonna be your job, hopefully it's a business. And finally, you're gonna have some kind of daily activity, habit, routine, whatever, for improving your social skills slash your game. So maybe that'll be getting some every Friday getting something booked in, in terms of meeting friends or girls, it will be to spend half an hour reading a book on social skills or reading a book on game and actually practicing, going outside, spending an hour cold approaching. You've made this timetable, 
Follow it as best as you can for six to 12 months. There you go. Like there's the unsexy answer. Like you, all the little spurgs are hoping that I continue, you know, saying really practical things. That's the unsexy answer right there. Do something to improve these four things that I just mentioned. Pretty much every day is, you know, as realistic. Maybe you'll take a day off here and there and stuff, but pretty much, pretty much, so pretty much every day, six to 12 months. I guarantee that you'll be in the top 20%. Guaranteed. Because the majority of men, 80% of men have not worked hard for six to 12 months in a row. Now I've just told you the exact tactic to get exactly what you want. And not only will you get what you want, you want women, that's why you click on this video. Not only will you get that, every other part of your life will improve too. You'll build the body, your confidence will go up, your social skills, your relationships, your friendships will go up. You will even improve your mental health with this tactic that I've just gave you. That's the exact plan, it's right there, it's right in front of you. It's really not that hard to become one of the guys that has multiple girls interested in him. You just have to do the work. And so, do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Give me a kiss, bro. Use your tongue as well, though. Jeffrey is a consumer. He consumes media, low-quality junk food, and he does a whole lot of online shopping. Adonis, he limits his internet use. Living like a caveman means he's not getting influenced by society's bullshit. Instead of spending time consuming media, Adonis does natural activities like meditating, journaling, and exercising. society's bullshit influence by heavily reducing your internet, especially your social media use. That's where you're going to see all of it. Imagine how little of this influence you're going to experience when you go out for a walk in your neighborhood. There's no big titty Instagram model who's going to try and convince you to buy her OnlyFans or the herbal tea that she's sponsoring outside of your front door. There's no guy flexing his photoshopped muscles trying to sell you his expensive program in your back garden. It's all on the internet. Reduce your internet use and you become unique. Society will influence you. You probably don't want to be like the people you see on Twitter. The blue-haired, angry, polit political and sexist and rich. Uh. You probably don't want to be like anyone you see on social media. And yet, you're forgetting the very, very common quote. You are the average of the five people you spend time with. When you scroll on social media, you become more like those people you see on that platform. Even if you're making fun of them. You get influenced by normal people's content and businesses. I've run ads on Facebook. Here is my real dropshipping advert that gave me a decent amount of profit. Just need the tits to look like that. That's all I ask in life. This, this is actually super, super dope. This is definitely the best invisible bra I've ever tried. Put it on your nipple, you pull your nipple up, stick this on your chest. I'm sold. I'll give you the link so that you can at least go straight to the website for yourself. Think about the effect this advert had on those women that watched it. They would have felt like their bodies weren't good enough unless they bought my product. Not only are they buying an overpriced shitty product because they saw my advert, but their self-esteem gets lowered just because they happen to scroll across it. You aren't good enough unless you buy it. I am ashamed to say that I made this advert, but it was profitable.
and it was easy. It was so easy to target the exact population that I wanted. I could I could find every single variable about these middle-aged women who like to drink wine, who watch Love Island instantly. And so that negative effect this advert had on those women is the same type of effect that you feel when you scroll on social media. When you see an advert for a gaming PC that's better than yours, you feel a little less grateful for yours. Yours seems to just be a little bit more slower that day. When you see fitness products or mobile apps or attractive people, it makes your life feel worse. You get influenced by what you see on these platforms. So there's your self-esteem reduced. None of this it happens in real life. You go for a walk, you don't see any of those angry blue head people. You don't see any of those like smart 18 year old white guys who destroys the feminist or you don't see any of these type of arguments of this hatred of this negativity in real life. Why? Because those types of people don't go outside. When you go outside, the majority of the people you come across are happy, healthy people. But when you stay on the internet like a dumbass, you're seeing the extreme sides to life. I invite you now to do a visualization with me. Close your eyes. On the left side, think about the trajectory of your life when it's influenced by society and media and the internet. Think about what would happen to you as you go about the years. Then on the right side, think about the trajectory of your life if you lived like Adonis, with very little of that social influence. Which side of you seems more accomplished? Which trajectory would you like to go down? Which version of you would be more creative and have higher self-esteem? Think about the differences of that trajectory and then ask yourself, what the fuck are you gaining from this media that's so worthwhile? And the biggest negative influence of all, which is incredibly sad, is the education system. System. Imagine each child is unique when they enter the system and through punishment and pigeonholing, they all come out relatively the same. And so now we're gonna get deep. Welcome to the unfiltered section. If you're new here, this is the section where we're a few minutes into the video, all the people with low attention spans have already clicked off because I wasn't like doing all the YouTube antics and all that shit. So we've only got like the boys Roughly 15% of people stay for this part. So if you look at the views, 15% of the view counts is how many people are currently watching. So you're part of the exclusive club. This topic got me thinking, I'm gonna homeschool my children. Imagine you have kids. Do you want them to go through that normal life? Now you might think, oh, you know, I want them to be, I want them to be normal. I want them to have friends in school. But is that even a good thing? How many people are coming out of school feeling fantastic, feeling happy? Like, oh, oh I'm, I'm so, so glad I've got these high, high quality friends that are gonna stay with me forever. How many of those friends really do stay with you forever? How is it worth it to put your child through that, that system, that somewhat inhumane, like, cattle field system of just getting them ready to be low-grade workers? And so I thought, you know what? I haven't looked into this fully, but I thought, when I have children, I'm gonna homeschool them. It's gonna be the school that teaches meditation and gratitude and mental health practices and how to get into a flow state and self-improvement and actually teaches practical, realistic, requires knowledge rather than just forcing you to, to memorize a bunch of knowledge for one specific exam date and then saying, okay, forget about everything that you've just learned. Now start memorizing this stuff because we've got another exam day for you in two weeks time. And if you don't do so well, we will tell your parents and, you, and okay, if you're stressed, fair enough, we don't give a f Kill yourself, kids. You dumb little school kids, kill yourself. The stress is too much, who cares about you? It's a very extreme example, but that is pretty much what the school system feels like. And if you're a little bit older now, you've almost a little bit forgotten about how it was feeling in the height of your, your, your exam stress. When I'm coaching guys who are going through it, it's, oh, you can see the stress physically on them. Like stress is somewhat of an in internal emotion and you know, it's the cortisol hormone, but it's like the student, I'll try and describe it to you because I've seen this now with a bunch of people. It, it's, 
it's like this this slightly turning retarded <laughs> like i know that's a very offensive bait but it's like it's like they twitch at random stuff and they've got closed body language when we talk about exam season and the stress you can see how stressed out and how nervous they are about it and for what yeah you know society plays a huge role on it but what comes from it what level of knowledge do you get when you leave the school barely any if any and we could say okay the downsides are something like homeschooling i don't know how homeschooling really works i don't know if you can just like teach your child what you want i don't know how it works but we could say the downside of it is that okay the child won't benefit from the the school social system of having classmates and your, your kid might at one point say, no, I want to be a normal kid and I want to go through and I want to experience that. But then to that, I'd say that with the right type of homeschooling, the kid would actually be so, so, so much more social and have more friends. It's just that generally, I think this is a, a mean stereotype, but generally the kids who get homeschooled seem to be like the children of like weird Genovas, witnesses, weirdly religion, religious people. And so they, the kids turn out like socially autistic. But imagine if as the parent, you were also teaching your child like great social skills at the same time. And obviously you put them in communities like sports clubs and, and the church group, for example, your child would be literally the most popular one there because he's not getting bullied in fucking school and he's not wasting his time revising for exams. And he's read book, like quality books. He'll actually know how to speak to people and make friends. At least that's my current thought, it, it was what I was thinking. I tried to find it, but there was this picture I wanted to show you. Maybe we will have it up on screen. If not, okay, close your eyes and let's just try and imagine it. It was like a little cartoon picture of a couple of kids going through school. And when they first enter school at like one of the earliest levels, it shows what's inside of their mind. And it's all like scribbles, it's all unique. All of them were different. And as the years of school go by, the teacher's sort of words start straightening the lines and all of the students then end with roughly the same brain. And that's exactly what happens. We're putting different people unique, and maybe this is, sounds a bit fruity and like spiritual or whatever, but you know, everyone is unique and everyone, it's, it is like a, such a fact that people have like different skills and abilities and talents. And that's what we should be encouraging but something like school seems to just force everyone down the same hole. So it's like you start off as a square and to graduate, you've got to go through this cylinder hole. And so you're just getting like the sides of you just shredded off. Probably the biggest influence of society that we don't want in us as, as young guys who are trying to actually achieve something, something different from average life is school. And so it's stacked against you. Now, if you're a young person, it, it's much, much harder for you. If you're similar age to me, it's been a little while since you've been in school. You've started to realize now that, okay, you can make, you can choose different trajectories from what school and at the time what your parents were almost forcing you down. That's why I'm here today. That's why you're watching my videos today because I defied the usual societal's influence of okay get the degree get the good job get the wife get the kids get the divorce get the suicide before i because i avoided all that i'm here today and my my job is being a youtuber which is fucking sick it's literally like this was the dream the uncapped dream the literally if there was no limits on what i could do with my life the dream was exactly what i'm doing and i was able to do this because i completely defied what society put onto me it's common sense but to be better than average you have to be different to everyone else think about right now the normal behaviors of the 99 percent of people and the most common one would be consumption 
then think about the behaviors of the one percent maybe one percent seems a lot very like elitist it's probably like five percent but you get what i mean think about the behaviors of the one percent and the most common behavior in that wouldn't be consumption it would be creation it would be production that's the big difference when you're trying to change this you stop becoming a consumer and you start becoming a producer Notice what I said earlier. I ran the Facebook ads. I wasn't the one buying from Facebook. I was the one running the ads, selling it to the 99% of people. That's the position that I think you probably want to be into. You don't want to be the employee. I think you want to be the employer. And so to be in this position, you cannot follow the advice of all the people in that group. How could this pe how could people in this group tell you how to be here? To be here, to want to be here, you have to listen to people in this group of 1%. And so perhaps that's what you're doing when you listen to videos like mine. And at least for me, there's a there's a few resources that have helped. But it, for me, it's been like a, a lot. I've taken little bits from everywhere. But a big, somewhat big change recently was from Alex Becker's videos. And I've, I've only watched like three or four of his videos. But I, I just sit down, I watch them in the entirety of them. I don't flick around. And it's so interesting to see someone who does the exact opposite of what society does. And this is a very successful guy. The first big step of self-improvement is to be immune to society's bullshit. It's to not be active on the platforms where you're going to keep getting influenced by the, the social validation and the ego and the self-esteem, all that, that shit. You first got to get away from it. You've got to start becoming immune to it. But the second stage is just to start getting influenced by the people you actually want to be like. Most people will go and try to find the self-improvement tactics that you know will make it all work for them. And it doesn't work. You've struggled with that so many times because you haven't done the first stage, which is to become immune to the influence first. When you're still active on, on these conventional platforms and you're still arguing with people on Twitter and you're still posting on Instagram all the time and you're scrolling on Instagram, and you're scrolling on Reddit and you're watching YouTube videos like this, you're not immune to the influence. Now, hopefully the influence you're getting from me is hope, hopefully pushing you to where you want to be. But how much of the influence that's going inside of your brain is actually doing that? Probably 1%. And so 99% of the influence in your brain right now is toxic. It's bad for you. And yet you're addicted and you won't stop just yet because you keep trying to focus on the external side. You keep trying to do the meditation. You keep trying to do the cold showers and the nofap and trying to find the secret self-improvement tactic that's going to change it all for you. To become immune to society's bullshit, yeah, you know, there's the specific tactics of like reducing social media and using fucking YouTube website blockers and Instagram blockers and deleting the apps and stuff. You can do that stuff if you're a pussy. Why not do the full length, which is to be introspective first? Because... Why are you doing those things? Have you ever actually asked yourself why? Most people ask how. Most people ask what. They ask, how do I become immune to society's influence? How do I reduce my Instagram time? Most people don't have the confidence and the humility, the humility, that's the perfect word for it, to ask why. Why am I on Instagram? Why am I on YouTube? Because you think you're a piece of shit. That's exactly why. You're on YouTube because you think you're a piece of shit. Your self-esteem is so low and so you're searching for, for the answer. You're on Instagram because you think you're a piece of shit. You think you're not as attractive as you could be and you, you need more validation. You need more likes. You need people to watch your stories because that gives you a sense of self-worth. That's why. But me saying it, you might think, oh, he seems to be accurate. It doesn't even matter. Straight after this video, nothing's going to change for you. 
because you haven't been introspective, because you haven't induced the humility to ask why this is happening to you in the first place. Why do you crave seeing pictures of big titty Instagram models? Why do you watch, not, not just how do you stop watching porn? How do you do good on NoFap? Stop asking how. How is such a basic question. How gets answered by itself once you understand why? Why? Grab a notepad and see how uncomfortable this feels and write down why do I keep watching porn? And keep writing, keep writing. When your fingers hurt, keep writing. Keep writing up until you're sweaty. Keep writing for about an hour or two. And then you'll probably never watch porn in your life. That's what happened to me. Until you've asked why, until you've had the balls to ask yourself why you keep getting influenced by society, you're not going to find out. You, because you're just flicking, th you, you know, probably not now if you're watching this part of the unfiltered section and you've been listening to every word I say. Maybe you're a little bit different. But most young guys, they're flicking through trying to find the answer. Flicking through, flicking through, flicking through to the next video, to the next video, to the next video, to the Reddit post, whatever. Click on a YouTube video, just flick, 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 skipping minutes at a time trying to find out the quick answer because they just need to know how. How do I stop fapping all the time? How do I stop taking drugs? How do I stop watching YouTube? The how is easy. Just stop fucking doing it. Literally, that's, that's all you need to hear is just stop doing the bad stuff. That's the how. Stop going onto YouTube. That is the how. The reason people get so into this question is because they, they want the answer of how to be the, the real true thing that changes their behavior. And so they want someone to say, oh, well, if you use this website blocker, it'll all change for you. If you use this uh, app, app, if you delete the apps on your phone, this is all, all you got to do is the one quick trick. You're a pussy. That's what it is. You're looking for the one quick trick instead of just get, getting the piece of paper and you still haven't done it. You're still listening to me, still almost hoping for me to, at the end of this, say, okay, here is the exact thing to do and then it'll all change your life. Ask why. I had one more thing wrote down for this unfiltered section. I was going to talk a little bit about dopamine detox and say, you know, that's the way how you'd be truly, truly immune to society's bullshit because the dopamine literally comes from society how much dopamine are you getting when you're just doing the natural habits like i do and you're just spending your days journaling and reading and meditating and working out by yourself it's not much but the issue with now that i've realized with something like dopamine detox is that is one of those hows oh oh your life shit, your self-improvement's not going well society's influencing you well the how is just dopamine detox well again you've probably tried to dopamine detox or you've looked into it and you haven't really done it much and it either way it's not working for you because if you're watching this video you're not on a dopamine detox lose your fucking ego if you're watching this video you're not on one even though you probably consider yourself to be currently doing it so again ask yourself why why haven't i went on to it why am i a little bit scared and, and resentful of the dopamine detox now i'll tell you for me self-worth to think about going onto the dopamine detox, in my mind, two things would come up. One, I wouldn't be posting shirtless pictures on Instagram, and two, I wouldn't be on dating apps. This was over a year, about a year ago when I was thinking about these things, and I didn't go on the detox for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, to be about two months when I found out about it and then d didn't go onto it for about two months because of those two things. Because I was like, oh wait, but, 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 but uh, I won't be able to use do dating apps and then I, I won't be able to f bitches. Why? Why is that in your mind? because I get my sense of self-worth from that. That's what you dive into. So ask yourself why, why aren't you immune to society's bullshit? Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it.
This is the worst thing that Jeffrey does. And there's a lot of Jeffreys who want you to commit this same crime. He seems like a normal guy, our Jeffrey. He finishes school or work and then he goes on his computer or his Xbox. He doesn't have a great diet. He watches porn. He scrolls on social media. Jeffrey's doing a lot of things wrong, but the number one worst thing that he is doing is wasting time. And now Jeffrey criticizes your self-improvement attempts. Oh, you don't need to be productive all day. It's okay to have some fun. Shut up, Jeffrey. Adonis. You see Adonis and he's always doing something productive. But Adonis's version of productivity is very different from Jeffrey's. For Adonis knows that sleeping is productive. He knows that time spent in nature and in sunlight is productive. He knows that deep conversations with his brothers and his family is productive. And so his entire day is filled up with activities that promote his growth. I can't believe that I used to live like this. I would wake up late and the first thing I would do was grab my phone, go through all my notifications, and then just start scrolling on, on Reddit Instagram fucking TikTok wasn't even a thing back then, but you get what I mean, bro. Just scrolling on all these apps, you know, like you're in bed for an extra one hour, two hours. You feel like a f***ing degenerate because it's like 10 a.m. It's light outside. It's like work hours and you're still in bed. I would spend all day just like doing bullshit, watching random YouTube videos, watching a movie, playing video games. And you know what was the worst thing about all this? I didn't really get a huge sense of enjoyment from it. It would get to nighttime and I would literally think to myself, that was a pointless day. I've been bored all day. I see people who talk about going onto Netflix or video games or watching movies, and they always say this exact thing. There's nothing good to watch. Oh, this is all boring. That is the worst thing that you can do as a young person is waste your time on instant gratification, pleasurable activities when you're not even enjoying them. Like if you're not gonna have fun, you may as well do something productive. You may as well do something that helps your growth. The same Jeffries will complain and be like, oh, but you don't need to be productive all day. You should be though. When you're young, this is the time to set up the rest of your life. The one hour that you spend watching Netflix, watching some fucking anime. Like, a lot of these motherfuckers like watching anime and playing video games and shit. When you spend an hour doing that, you've wasted more than an hour because everything compounds, especially when you're young. You solidify your self-image as the person who wastes an hour watching some bullshit online. The person who spends 20 minutes trying to decide which game to play from your Steam library. How much money have you spent on those Steam games, bro? It's not a sale if you keep wasting money on games that you don't even play. Have some respect for yourself. Oh, but I'm just waiting for Half-Life 3. Shut up. You're a young man and you want to start making more money don't you get this into your mind if you don't value your time you will never increase your income say it with me bitch if i don't value my time i will never increase my income i will never get to retire my family the new chapter of your life starts today today you start valuing your time more you set higher standards for what to spend your time on if you're having like 10 out of 10 fun on some video game that you love some movie that you really really like fair enough but if your enjoyment is below seven out of 10 and you're playing some video game and you're fucking mouth breathing you're not even laughing you're not even enjoying yourself you're watching a movie just to spend some time sacrifice that activity for something that's actually gonna help you in life your time and your attention are your most valuable assets that's what you use to get shit done that's what you use to achieve goals to actually change something in your life you don't want to end up like jeffrey just being a fucking waste of space do you do you right now you're not on such a different path than he is how much of these videos actually helping you honestly more than 50 percent of the things that you spend your time on are more of a waste than they are a positive to your life. Everyone's favorite excuse, I don't have time. You do realize over the COVID lockdown, all you had was time. So how much did you grow over the last two years? All you had was time. How much did you grow over the last two years? If you didn't significantly change your life, if you didn't make amazing, significant progress in your physique, if your mental health didn't become the best that it had ever been, if you didn't start some kind of online business, bro, I guarantee you wasted a lot of time. Now your Jeffrey brain is gonna disagree with me. Your ego's 
gonna be fucking hurt. And no, 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 because I had to do this other thing and it's different for you. Your brain will try to convince you otherwise. Start telling your Jeffrey brain to shut the fuck up and expect better from yourself. There is one cardinal sin of self-improvement and that is wasted time. Share this video with a Jeffrey friend. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Jeffrey is a normal guy. He spends most of his time on the internet playing video games, jacking off and watching self-improvement videos. He doesn't understand why he can't take action, why he can only seem to do things that give instant pleasure. Adonis. Adonis delays gratification. He doesn't indulge in the bad habits of normal people and because of that he's able to achieve his wildest goals like growing a business or building his dream body. boys holy <laughs> oh my god legs really really grew on this bulk god damn last year everyone on youtube was making videos on how to reset your mind in 24 hours i took it one step further than that when i tell you the benefits that i've experienced on this one year dopamine detox i think you'll want to join me first of all my name is hamza and I help young men go through the Jeffrey to Adonis transformation through self-improvement. You're clearly interested in that. So if you scroll down right now, click on the subscribe button, then it's a win-win for both of us. I'm going to tell you about my story. In May 2020, I first learned about dopamine detoxing from all of the viral videos that were going on. And I had the brilliant idea to do two weeks of going all out on the bad habits before I first would try the dopamine detox. So two weeks, 100% bad habits. I had a binge eating disorder, so you can see that that, that mentality came into all other parts of my life. And by the way, this video is going to be pretty unfiltered, so you might not want to watch it next to your parents. For two weeks, I would wake up and immediately start smoking the crack pipe. I'd eat some dirty ass food, jack off probably like three to four to five times and spend the entire day on the internet. So I'd wake up first, go onto Reddit whilst I was having my morning poop, stop smoking weed, go onto my computer, play some video games, watch boring ass Netflix shows and movies, just binge eating constantly, literally just eating snacks through everything I was doing, no structure to my diet. Maybe I exercised three times in the two weeks. Eventually I started drinking alcohol in the apartment and I'll be honest to you, I got really dirty. I started a couple of days taking MDMA, just sat there literally just sat there in the apartment. I turned into a crackhead. So you can probably see that I was the perfect candidate for a dopamine detox. And finally, by evening slash nighttime, I would wind down by just going on my computer, going onto 4chan, looking at some messed up posts, jacking off more. Sometimes I'd stay up to like 3, 4 a.m. just smoking weed up until I'd pass out. And probably the worst time of my life, to be honest. And it was, it was odd to do all this whilst I tried not to think about that part of my life these days because it just makes me like I'm grateful for it you know I'm grateful for the progress that I've made but when I do think about it it makes me a bit fearful to think that I could sink back into that type of lifestyle so I hated my life I used to cry a lot maybe I'd say every day or every two days I'd, I'd be crying I'd burst into tears I was living with my girlfriend at the time and so she'd be like comforting me but you boys know how that goes when if you break down emotionally like that like it, it, it's done for you 
And although I somewhat broke up with her eventually when I went on to the dopamine detox, like there was no attraction left from her anyway. I used to journal a lot. At this point, I had relatively found self-improvement and I was trying to do the stuff. I just wasn't able to do it consistently. So I had already been working out for years before this in terms of going to the gym, building the body, goddamn. But in terms of like meditation, journaling, that's all of the good habits, the reading and stopping internet, stopping fapping, it was, it was a bit of a struggle for me, especially quitting smoking as well. I wanted to quit smoking a year before this and every single day I'd, I'd go, back to, go back to the old weed and it was a true addiction. Now when, it's kind of a side note, but when people say that, oh, you know, weed's not a problem, weed's actually good for you, you can't get addicted to weed. Bro, I wanna, I wanna find, what's that? Downwards elbow that I've been learning in kickboxing. I wanna hit him with one of these, bro. Weed's not, not bad for you. Shut up, bro. You're clearly not smoking like I was. So all around, before I got into the dopamine detox, I had this horrible stuck feeling in life that I wanted to change. I knew what actions would help me. I just wasn't doing them because they were just too hard because they weren't giving me instant gratification and instant gratification, delayed gratification. Those are two very, very important phrases that are going to change your life. And I'll, I'll teach you all about them in the later parts of this video. So what did I do? I learned about dopamine detoxing. I knew that this was the thing that was going to change it all for me. And I made a very drastic decision to move out of the city apartment that I was living in to move back home to my my family's house. I live with my family, so I can't smoke weed. I can't do any like drugs or anything here. I'm just going to do, you know, I could still be spending time, like my computer's right here, I've got my own room obviously, and so I could still be spending time doing the bad habits. But this was like the new chapter of my life. In the book Deep Work by Cal Newport, he, he gives this phrase of the grand gesture. When you really wanna take something serious, you do a grand gesture. And this was mine. This was my grand gesture. I said, I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of smoking weed. I'm literally gonna move back to my mommy because I know that she's not gonna let me smoke weed anymore. <laughs> So I get back here and I instantly get onto the dopamine detox. Now, before I tell you about the rules that I have personally set myself, which have helped me get to this point where I'm a year in, I'm not doing some 24 hour challenge or a week challenge to you know do the YouTube video. This was for a life change. Like I am never going back to normal life. If you adopt the same rules that I'm about to tell you, you will become different for life. You will never want to go back to being like a normal person. It, it sickens me to think of life like that again. But before I tell you the rules, the why is more important. The why is always far, far more important than the what or the how. And you must understand the why. Why did I want to do this? Why should you consider a dopamine detox? My why was because I wanted to like myself again. In this modern world, literally no one has self-love anymore. And I certainly didn't have it. I didn't like myself. I thought I was a piece of shit. And I actually, I spent some time to, to think, okay, what exactly is self-love? Now, of course, you know, I did the YouTube search and there was a lot of these like, maybe sexist, but you know, like feminine videos of just the girls saying like, oh, do some online shopping, <laughs> go have a bath with a bath bomb. Like, is that gonna help me, bitch? So I spent a, a large amount of time journaling and really thinking, okay, what is self-love? How, what is a practical, somewhat masculine way that I can generate self-love? No, no bullshit no wishy-washy stuff. What is practical? What are the steps to form self-love? Like I could be selling this right now. I could get this viral and this, this would make me famous. There is practical steps to self-love and it is to do things for your future self. That's the only thing you have control over. Do good things for your future self. The reason why no one likes themselves anymore, the reason why you don't have pure self-love for yourself is because the younger version of yourself set you up to fail. 
the younger version of yourself ate that junk food and now you have too high of a body fat percentage than you're comfortable with. The younger version of yourself didn't study hard enough and now you've got a shitty degree or, or a shitty grades or shitty career. So you don't have much self-love. Now flip it around. I have my dream body right now, right? Six, almost seven years of training. Obviously my training and diet went to shit during these bad parts, but especially the last year of this detox, best training I've ever had. I have huge self-love for myself because the younger version of myself delayed gratification and put me as the priority. And so I am sat here today chilling with my dream body. That's self-love. Self-love is doing things for your future self. And that's what the dopamine detox aims to accomplish. That was my why. And I suggest if you are considering your own dopamine detox, you, you set a declaration of why you're doing this, not just what you aim to achieve, not just the goals that you wanna do, but the why. What is the purpose? And I think self-love is a fantastic purpose to do this for. So here is the strategy of my dopamine detox. Now, like I said, I wanted this to be a long-term improvement, hopefully a lifelong improvement. I did not want to do any kind of clickbait challenge. I didn't want to do a 24 hours to reset your mind, a one week dopamine. It's not for a challenge. This isn't for you. Like what I'm saying this for me, this isn't for you. I'm doing this for myself. I'm not doing this for the viewers on YouTube. I'm not doing this for a 24 hours to click, you know, like clickbait videos, which get a million views. And it's the before and after picture in the thumbnail where it's a guy on his phone and it's like a guy reading. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. It's not for your entertainment, it's for my benefit. And so that means that the way that I do my dopamine detox, the way that it's been successful in completely changing my life, it isn't as sexy as doing a 24 hour challenge, which you can't do anything and you can only sit there and be bored. I knew that if I was going to do this for life, the rules had to be pretty lenient. And so in general, the rules come from drastically reducing instant gratification and drastically increasing delayed gratification. Instant gratification, the bad thing, are the activities that give us instant pleasure, but they're usually not good for us. That's video games, because video games are kind of fun when we play them right now, but they just make you into like a retard over time. Porn, junk food drugs. All of these give you instant pleasures, quite a high level of instant pleasures. But pretty much every single time you do any of these, every single time you indulge in one of these, your life gets slightly worse. Not a huge amount. You can take some drugs every now and then. You can watch porn. Probably not. But like the issue is that we've built up a habit of doing these every single day. And so your life trajectory is like this. That's what instant gratification does to you. That's why you don't love your, your younger self. That's why you look back and you think, I've had a shit life. This is why we don't have self-love is because we keep doing this to our lives. How could you love yourself when you're here, looking back at yourself when you were up here? Delayed gratification is the other way around. Delayed gratification are the activities that are hard and uncomfortable and challenging right now, but they give us a long-term benefit. That's exercise, because exercise, unless you know you're very experienced and you've gotten into it, generally for most people, exercise is actually uncomfortable. It's actually pretty difficult. They don't want to go and work out. But in the long term, it gives you better fitness, better health, better confidence, better self-esteem, better body, more attraction from girls, more respect from men. It's awesome. Building a business, learning some skills, meditating, journaling, reading. All of these are somewhat uncomfortable, somewhat boring right now. I know what you're probably thinking, but, but uh, reading's not boring, how to show up. For most people it is. And it's certainly not as fun as overstimulating your brain on any kind of video game. When you delay gratification, you secure your future self to have a better life. That's the point of the dopamine detox. Or at least my, my point, my long-term detox. So now let's go through the tactics, what exactly I did that you can do too. I made a timetable. 
Now, usually when I say this, people get a little bit bored because they wanted, you know, they wanted me to say something exciting. Do you remember the timetables that we used to have in school? 9 a.m. was science, 10 a.m. was maths, 11 a.m. was English. You could probably still remember what time X lesson was, right? Because it gets ingrained in our brain. There's a reason why every job, every school uses timetables because it works. We leave the education system and then we just think, oh, I don't need to do anything with time management. And then you're like, hmm, gee, I wonder why I'm not being productive. I wonder why I'm not doing anything with my time. It's because you haven't managed your time. So the timetable, out of every productivity tactic I've ever learned about, and I've learned about a fair amount, out of every time management, the timetable's better than all of them put together. Every single thing I've ever learned about productivity is undermined by the timetable. Because the timetable, this is the, the OP, the overpowered part of the timetable. It makes your entire day into a habit. If your jaw hasn't dropped, you don't even understand what I just said. The timetable makes your entire day into a habit. Remember, we're trying to build a habit or two. We're trying to build the habit of meditation. Imagine having your high productivity, your high performance day as a habit. The whole day becomes a habit. It's like I can do my high performance day like AFK now. Like I can just do it chilling because it's a habit. I know what time to wake up. I know what task is next already. I can't explain how overpowered this is. I've had pictures of my timetable come up on screen. The guys who follow it change their lives. The guys who think, oh, this doesn't look so... Hamza, what about the Pomodoro technique? Hamza, shut up. Remake it exactly how I have. Don't have the limiting belief. But, but, but Hamza, sometimes my day, oh yeah, of course it does. Sometimes your day does change. Sometimes life gets in the way. Yes, we know. But this is your ideal day. We're not saying, okay, this, this has to be every single day. The whole point is this is like the 100% best day that you could have. You write it down. Literally, I haven't even purposely done this, but I'm, I'm going to look like a dickhead if this isn't. But I'm pretty sure if I open this right now, my timetable is going to open. And it did. <laughs> I didn't even plan for this to happen, but you can't see that shit. Yeah, there. I keep it open on my phone all the time. Like if there's one app that's open on my phone, it's this. I've read this timetable probably about two, 3,000 times, but I still read it a couple times every single day just because if there's a moment that I have some time to like look at my phone, I would rather look at this, which has truly changed my life than go on to any of the bad stuff. The reason why I'm going on about this instead of the specific actions like quitting social media, quitting video games, that stuff's sexy. That stuff is so cool and you wanna hear me and you wanna, you know, you wanna see the B-roll of me like deleting the apps on my phone. It's BS. Anyone who showed you a video of that saying, oh, I deleted, I deleted social media, I deleted, it's BS. That's not how it works. Your alcoholic parents, your alco you've got an alcoholic mother or, or uncle. He's done that before, hasn't he? He's thrown away the alcohol. What happened? Did he just suddenly quit because he threw away that one bottle? No, he bought more. You've got a fat family member or a fat co-worker and they've said the same thing, haven't they? Oh, I threw away the junk food. What happened? They're still fat. Why? Because they went and bought more junk food. How many times have you uninstalled League of Legends? Too many. And yet it's still, you're literally loading up a game of League as, as I'm speaking right now because deleting and hiding the, the stuff that you're addicted to doesn't work. When you structure your day with things that you would rather do, you make progress. When you try to, to get validation from people by saying, I, I deleted social media, I, I, I uninstalled League of Legends, you make no progress. Still to this day, I say, I've say i said this sentence a hundred times, and still to this day, people talk to me, they're like, I deleted social media. A week later, not even a week, two days later, they're back onto it. I deleted League of Legends, I'm, I'm gonna uninstall League of Legends right now, but I see you playing it every single day. Deleting this stuff in like a big righteous moment does not work, and I know that that's what you want, and I know that that's the videos that you've watched before. It does not work like that. You don't cure your addiction by just throwing it away because you are addicted and you still get it. You need to become addicted to something else. I'm addicted to the timetable. For more than the year, just recently I have, and I'll explain why, but for 
almost the entire year, I left my addictions on my computer. I left the video games right there. I left social media on my phone. This is a side note, but dopamine detox and, and doing the right things, delaying gratification, not indulging in instant gratification, it comes from willpower. Willpower is the skill of disobeying your lizard brain and your lizard brain is, is the dumbass part of your brain that convinces you to play video games, that convinces you to skip the workout. So the lizard brain, you could probably say, is your biggest enemy ever because it's around 24-7. It's that internal bully in your mind that tells you to do the bad things and then straight afterwards it leaves you and you're like, why, why did I just cheat on my diet again? I, I'm on a no-fab streak. Why did I just jack off? It seemed like such a good idea a second ago. What no one online is telling you, because I don't believe that they've actually experienced a huge self-improvement journey from going to the depths of instant gratification addiction to like becoming a normal person or better than normal. If I'm better, I am better than normal, let's be honest. But no one's actually telling you is how to level up your willpower. And that's what automatically gets leveled up through dopamine detoxing, but only if you do it the right way. And most people are doing it the wrong way. They want to increase their willpower through dopamine detox, but they do it through a stupid way of essentially covering up their eyes and saying, but I can't see the junk food anymore. I I've deleted social media. I, I don't have the apps on my phone, so I'm cured. I I've, I've installed a YouTube website blocker, so I can't see YouTube anymore. I'm cured. You never give your willpower a chance to level up. The reason why you struggle with these, the reason why you can't do the hard actions is because you have low levels of willpower. And the few attempts that you've made to try and level up your willpower has been undermined by the YouTube channels that show you, oh, I deleted the apps. Don't delete the apps. Keep them on your phone. Don't install the website blocker. Don't throw away the junk food. Don't do anything with the, the addictions. Keep them in front of you. For over a year, I kept chocolate bars on my desk and I used to just stare at them, just looking at them and, and feeling how I would feel the cravings. How many people do you know who have done that? Now chocolate doesn't have an effect on me. We have it in the house all the time, but it doesn't have an effect on me. If your way of trying to improve yourself is to simply set up the environment and, and close your eyes, Eventually, your eyes are going to be open when someone offers you the chocolate. Eventually, you're, you're going to feel like playing League and you're going to be like, oh, let me let me just download it again because you've never actually built the willpower to have League of Legends installed, just to have the icon right in front of you and literally just choose not to click on it. That's like my secret to staying like this for an entire year. And it, it annoys me because no one else is actually telling you the truth. Everyone's giving you the clickbait like, oh, I deleted social media. Here's his B-roll of me uninstalling the app on social media. Like... And then they downloaded it again. You, you can literally search on their, their profile, whatever YouTuber you want to see. You can literally search them on Instagram after they've said that they deleted the apps and they're back on posting. They're back on commenting to everyone. <sighs> so the tactics with my dopamine detox was firstly to set this ideal timetable. The ideal day just wrote out just like that. And that was my guide for the day. That was me trying to just follow it as best as I can. In this timetable, at first, I allowed myself some bad time, some instant gratification time. And so I did the 80-20 rule and I said, okay, what are the 20% of bad habits, the instant gratification habits that give me the most joy? Because you need to keep something in. Remember, we're not doing a 24-hour challenge that you can, you know, you can for 24 hours just sit in a room and do nothing, but for, you know, we're doing this for life. And so for life, we've got to think about adherence, long-term, the ability to stick to the plan rather than just making it extreme because we've got our entire lives to make it more extreme. So for the first while, I gave myself like a solid couple of hours to like two hours per day to just spend on instant gratification. 
so I did the 80-20 Pareto's principle and I'll just, I'm not going to lie, so I'll tell you the, the two favorite things I wanted to do was meet girls from Tinder and watching some YouTube videos. So I completely stopped social media. I completely stopped drugs. I completely stopped binge eating, especially junk food. I, I literally don't even eat junk food at all. I stopped watching movies and Netflix and, and any type of games or any anything else. I literally just watched about an hour of YouTube a day and probably like once or twice a week I'd meet any like girls that I was matching with on Tinder. That was my fun. And that was more than enough, honestly. And so for the rest of my time, I was following the science table as best as I could. Of course, life would get in the way. Of course, sometimes I'd have extra responsibilities or you know, I'd sleep a bit longer someday or something. But generally I'd be looking at the timetable and just trying to follow that as best as possible. That was my plan. Now I know this video is about dopamine detoxing and you wanted me to talk about like overthrowing the internet and stuff, but all of this came from the timetable because you will fail your dopamine detox. You will not transform your life on, until you have a new structure to your day. Because what is the dopamine detox other than just doing different things in your day? It's the timetable that you need to get onto. So that's the tactic. And finally, what are the benefits then? After one year of this lifestyle, what are the benefits? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what the, the difference of my life is right now compared to one year ago, and you can tell yourself. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Here is a one-year transformation picture. I've had visible abs for the last entire year. I've never done that before. I've, I would only, for, for the years that I've trained before this, I would only have visible abs for, honestly, a month max because I was always a binge eater. I've always, like, I've had anxiety. And so with, if you've got anxiety, you just binge eat usually. And so anytime I would get lean from doing lots of exercise and dieting, I'd see my abs, ab veins and everything. Literally within a month, I'd just, each. I used to go to the shops and literally do an entire food shop of just snacks and just eat all this like whilst I was just sat at home watching Netflix. And so for the last year I've had visible abs. I've been the best shape of my life. I've been training with the gymnastic rings, which is like a completely new skill for me because I usually just lift weights, but I've been training with them and I've been making some pretty damn good progress. Sometimes it, it hits me like for an entire year, two, three, four times a week. I've been going out and training with these gymnastic rings and, and the training is actually difficult. And I've just been going out consistently doing it and I can do some pretty cool movements. I can do a handstand press on the rings, like five reps on the rings. I can do not exactly a front lever, but I'm, I'm seeing some pretty good progress. I can hit the back lever. And in, including with fitness, my cardio's went straight up. So before the dopamine detox, I used to do pretty much no cardio, a little bit of boxing here and there, but nothing much. Since then, I can now run what feels like an unlimited amount. Like I don't really have to stop running unless I want to. And so 5K is like normal. I ran a 10K one time. I've now started kickboxing. In terms of fitness, honestly, I've never been better before. I've never been in better shape. I've never felt physically as strong or as agile or, or as, as much stamina as I have now. In terms of money and finances, I'm making the most money I've ever made before with YouTube. So in, with YouTube videos, I've been uploading at least twice a week every single week for the for the last year and i've made this my business i've made my purpose in life helping young guys to get out of that dopamine rut and to achieve the same transformation that i have i've helped a fair amount of guys i've created a community of young men who are all climbing who are all on self-improvement we do use discord as well if you do want to join us there's a discord link in the description with like 500 guys who talk about fitness and no fap and red pill and all that so if you're interested in this just scroll down right now click on the discord link and you'll be able to join my business is it's it's not making it like an amazing amount but like i'll tell you the actual figures i'm not afraid of telling you so 
January, I made £1,550. February, I made £1,742. March, I made £1,463. April went down to like 800 and something because I, I stopped doing a part of the... Not April, sorry, May. May went down to like £800. So it fluctuates, but in general, it is the most I've made before, even though I've worked like a full-time job, like a low-end full-time job before. And it's literally my dream to be a YouTuber. So I've, in one year, I've achieved my childhood, my teenage dream of being a YouTuber, of making online income. And I expect within one year, another one year, that I'll be able to achieve my recent big dream, which is to be a digital nomad, to take all of this and go abroad and just live in different countries and get to experience like whatever the world has to offer just with my camera and my laptop. And the reason why I'm able to achieve this is because my productivity just went up. I'm finally doing the work for YouTube because I've wanted to be a YouTuber for a long time. I just never got round to it because of laziness, because of just putting it off, because it was too hard. It was too much of delaying gratification. My mental health has never been this good before. So I've mentioned that I do have anxiety and, and I still do, but obviously with one year ago, with the experience I was telling you when I was smoking from the crack pipe and everything, my mental health was an all time bad. High levels of stress, interrupted sleep from anxiety and stress. I'd literally just wake up literally sweating and worrying and thinking that someone was gonna attack me like a hundred times a day. Like that's not even an exaggeration. Every single time I'd step out of my apartment, I used to think that someone would try and stab me like more than once, like every few seconds I would think that. Even being sat inside playing like playing video games, overindulging in, in the bad habits was the only times that my anxiety would essentially just disappear because I was just too much in a, in a haze and in a rut to feel it. But I felt like I was very depressed. I felt like I had not much to live for at that point. And now it's the complete opposite. I feel like I have everything to live for. There's a psychologist, Maslow, who, who made this pyramid, the, the hierarchy of needs. I'm at the top. I've reached self-actualization. Like, I don't know, maybe that sounds like a big ego boost or something, but I think it is true. I've checked off every single one of these little characteristics that he said you need to you check off to, to reach self-actualization. Like, I'm at the point of, of human experience. That's why, like, I have motivation just on tap it's like 24 7 it doesn't turn off or anything my discipline sky high i'm doing all this stuff i feel so fulfilled with the the stuff i'm doing because not only have i improved myself to the point that i feel awesome but my cup is full and now i'm just using my cup to to fill up the cups of the boys who i can help i've never felt purposeful or fulfilled in my entire life and now people are seeing me as like the leader like guys are sending me messages that have literally saved their lives. In terms of bad habits, there, there really isn't that many. Like I still do some bad stuff in terms of, you remember we're doing this the long term, so I'm not just gonna completely cut stuff out and say, no, 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 it's against the rules. For example, I went to a party um, four or five days ago, took some MDMA there and you know, drank there and stuff. But that was like the first time I've done something social for like a year or some, you know, social party vibe for like an entire year. In the last year, I've smoked weed a bunch of times because I was with a girl. Like, you know, if you meet a girl from Tinder and, and she smokes, then obviously I'm going to smoke with her. And so I've smoked probably like 20 times over the last year, which is a fair amount. Maybe even a little bit more than that. It's a fair amount, but it's not something I feel negative about because it's it, it's not in a disgusting way where i'm smoking by myself whilst doing shit by myself it was more like 11 p.m meeting a girl to bang obviously and you smoke like what like half the joints or a quarter of the joint each 
and then like you know that's it that 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 to me is like a very good way to enjoy drugs and you know no one's supposed to i'm not supposed to ever tell you like oh make sure you do drugs but honestly if you do them like that like you have my blessing <laughs> in terms of video games movies netflix zero zero seconds i can promise you there's zero seconds on video games movies netflix a fair amount on youtube obviously because that's what i've allowed myself but recently i've just drooled over myself recently i've got even more pretty like not exactly strict but i've just lost even more interest in youtube and so i maybe watch about let's say less than two hours per week i honestly probably closer to about one hour which is the lowest i've ever had in my in my life since i started watching youtube social media for the entire year has been like very very low and i use it in like a tactical way where i I see it as like an online portfolio where you can gain something from it. You can get girls, you can get like business partners. I, I use it to invite people to join my podcast. So I go onto it to upload a picture. I have my notifications disabled and then I go off. I don't use it. Like I don't scroll or anything. I don't look at people's posts. I upload my picture and I go Snapchat. I don't even have it anymore. I literally deleted my fully deleted my Snapchat account. Facebook, obviously no one uses that. No fap, nutted twice by myself in the last 12 months both times was like a conscious decision i won't get into like too much of the gory details but both times it was like i wanted to not in the sense of lust but in the sense of like practicality and like learning and, and stuff but maybe one day i'll explain why i did that shit. in terms of the good habits exercise like here's a screenshot i've hit 300 and something workouts in the last year like 300 and something workouts in the last year fam. meditated let's say i've Almost every single day, let's say I miss like 50 days of, of meditation in an entire year, which is sick. Some days I went up to one hour per day, gratitude journaling almost every single day. Cold showers recently, I've been doing them twice per day. Bro, my entire life has gotten better. It's only going up. Like this has now created the foundation of me being a high performance, high productivity person which I've never been before. This is the story that every guy says, like, oh, you know, I've, I've always been a bad student and I've never been productive and girls wouldn't hold eye contact with me. Well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. And honestly, I am a student now. What I realized is that my education began a year ago. Like I have, I've never truly learned anything in my entire life apart from about a year ago when I started this dopamine detox. And I actually have the attention span to learn now like through school, it was such so unfortunate that through school, I always had a, a huge level of mindlessness. Like I, I couldn't concentrate. I, my mind was just talking over the teacher. Why would I care what the teacher's saying, bro? The teachers don't even like me. They keep shouting at me. I'm not going to listen to them. I've got fucking anxiety, bro. Like I read. Like I, I'm actually a reader. I'm actually a learner. I take courses and everything. And every single time I read, man, it, I, I feel like part of a secret club. Because I've never been like this. I always thought, genuinely thought like reading was for just weird nerds and everything. I feel like I'm part of a secret club and I read and I think like, I can't believe people don't actually want this knowledge. I can't believe people don't, don't just read because every time I read, I get better. I read something about marketing and my business just gets better. I read something about mental health or positive thinking and now I just feel better here. It makes me feel crazy that people don't read. But to be honest, it makes me feel crazy that people don't do exactly what I do. It makes me feel like I, I get a weak, a weird feeling when I realize like oh yeah people don't meditate like how like how is that even that that it can't even be possible that you don't meditate that's that's just weird that's so strange to me that people don't meditate because if you meditate you'll know what I'm saying but if you don't meditate you're a spurg and you won't even understand what I'm saying because you'll be like oh, but I, I tried to meditate but it doesn't even shut up bro just keep meditating bitch but the first time it, it works it's not supposed to work straight away by the way but the first time it works 
you're going to be like me. You're going to be making these videos telling people like, you have to meditate, please. Like, try to meditate. This is how you meditate. It's just that people try it twice and they're like, oh, gee whiz. Like, I couldn't clear my mind of thoughts. I couldn't negate the damage of 30 years of, of technology use and bad stuff. Gee, I guess it doesn't work. That's like a fat guy eating a salad and being like, oh, I didn't lose 50 pounds. Oh, I guess healthy eating doesn't work. If you're interested in doing a dopamine detox, maybe you've attempted one before, but you want to do it with my advice or like the way that I would do it. I made like a little three page checklist that you can just go through. So it's got like 20 points that you can just make sure that you're doing it. You're doing it all right. It's linked in the description. You get it for free. It's not like a selling thing or anything. You just get it for free and you can just make sure that you're doing your dopamine detox, right? If you're somewhat wealthy and you want my one-to-one -one help with this, it's like a premium service. You literally are going to get me speaking to you like five times per week. Like I'm going to call you like almost every single day, making sure that you're doing it right. And we're going to go through all the issues you're getting. I will also leave below my dopamine detox coaching. So it's not exactly for most people because it is like high ticket, but if you are struggling with those bad habits that I've mentioned before and you want to just shortcut how, how fast you can just start taking progress and how fast you can be productive again, then I'll link that below and you'll get my one-to-one -one help. I'll be calling you every single day and we'll be messaging every day and you can read the page and you can just see for yourself. All of that's linked below. If you watched this entire video, then I'm grateful for that. You can leave a comment and let me know and I'll reply to you and we'll have a little conversation and no one will know that we're actually best friends now. Scroll down right now, click on the subscribe and the post notification button. If you've watched every second, then you clearly like the way that I talk and you're probably going to like the rest of the videos I'll make. It's all about just not being a normal person, not being a Jeffrey anymore and trying to make progress to be the Adonis. Do the hard work, even when you don't feel like it. Curing loneliness comes from the value that you provide to others. You're going to learn why that sentence that I just said is going to transform your life. This video is a complete guide. If you want to become more popular than ever and you want to have a vibrant social circle around you, this is for you. If you're the type of guy who usually misses out on social events and you're a little jealous when you see that other people are going to the fun stuff. If you've struggled with making friends, especially with guys who are like-minded and have similar goals to you. If you've got no one to share your accomplishments with or to keep you accountable or maybe you've got no one believing in you. And finally, if you've never experienced the beauty of leadership. What you're going to learn in this course might actually transform your life. So if you follow the guide, you follow the stages, this is what your life is going to look like. You're going to have male friends who are on the same wavelength as you and you're going to grow with them. That means you're not going to need to follow the standard advice to make friends that you see online, especially on the red pill, which is usually just, oh, are you lonely? Just go join an MMA club, bro. That's as good as the advice I've ever seen gets, and that's pretty trash advice. You'll be making friends with guys who are similar to you, which means that they'll probably have the same goals as you. That's awesome because you're gonna have fun working hard achieving these goals with those friends that you make. You're gonna have that kind of startup vibe where you, you create some kind of business with your friends, you've got roommates, you're all young and dumb and you're just trying to achieve the same dream together. I think that those are the years that you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. You're gonna look back with a smile on your face when you think about those buddies that you just try to make a business with. Hopefully this guide is going to change your mindset towards having friends because a lot of the guys I'm speaking to, especially again on the red pill, have this lone wolf mentality that, oh, they don't, they don't need friends. And the thing is, honestly, you don't need friends. You can live life without them, but is that ideal? Is that as best as life could be? Hopefully through what you learn in this guide, you're going to realize, nah, it, it, 
it's you know I'm okay with not really having many friends but if I could have a vibrant social circle of guys who like me guys who've got similar goals to me that would be the best case scenario you're going to realize how to do all of this in the middle of the covid quarantine so lockdown is not an excuse because best of all you're learning from a guy who has done this himself exactly one year ago I was incredibly lonely and now I'm at the time where I feel the most popular and social ever I'm going to teach you exactly how to have the same transformation as me and chances are you're watching this when the lockdown is going to start to get eased which means that it's actually going to be easier for you following this guide going through the stages is going to make you happier relationships in all of the studies and the resources seems to be a major source of happiness more than the usual goals that we set for ourselves and best of all and best of all the quality relationships that you're gonna make will actually help you towards those other goals even faster going through the social stages which i'm going to walk you through is going to make you feel like you're part of the pack you're going to feel part of the community you're going to feel stronger and more connected and only if you're up for it the last stage stage five is going to teach you how to become the tribe leader. The tribe will be yours. I know that that sounds crazy, but I am a dumbass and I was able to accomplish it. So let's begin. I'm going to take you onto my computer screen now. I'm going to be doing some drawings so that you can just better understand what I'm about to teach you. We're going on to budget Alex Becker mode. So we're going to start with stage one. And this stage is called recluse. Put your hand up class, who knows what a recluse is. So this is where most guys are gonna start and quite frankly, your ego's gonna make you believe that you're not in this stage, but you probably are. Most guys I know are personally in this stage. This stage is where the internet is your biggest problem. You don't spend much time outdoors. You don't spend much time away from your computer chair. So I want you to think right now, is the most common place you're, you sit and you live your computer chair, something to do with the screen, maybe your phone, maybe your computer, your laptop. Is that the most common thing that you do most days? Because for the overwhelming majority of people, it is. Now I can hand up and say, yes, I have an internet addiction. Although I'm not in this stage, I have an internet addiction and I'm on a dopamine detox. So please, I hope that you can also say, you know what? Yeah, I've got an internet addiction too. He's right. He's probably talking about me. So at least if you can lower your ego down to that level you can start to progress but maybe if you're in this stage maybe you don't want to many guys in this stage call themselves the lone wolf this i've seen heavily on reddit especially on the red pill this idea of okay i'm a, I'm a masculine guy you can't trust other people i'll do it all myself remember what i said at the start of this video you can do it by yourself it is possible you can actually do it by yourself if you want to fair enough but you're here because you're onto self-improvement. You're here because you don't just want to be good enough. You don't just want to breeze through life and you want, it, you want to take on the extra challenges because you want the extra rewards. Being the lone wolf is just saying, oh, I won't go through the effort of leveling up my social skills because it's too much effort. I'd rather just do it by myself. Why not just put in the effort to start moving through the stages? At least experience life being popular and then choose if you wanna be lone wolf or not. And so in this stage, stage one recluse, the biggest problem for you is the heavy internet use. And this, it's two reasons, there's, there's two practical reasons. So the first one is just time. You're spending most of your time on the internet. If you're spending eight hours a day, maybe probably more for most guys watching, you don't have the time to then make friends. The internet is your biggest problem because of the virtual achievements that you can get. You don't need the benefits of the social life because it's all emulated in the, the virtual world. Because let's talk about video games. How many times have I mentioned that video games manipulate men? 
Because think about it, you don't need friends in real life. You don't need to pursue it when you're getting that, that sense of brotherhood and achievements and status in the video game. So games like Call of Duty, like Fortnite, like RuneScape and World of Warcraft, FIFA, pretty much all games you can think of emulate what you crave in real life and you're satisfying that craving so now you don't have the craving to go and get it in real life so the more time you're spending on the internet the more time you're doing things like video games or social media the less of a need you have to to move on and this is why the lone wolf is in this stage because the lone wolf has an internet addiction the lone wolf feels okay without the social life because the lone wolf plays fucking video games and goes on social media even though the lone wolf is usually the guy who says, oh no, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an entrepreneur, I work 17 hours a day. No, you don't. Most of that time is on shallow tasks when you're just scrolling through Instagram trying to promote your business. But going on to things like Instagram and seeing the likes and the validation makes it feel like you don't actually need to do the, the remainder of the stages because you're getting the fake stimulus anyway. And so this is a very tricky spot to be in because you could just remain here for the rest of your life because it's not that bad you're still getting a bit of the stimulus from the virtual world so how do we get you to move on from stage one to stage two and it's gonna sound very very basic but the the answer to this is to go on a walk now you're probably getting a bit annoyed because you were expecting something magical literally go on a walk every single day if you're in stage one as a recluse, this is the most important habit that you could build right now. Is You'll see the other habits as well and you'll realize why, but this is the one thing, just one thing you should be focusing on. Go on a walk, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe an hour, whatever you want. Just get outside your house each and every day because your mother was right. It is because of that damn phone. It is because of that damn computer that you're feeling lonely and depressed. You need to be outside to meet people who are outside. You can't meet new new friends right now just through the internet. N new, like, real friends. Yeah, you could go onto Reddit and ask if anyone wants to play League of Legends with you or something, but real friends in your area, you're only going to meet them if you start going outside. And so the fantastic way to do that is to start just making it a new daily habit to go on a walk. Now, I won't stress this more. If you're in this stage and hopefully you've got the clarity and you don't have such an ego that you can't admit it, the one piece of advice I'll give you before we move on is to look into Atomic Habits. This is exactly the resource that will change it for you. And in fact, what you can do is get an Audible membership. So it's literally like for free with the free trial, whatever it is, it's like seven pounds, just buy it, man. Get the Audible book of this and then start making this a new habit where you listen to this audiobook when you go on your day walk. And this guy, this, this by here is by James Clear. He's gonna teach you how to build a new habit and that's exactly what you need to start this habit of walking. The purpose of this walk, first of all, we just need you outside of your house because that's where the people are. But what we're gonna do with the walk is what's called progressive overload. Now, if you're into the gym, if you're into weightlifting, you know what this means. Progressive overload means that you're gonna start small and over time, over the weeks and months, you're gonna increase the intensity and the volume of what you're doing. And what we're gonna use this for is not just the walk, although it would be nice to, you know, over time walk longer and, and faster. But what we're using this for is, is for the pleasantries that you're gonna to say to people. Pleasantries are like the basic stuff that when you walk past a stranger, instead of being like a Manelli, how do you say that word? Manelial, the retards on their phones, all the, like the young people. Instead of being like one of them with the incel neck, just neck down looking at the phone. What you're gonna now start to do, at first, start with just going on the walk. 
that's that's like the first part of this. Just go on the walk, forget about everything else. Just make sure you're, oh, I can't even write, man. Just make sure you're going on the walk. Then what you're gonna start to do is hold eye contact. Now, now this, this sounds so simple and you're gonna be thinking like, okay, this guy's like taking the piss. He's literally telling me to, to hold eye contact with people. If you're identifying as being with this stage, you actually probably don't have great eye contact, even though your ego is gonna make you believe like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really confident. You probably don't because eye contact and stuff like pleasantries, it's a skill and it, most of us have not been leveling it. And most of us have not been leveling this skill for the past while because we've just been staying in on the internet all day. So you're gonna do this, move on to eye contact, and then you're gonna move up to just saying hi to people. You see where I'm going. Eventually from hi, you might say good morning. You might ask them a question. And so, this you could do all this within the space of a couple of weeks and it's gonna seem below you this is the this is the issue with a lot of self-improvements is that the people who need it the most won't do it because it seems so basic and un unbeneficial for them and so i hope that if you think even slightly that you're in this position you will make progress if you can just lower your ego and think you know what i could this doing all of this it probably would benefit me and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now. I feel like I'm somewhat of a social guy. Practicing this stuff would benefit me. My eye contact is not, is not great. Honestly, my eye contact is not perfect. I often have to remind myself, oh yeah, eye contact is a thing. Often I'll walk past someone and I won't even say hi. I'm, I'm literally like that guy just on his phone or you know, like purposely not looking at them until they look at me. Even I need to do this stuff. And so hopefully you've got like the, the reduced ego to say, okay, Hamza seems like a confident guy. If he's saying that, you know, his eye contact's not perfect, then I've, yeah, of course, my eye contact can't be perfect too. It's, you know, I could certainly improve it. Good. This is how we start. So you're gonna do progressive overload with these things as you go on a daily walk and just put your trust in this. At this stage, put your trust in this book. And I highly suggest you just listen to the audiobook whilst you go onto the walk because it's like two in one. So that is the first stage done. Stage one of being a recluse the main thing right now, the main issue is obviously the internet, but honestly, the main issue is ego because no one wants to identify with being in this stage. And so ego is going to stop you from actually getting out of this stage because you're just, you've all, to be honest, if you're, if you've got the ego, you've already clicked away. So hopefully actually you're watching this because you've watched all of what I've said so far, you probably don't have much of, much of a problem of this. So fantastic. So now we can move on to stage two. Stage two is social skills and practice. So if you're watching this, if you're watching self-improvement YouTubers, you are not the natural. Let's just be honest. You're not that guy who you kind of know who, you know, who, he doesn't read, but he was in the right environment and he had that positive feedback loop from doing this stuff when he was a child. And so it's normal to him now. He doesn't actually have to learn this stuff. You're watching this because you do. So at this stage, stage two of social skills and practice, the most important thing you need right now is a burning desire to learn. If you can create this in yourself, if you can create a burning desire to learn about self-improvement, about social skills, you are set because if you can just keep on telling yourself, okay, I want to be a lifelong student, learning about social skills, learning about influence, learning about leadership. If that excites you, you, you probably don't even need the rest of this guide. Now you could keep watching so you've, you know, you could benefit from the stages, but if you can just force that into yourself, you're gonna benefit so much. Now the issue which I usually see with guys at this point is that they don't actually care about it. 
that you know they've got the burning desire to benefit from social skills but they think learning is like cringy they think learning like why, why would i learn now the guys who have the desire to be better at social skills but don't want to learn about it are usually guys who are still in the education system they're in university or they're in college and these are the guys who don't want to learn these are the guys who don't want to read because to them learning equals what they've been doing in school and most people would agree that the learning that you do in school is very very like just trash compared to the learning that you do after school if you actually you know build this burning desire to learn because what you do after school is completely up to you no one's forcing you to start learning no one's forcing you to do this so if you're gonna do this you're gonna have such a burning desire to do it you're gonna find it so incredibly interesting and you're gonna find it baffling how other people around you aren't leveling up their social skills if you're in this stage right now if you're in the education system if you're in university or if you're in college you probably want to skip this step because you already feel like you read a lot you already feel like oh wait why would i learn about social skills because i you know i have to learn for my university assignment so if i'm going to do any kind of reading i'll just read for my you know assignment and stuff that's what so many people said to me and that's a very very bad mindset because what they say is oh reading nah because i've got to read for uni and so if i'm going to do any reading time it should be for uni but then what happens is they don't do any reading at all because they weren't going to do it for university up until a day before the deadline anyway and so if you're a student do not have this mindset if you're a student already and you feel like you're over swamped with work from university don't think of that as learning think of this is learning university and, and the education system is maybe i'm going on a rant the university education system is not the type of learning that we're doing here this is for your own benefit this is you're going to find this interesting if you've watched this far of the video you're going to find what i'm suggesting here very very interesting so i highly suggest you don't make the excuse of like oh but but i'm a student and i've got to learn for university so i'll just learn for university instead of learning social skills so in this stage we're going to focus on learning and practicing and so you're going to learn through the basic mainstream social skills because honestly those are good enough they're, they're better than okay we've got how to win friends and influence people is the absolute like guideline this is like the absolute godlike book for social skills and so if you just get this one book and invest your time into it start taking notes and using it practically your social skills are going to improve and notice why this stage is titled social skills plus practice because most people will just stay with the learning most people will literally just read the book and then nothing else and i've spoke to a bunch of guys like this when they come onto the calls with me they say really proudly almost like they want my validation like oh i've been reading how to win friends and influence people so then i like not to not to trip them up but i always say like oh yeah what have you learned and they're like oh um uh, to, to, to um you know just to, like um be social and to make friends with people so I'm like, okay, you've spent the minutes sat there reading, but what you've been doing is you've been doing it distracted. You keep checking your phone. You're not actually reading properly. And secondly, after you've read the principle, you're taking no attempt to actually go and use the principle. To date, I don't know many people who have actually done this. Most people will stay in the comfort of learning because learning and consuming is entirely comfortable and we don't grow from comfort, we grow from discomfort. If you want this to work for you, you must start looking forward to the discomfort of using what you've learned. So let's say the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know, you're gonna read the principle, the exact thing you need to do, which is so, so important, get up. That's what you need to do. Most people will stay on their computer chair. Most people will stay on their bed just reading and reading and reading and wondering, oh, like, oh, it doesn't even work. 
it doesn't even work the book didn't even do it yeah because you didn't use any of it after you learn something in one of these books you learn something in let's say a ted talk or a, a course on social skills and, and influence and leadership you have to get up it's so basic you literally have to get up and do something if you learn something and you carry on learning you're not learning if you learn something you get up and whatever you learn you go through the discomfort of actually trying to use it on someone fantastic you're gonna make some great progress and to be honest if that's the type of guy you are like i want you in my circle and this stage in stage two you're gonna reduce social anxiety now social anxiety honestly is not really real like it's something you feel but it, it's hard to explain i think at this point you wouldn't really believe me because people identify people say oh i have social anxiety but the fact that you're saying it is mostly why you have it because what is social anxiety it's it's a feeling it's just feelings inside of your body mostly of things like nerves just feeling nervousness now people think that that's weird people like to say to themselves oh i've got social anxiety so i, I can't do this i can't make friends i've got social anxiety what you're feeling is completely normal by attaching this label of i've got social anxiety you're making it worse for yourself honestly i don't know a single person there aren't many people who would have some kind of clinical cause of like this mental illness there aren't there are almost i don't know if there is like a clinical social anxiety there is clinical anxiety but there aren't many people who have clinical anxiety it's especially social anxiety if you if you get intrusive thoughts about violence and abuse fair enough but most people don't have that most people it's just that it's like a nice thing that they say where it's like oh you know what i'm i'm a, i'm an introvert so i'm not good at making friends no no the reason you're saying you're not good at friends because you haven't done these two previous stages because you're not even progressive overloading you're not leveling up your social skills it's not that you're an introvert it's nothing about genetics really this is the excuse that this is the ego that people bring in this stage is that they blame it on genetics they say oh you know there's social skills and this practicing but i can't be good at it because my genetics are bad well have you maximized as much as you could this is a limiting belief have you done as much as you could to date there is no one who could say yes to that question there is not a single person who could say yes i have done literally 100 percent as much as i could but my genetics hold me back because you know why because there are people who are who are critically disabled there are people who are, who literally have started at a worse genetic level a hundred times worse than you and they're in the paralympics they're actually achieving things in their lives because your genetics doesn't actually hold you back that much it's mostly just an excuse and your genetics links with this argument of oh but i've but i've got social anxiety i'm an introvert so i can't do this but how many but how many hours have you spent leveling up your social skills how many times have you left your house to actually use the principles on someone else be honest to yourself right now now i know it sounds like i'm critiquing you and you're thinking you might be a little bit defensive this is for your benefit ask yourself this one question right now how many hours have i spent doing this have i actually maximized my genetic potential and your ego wants you to say yes because it's just easier for you then you don't need to suffer the discomfort from this your ego just wants to say yes we, we, we've done as much as we could so you don't need to listen to this guy but you've watched this far because you know for a fact that the ego is wrong that that feeling inside of you is probably wrong and, you, and deep down inside you're thinking you know what how much have i actually done for this like i've been in university for a couple of years i've spent i spent monday to friday doing this career this job and you know i've spent an hour and a half five times a week in the gym how many have i ever had a week's workout for social skills have i ever even spent an hour and a half specifically leveling up my social skills because up until less than a year ago i could not say that i did and could you
be honest, could you? Most people would say, yeah, but I've read how to win friends and influence people and it didn't work for me. Well, that's because you didn't practice. You stayed inside of comfort and you didn't get up from that. There is no one who could say that I've been reading these books, I've been doing the social skills, I've been leveling it all up, learning, and I've been getting up immediately, practicing it, and it didn't work. Because by getting up and practicing it, it works. So in this stage, stage two, I highly, highly recommend you start looking into learning about cold approach. Now, you don't have to do this, and it might feel like, you know, you're, maybe you're doing too many different things. The reason why I suggest this is because you're gonna be going out walking anyway. You're gonna be going out walking, talking to people anyway. You're gonna be learning about social skills. You may as well start learning a bit about cold approaching. This is where it gets interesting because now now all the, the, the horny little guys have piped up. Like, wait, wait, I might get some pussy from this. And yes, you actually will. Because imagine what we're doing right now. We're getting you outside every single day talking to strangers. Now you're just saying pleasantries to them because maybe most of the strangers outside your house are gonna be like middle-aged people taking their dogs out for a walk. But you are gonna come across some attractive women and you could do the normal social skills things to them, but or you could learn specifically about cold approaching attractive women, doing it with like a direct manner and actually start getting numbers and lays from this. And that's exactly what I started doing last year and, and it works much better than I originally thought. So in brief, what you're gonna be doing in stage two is leveling up your social skills. You're gonna start practicing it immediately. You're gonna be reading books like how to win friends and influence people. You're gonna be looking into like TED talks and documentaries and courses to level up your social skills. All we're gonna be doing is putting a big effort to level up your social skills. I'm gonna be completely honest to you. Stage two lasts for months. It's not gonna be quick. You were probably hoping for this to be that quick. Oh, the one thing you've gotta to say to the girl to get the text back and the one thing, right? There is no one thing. If you were expecting this to be quick, you're on the wrong channel. We don't go for like the fucking shortcuts here. There is no quick fix to your social life because how many years have you spent without leveling up your social life? How old are you? That's how many years you spent without leveling up your social life. So it's gonna take at least months to start reversing the damage that you that the internet has done to you, that the environment that we're in of like, we're so socially recluse from each other. It's gonna take a few months. I know it's unsexy. I know you were expecting it to be, you know, oh, like a few weeks, but the good thing about this is that as the months go along, you will get successes. It's kind of like how your body transformation takes months and years, but that scares a lot of people off and they're like, oh, but, but, but it's gonna take me two months to lose 10 pounds of fat. The time's gonna go anyway. It's literally like in two months time, it's gonna be two months. Now you could either do the action so that you're making the progress as we go along, or you could not. But either way, the time's going on. And the thing is, as the time goes on, yes, your end goal will take months, maybe years, but you're gonna be getting these small wins which are gonna seem pretty significant because you're gonna be making new friends, you're gonna be sleeping with girls that you approach. These small wins are gonna seem significant. And so it's your choice. The time's gonna go anyway. You could either be getting these small wins with the big win at the end, or you could just say, oh no, it's, a, it's gonna take too long and then the time's gonna pass anyway. So here's where we are right now. Stage one, recluse, you just stayed in all the time. Now we've gotten you going on walks, progressively overloading your social skills, holding eye contact, speaking to people. Stage two, we've now finally gotten you to understand what social skills are and exactly the mindset and the education to actually start making friends. And you've also started cold approaching. 
Now we're gonna go into stage three. Stage three is all about value. We're gonna to start to give value to other people. This is so, so hugely important. Now, if you've gotten to this stage, you're gonna know why I just highlighted this because most people who may be watching still, but most people think that to get friends, they only focus on what they want. If you focus on what you want, you will be lonely for the rest of your life. If you focus on what other people want, you will be popular for the rest of your life. And it sounds so basic. What I've just said probably doesn't mean much to you. And if it doesn't, you need to go back because your education level, the stage two isn't complete yet. And so the question at this stage is, what value could you give to other people? Now, again, if it doesn't really shoot out, if you're a bit confused by this, don't, don't let this hurt your ego. You're still in stage two. You still need to learn a little bit more. But I'll give you a very, very brief, in case as you know you want to watch it all, I'll give you like a very brief summary. The summary of stage two, the main mindset of social skills, is to focus on the other person. Be in, put yourself in their shoes, their life, and think, okay, imagine you are that person. What do they want? We think about what we want and that's why we struggle with social skills, with making friends and that's why we suffer from loneliness because no one cares what you want. So this stage of stage three is after you've realized that now we're gonna focus entirely on what they want. And so ask yourself, what do they want? First of all, it'd be nice for you to answer, who is they? Who is your target? What type of person are you trying to meet? Visualize it, imagine this guy, what, what is his characteristics? And then what does he want? I'll tell you my specific real life example and you can hopefully take some ideas from this. My they, my target was guys around my age, so let's say about, you know, 20s, let's say, who like to work out because I wanted guys to work out with. I got the gym rings, so you might have seen some clip. I'll have like a little clip just pop up on screen right now so you can see. I, had, I got these gym rings in the middle of the lockdown. I was hitting them, it was really fun, and I wanted some guys to hit them with. And so I started thinking, okay, I want guys who are roughly my age, who like to work out, build some muscle, and they'd like to come train with me. Really, I've just told you what the secret was. So this is the guys, and then I thought, okay, what's the value that I can give? Well, I can invite them to the gym rings workout. So I started messaging guys. So I started training by myself, and when guys would walk past, I'd shout them over and say, like, yo, bro, do you want to hit some pull-ups? Literally, I know it sounds so basic, but every single person's face lit up. It was like they were so incredibly happy. Because think about this, this was in the middle of the lockdown. Wouldn't you be happy about that? If there was like a guy who was training, who was pretty muscular, who was training in the park, he smiled at you, you smiled at him, and he said, oh yeah, try to come join me for a workout. I would be so, so happy if a guy said that to me. And maybe if you've got a bit of anxiety, you're thinking, oh, but but he might try to rape you. But <laughs> whatever, I'm not gonna try and disprove that. It made people so happy. And because of this, I then had a couple of guys who started meeting me for the rings. And one of the first guys who I invited, he walked past me because, I, because literally, I'll be honest, I didn't really fully invite him. What happened was that I was just training outside because I followed this stage. I followed this stage of just being outside my house more. So I started going on walks. I got the gym rings. And then really the best, the best thing of this was that I started working out outdoors so i was working out outdoors and this guy literally just walked past and he actually asked me a question about it and he was like oh yeah you got rings i've got them too i started training with him he's become one of my best friends we literally train with each other like two three four times a week and we we literally make muscle together and when this woman and when this girl's walking past i always approach them now how sick is that and think about how like think about how different my life has changed because i've been following just the first three stages and so this is the stage stage three 
with value, once you start giving value to people, this is the stage where you get benefits. This is the stage where the benefits really start to become apparent in your life. You make more friends. You fuck more girls. Quite frankly, it's very, very true because you're already outside more and you're making a bit of a social circle outside. You're gonna to start to approach and actually become successful with it. You're gonna to start to pursue goals with these friends because these friends, you know, you've actually targeted them properly. You thought about what's, what's my target audience? Well, my target audience would be guys who are similar to me. And if they're similar to me, they'll have the same goals as me. So one of my goals is to build a physique, you know, to build like be a bodybuilder. This guy had exactly the same goals. So I now have someone to train with, to build muscle with. And the importance of this stage, realize why this stage is called value. The importance of this is that this will all only happen if you are the one providing value. You must be bringing something to the table. If you're not bringing something to the table, there's no point. It, it, why would anyone then come to your table? Look, here's my friend, and here's me. I've brought the table, and so he's like, oh, nice table, can I can I use the table with you? Because I like tables, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sound. Imagine if you didn't bring the table, imagine if you were just there, and you were like, oh, so um, what can you do for me? Because that's the vibe that most guys give off. That is literally the cringy vibe that most lonely guys give off, is they'll meet someone new, and they have this vibe of like, okay, um, do things for me. You got any women? You got any beers? That's what most guys are like. Now, the successful guys who start to realize because of the learning period, because of the stage two, they realize, okay, I have to do things for the other person. And so what can I do to the other person? I can bring value to them. My, my other person cares about making muscle, so I'm gonna be the one organizing workouts. And so in stage three, this is a big improvement. You could actually stop here. You don't actually need to carry on because a lot of guys will happily stop here and you can. But if you wanna become the most popular you've ever been before, if you wanna start leading the tribe, we're gonna move on now to stage four. And this stage is very, very interesting. I'm, I'm actually very proud of myself for thinking about this. Stage four, is scale. So at this previous stage of stage three, you're giving value to people in real life. So far, pretty much everything has been in real life. But the reason why I suggest you go from the online world to real life is because when you're in the online world, you, you've already been there before, you're already an internet addict. And how popular are you right now? It's got too many distractions for you to actually be productive to create the scale right now. But after you've learned, you've been through the trials and tribulations of the first three stages and you understand the type of value, now is your choice to think, okay, I could stay at stage three, just, you know, giving value to people in, in real life every week, maybe meeting one or two guys. But you're realizing that your, your outreach, your ability to meet new people is limited by your own environments. So here's you. This is reasonably as far as you could recruit new people to be your friend because you know it's a couple of miles maybe if you've got a car and you don't mind driving so far maybe it's a bit longer but it's roughly just a very small area of influence now you might be happy with that but if you want the best possible we're going to move to scale where now we're going to do the same thing but on the internet because now think about it here's you i can't even draw the circle because the entire page is now the circle the internet consumes everything and so now before we might have had you know let's say a maximum reasonable maximum of like 20 close friends that you've made and you've brought into your circle and 20 guys come and meet you to work and that might that's like exceeding it let's be honest 20 guys come and meet you in the park to work out that's huge right well here you know this big ass like the entire thing is the circle now well it's unlimited but let's say reasonably it's thousands it's millions 
because it's on the internet. It's, it's got infinite scale. So what we're gonna be doing in stage four is moving the value from stage three online. And we're gonna do this through content creation which in a very, very simple way means to make YouTube videos, to make Instagram posts, to make podcasts. And so YouTube was the main one for me and I highly suggest it, but obviously that's my own bias because I've, I've always liked YouTube, I've always liked making videos. And recently I started podcasting and I really, really suggest if you're into the self-improvement, if you're into trying to find, you know, the guys who are working hard, if you're one of these guys, these two will have the guys that you're looking for because you could, for example, do this on Twitter or on Instagram. The issue with that is that if, for example, you're into the same things as me as self-improvement, you won't actually be on here. And so if you do find any guys who seem similar to you on these platforms, they can't be that similar to you because they're using social medias that you actually want to get away from. And so that's why I suggest YouTube with these longer form educational videos, because any guy who's watched this far of this video is a lot like me. Not only are you watching my personality, so you must at least vibe with how I talk and how I present myself. But if you've watched this far and you're actually enjoying this education and you're actually interested in it, it means you're very, very similar to me. At least for me, I couldn't personally like do this on these shitty, smaller, more vanity metric social medias. But YouTube, long videos, absolutely. Podcasting as well, absolutely. And so stage four is all about scaling the value that you were previously just giving in your community, now putting it online and you have an outreach of unlimited. So again, what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna just briefly talk about my own journey, I'm gonna say it and hopefully as I say it, you'll be getting ideas of what you could do. A year ago, I was in the, the worst period of my life with like pretty major depression, anxiety, addictions. I was smoking weed every single day. I was jacking off, like fapping like four times a day. I was on 4chan, literally jacking off to messed up porn. I experienced the height of the self-improvement depression. And a few guys watching this can probably relate. I experienced that, I fixed it all by myself. Most of the YouTube videos that I watched were fucking trash. And so that was my motivation to create content, to scale what I could teach to others because I kept on finding myself wanting to give this value to people I'd meet in person. And it would work. I'd, you know, I'd speak to people in person. So, you know, this, this one best friend, I'd give him self-improvement advice. I got him working hard and meditating because he used to meditate earlier, but he, he stopped a little bit. So I was teaching him this stuff and it was good, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to help more people. Even with my own selfishness, I, I wanted more friends. I wanted more benefits for myself as well. And so what I then did was that I made a YouTube channel and I just started teaching what I had learned from this period. And that's what you're watching right now on this YouTube channel. That's exactly the purpose of this. And so think about the implications of that. With something like YouTube, you build up an audience of people who like what you've been teaching them. If you like what I've been teaching you, if you like content about this stuff right here, you're similar to me. That means that me and you love each other. There you go. <laughs> so what's happened is that I've created an audience of people who, who literally love me, of people who value what I've been saying, who, say, who say to me that I've changed their lives. And now they're all in my audience. And they're all, you know, a lot of them are grateful for the help that I've gave them on YouTube, for the advice that I've put out there. And th but this means that here's me. And now I've got like an audience you at this stage of, of, at this stage in stage four, you'll, you'll start to get an audience of some guys who you've actually changed their lives off. And it won't be huge just yet, but it's scaling a lot, lot faster than it would be if you just relied on stage three and trying to do this in person. So the time frame of this stage fluctuates. It could be 
a long time and it could be almost nothing because it just this is like too random for me to give you advice on because of the type of value that you're giving out how, how quality the value is that the platform that you use you know the youtube algorithm can bless your video and get you like really really famous almost immediately or it could almost like fuck your entire channel and then you just don't make much progress but either way at this stage the mindset i want you to have is produce at least two pieces of content per week that's it that's so so simple that's what you got to do and just make sure that the pieces of content here are full of value for your target audience that's that's the one mindset you've got to think you're not doing youtube for you you're not making this content this podcast for you most people when they start a podcast and they quit after like two weeks it's because they think oh i'd like to do a podcast but no one cares that you'd like to do a podcast no one cares about you what can you give to other people then they'll come then they'll care about you so you might notice that a lot of the times even though i talk about myself quite a lot in my videos it's always aimed at your benefit i don't just like talk about myself for the sake of talking about myself it's for your education i made a podcast and instead of doing the, the stupid podcast shit where like you just waste so much time i ask the person who's who's my guest questions that would benefit the listener not just what he wants to talk about or what I want to talk about. It's entirely focused on the value that the target gets. And the target is literally just the type of men that you're trying to attract to your tribe. This is the one th crucial thing right now in all of this. It's all about giving value to your target. If you, you'll, you'll, you will drift by the way, it's almost like, it's hard for me to explain it. Maybe I can draw it actually. I imagine it like this. Here is where you wanna be. This is like the good mindset of value. And I keep drifting from it because the natural impulse is to start thinking about me. Start thinking about me, me. Think about my money. Think about my my growth, my business growth. Think about this, 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 this. You always will keep deviating from it. You have to make sure that every time you realize you go back to it, you go back to the whole thing of just giving the target value. If you keep going back here, you will grow. You will grow an audience. You will keep helping these people. You will literally start giving them life-changing value. Now, one mindset is that people will feel like I'm not ready. This is usually the most common thing that people say when I advise them like, oh yeah, you should be creating content. You should be teaching other people what you've learned. They're like, oh, but um, uh, the excuses. Oh, not now, but later, I, oh, maybe, maybe I'll do it later. Maybe, I, you know, what? after I make lots of muscle, Hamza, it's, it's, if you're onto the red pill, you know the mindset which a lot of dumbasses say is, oh, I can't approach girls just yet, but wait, give me five years, let me build my body, then I'll do it. What do we say to guys like that? It's like, not only are you a little bitch, but oh, you are literally negatively affecting your life because you're afraid of going through that discomfort right now. And, you're tr and the, the worst thing is that your ego, you're making excuses for it, that will that are like we can't argue against it because you're like no 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 because it, it it it's not that i'm i'm a pussy it's just that i've got 700 iq and i know for a fact it'll be more efficient if i work out for five years before i go and approach or oh no hamza i'm not ready to make a youtube channel what i'll do is i'll wait a couple of years and then i'll do it because then i'll be better no, no no the whole point is you've got to start this type of stuff before you feel ready that's the mindset is that do it before you feel ready 
that's with cold approaching as well. If you think, oh, I'm going to approach when I'm ready, you're not going to approach. The whole, the purposeful mindset is to approach before you're ready. Get used to approaching when you don't feel like it. Get used to creating content when you don't feel like it. And then you'll start being good at it when you feel like it. If you're waiting up until you feel ready, you're not going to feel ready. That's the reason why I don't have a fitness YouTube channel because I was literally my dream for as long as possible. It was, it was my dream. But I was like, oh no, I'm not big enough yet. I'm not big enough. I need more muscle. Maybe after this bulk, maybe after this cup, maybe after this bulk, maybe after this cup, maybe when I reach two plate bench, maybe with this, you're never gonna feel ready. You have to purposely do it when you don't feel ready. I wasted years of my life by waiting for this ready moment till eventually I still wasn't ready, but I was like, wait, I've literally wanted to be a YouTuber for all of my teenage and adult life. And I keep putting it off because I keep saying like, I need some requirement first, but guess what? People want to see you when you aren't ready. They People want to see someone who isn't at like self-actualization. They want to see someone who's just slightly above them. That's so much more relatable to them is that people want to see someone who's more relatable to them. If you're so far above the people you're teaching, they can't relate to you. And it's like, it's it, it's been a while since you've been like them. And so your advice to them isn't as good. People want to see someone who's just one stage above them. If you've done stage three you are one stage above most other people and so essentially you can start teaching exactly what you've done here that's literally exactly what i did i was teaching in stage four of scale i was teaching stage three on how to give value to other people you can see in my old videos where i was literally telling like it might if you've been a, a subscriber of mine for a while you probably can recognize all this process over here because I've made videos on this exact process with making friends through going outside and just inviting people to do stuff. I was in stage three, then in stage four, I started teaching people stage three. You only need to be one stage in front of people to teach them. And if you can start doing this, you enter a very beautiful moment where now you've moved on to stage five and you are now the tribe leader. You've been creating content, you've been scaling the value that you give to others for a while probably months, maybe close to a year. But as you've been doing that, your audience has started to go up and up and up and up and up. And pretty soon, before you know it, you've actually got more in bandy cam cuz. And pretty soon, before you know it, you've actually got more of an audience than you know what to deal with. And this audience, they're not just subscribers and people who comment and like, they're not just, you know, just people who are watching your video. These people are your fans. These people are your, are your tribe members. They trust you, they like you, they will pay your bills. They will literally give you money because you've changed their lives. You change their lives first. You don't ask for money first, you change their lives first. And then they will literally pay your bills and suddenly you are a full-time content creator. You're a full-time YouTuber. Congratulations, your, your dream has literally been accomplished. Whatever like you chose, whether it was like some Instagram po profile or maybe a blog or a podcast, that is now your full-time job because you've helped enough people, you've changed enough lives. And when you change lives, people are like, oh, he's, he's selling this thing for a couple of pounds, I'll do it. Oh, he linked this course, oh, he says it's good. I'm gonna click on it because this guy's literally saved my life. I had depression before. He's telling me to check this course out that he's made. I'm gonna go and look at it. There's a reason why you've watched so far of this video right now, because you actually trust what I'm saying. Now you might be a new subscriber, but chances are you've seen me around before and you're here because you, you like me. You trust me, you like me. And maybe I started to positively impact your life. Maybe not fully yet, but as you really follow the actionable steps that I'm giving you, your life will change.
Now, let's say in three months' time that you, you are the most social you've ever been. You're the most happy you've ever been because of a few things you followed of me. And I make a book that I'm selling for three pounds, which seems helpful to you. You're probably going to buy it because you're probably going to think, you know what? This guy has actually really, really positively impacted my life. It's not so expensive. I can afford it. Yeah, may as well. And guess what? You, along with 100 people, 200 people, 500, 1,000 people will do the same. So imagine if people were doing this for you. Imagine if you were in this position of being the tribe leader. You have done all of this so far all five stages you've done and now you're on to the point of being the leader yourself these are your tribe members they trust you they love you they they're grateful for you they feel indebted to you because of the fact that you scaled the value imagine a very very simple scenario where you are the the tribe leader in a party you've invited everyone to the party well if someone brings a crate of beers they're going to give you some because you have changed their life you give them value by give, hosting the party and so they're going to pay you back with what they can and so if there was one person who weird metric but if there was one person in the party who got the most free drinks it'd probably be you so at this stage in stage five as the tribe leader you're going to have hundreds of followers so what's actually going to happen let me just tell you is that how many subscribers followers you know of the imagine youtube subscribers imagine instagram subscribers imagine web page i don't know subscribers podcast listeners whatever usually that total number is mostly of inactive people and so the full subscriber number mine is roughly 2200 it's usually roughly around 20 percent of your full number is active so that's that's the metric that you want to just be seeing roughly 20 percent is active so how many subscribers you have roughly 20 percent of them are going to be active how many podcast subscribers or, or instagram followers or twitter you know whatever you're doing roughly 20 percent is going to be active people who really trust you like you and respect you and they'll they'll follow what you say so this for me is i've got about 2200 subscribers about 20 percent, which means roughly 400 will be loyal like not loyal but roughly 400 will be like active people who consistently watch my videos which it does seem to be true if you look at my videos you can just see roughly 400 views so it makes sense it's never the full amount it's never anywhere close to the full amount because you aren't the only person that they're currently following but you could get this to a better proportion so instead of 20 you start getting 30 percent of people being active or 40 percent by what i'm about to teach you right now so at this point you still still completely focus on their value and you start to organize events and this is where you will now start to feel more popular than ever and this is the stage that i've got to where instead of just being the normal youtuber who just does the videos you start to bring your people together so for example what i do is group calls every sunday i do like a self-improvement group call i made a discord we've got about 200 people in this discord and a solid let's say at least 20 are active every single day every single day and i'd say a solid like 50 we could call are like pretty active on it like if you go onto it every single time you go onto it there's new messages and all these people are helping each other they're all there right every now and then i'm in one of these right and it hits me it hits me that this isn't just a group this isn't just you know a group of guys this is my group they are here because of me like every now and then it hits me when I'm on a group call and there's like seven guys talking about self-improvement or there's sometimes there's like 12 people and I'm literally, you know, hearing them and talk. It literally hits me like, these are my boys. They're literally here together because I've brought them together. Do you know how much power, how much power and influence there is in that? Like how powerful you feel and how much responsibility you take when this is your life. And now think about the extra reward, which you might not have thought of. Being the tribe leader, 
and having an audience of people who follow you gives you leverage. Leverage means that you're gonna be able to get inside and start collaborating with other tribe leaders. Think about how awesome that is. In a, in a very simple sense, let's say I am currently a tribe leader. We got Hamza and I've got an audience of like 2,200, right? Well, there's probably another tribe over there with their tribe leader called Adonis. He's got 3,000 subscribers. And we're like, I message him like, yo, come onto my podcast. Let's have a little talk. Let's do this. I like what you're doing. Like, you know, I'm using the same value principle. I'm not just saying, hey, hey, um, you got any followers I can have? Obviously not. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about him. I'm saying, I'll, you know what? Right now, I will have a audio recording play of exactly how I've done this. So you can see the exact script that I've used. I will literally have it playing right now. Hey, Aaron, I hope you're doing well. I've just seen your content on YouTube and I've got to say, man, I am well and truly impressed. I've just seen the video of you hitting the gymnastic rings workout as well. So man, I am a self-improvement coach. I've got a little podcast. So I've got a audience now of 1,850 young men who are all on the self-improvement. They're all into entrepreneurship. A lot of them want to become digital nomads, just like yourself. So I was wondering if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast. Obviously, we'll speak about this online income lifestyle. I'll link your content. So you're bound to get a couple of guys who will click the link and become true fan of yours. And it'd be really, really nice for you because it'll be another piece of content that's online. So it's going to increase your online presence in case anyone searches up your name. Let me know how that sounds. So you can see by that, that is how I invite people to the podcast. And notice, did I say anything about my benefit? Did I say, oh, it would be, you know, um, I'd really like it if you came onto the podcast, it would really help me grow. No, I said, if you come onto the podcast, I'll be sending people your way. A few of those people will become true fans of yours. And it'll be another place where content of yours linked to your name is gonna be online. I talked entirely of their value. And so guess what? I have these people, these influencers who have got double my audience size coming to me excitedly wanting to be on my podcast and my podcast literally has like 50 subscribers but just because I've done it in a way that it talks about their benefit they're down for it when you're a tribe leader and you've got an audience of people who like you and trust you you've got leverage you finally got some power in your life and this leverage is going to compound exponentially because this leverage is going to lead to collaborations with other tribe leaders and that is going to give you more leverage because when you collab with someone you're going to get some of their followers and then more again and then more and then more and then more so taking this level of responsibility skyrockets your confidence you're going to feel like a leader your influence your self-esteem all of this is going to go up and it's probably bro science but I've said before that when you take responsibility, your testosterone goes up. Because think about it, in the animal kingdom, what male has the most testosterone? The alpha male. The alpha male is responsible for the tribe. The alpha male is the tribe leader. And the alpha male needs the most testosterone. So his body will probably produce more testosterone because he needs it. And so it's a weird, weird example, but there's a reason why my beard grew when I started doing this. My entire life, I was only able to grow like such a shitty little beard. But when I started taking responsibility, when I became this tribe leader, my beard grew and I look a few years older in the last few months and in a good way, not even, you know, like people just aging too fast. I look in a good way. I'm literally pulling MILFs on Bumble and Tinder. The boys on Discord know that this is true. I'm pulling MILFs on Bumble, Tinder. I'm meeting them up 
I'm passing for 40. Obviously, they know that I'm not 40 years old, but I've made my dating profile that I'm 43 years old. They're still right swiping me, and I'm getting more right swipes than ever. And they're meeting me, and they're like, oh, um, you know, I know, how old are you? And they know that I'm not 43, but it's like they don't even mind because I seem older, because I've taken responsibility, because what 23-year-old do you know has this kind of responsibility? So it matures you. What a great pursuit to be in. So think about then what normal life looks at at stage five when you're the tribe leader. You've got a huge group, a huge following of people who trust you. So when you organize any kind of events, people will come. And not only will they come, when you invite people to this event, they will actually see it as a gift. Because imagine imagine right now, if I messaged anyone who was watching, I was like, oh, bro, come join our group call. I want you to join they would be not only just accepting of that, they would be excited for it because the, the, the tribe leader, the big alpha male, is it's kind of cringy to say the alpha male, but it is essentially what we're doing here. You're becoming the alpha male of your group. And when the alpha male pays some attention to any of the guys who look up to him, they're gonna feel important. And if they get an invite to something that you've started, they're gonna be so grateful for it. And so they're gonna like you even more. And so for the past few minutes, I've been talking about the tribe leader being in stage five. Now you might be listening to me and thinking, you know what, like, nah, like, doesn't sound like me, not me. And so to that, I say, you're right, not you. You aren't ready yet. There aren't many people who could be in this position. And if you were, you probably wouldn't be watching this video. Your ego could be hurt by that, but it literally just means you're currently in one of these stages right over here. Maybe you're in stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. You're not at this stage. And now you might be, you know, as I'm explaining what being a tribe leader is like, you might feel a little bit sort of intimidated by it. You might think like, oh, I'm not sure if I actually want that. And maybe you don't, but it'd be good to set it up so that your future self could at least experience it. By going through the earlier stages, you're, you're setting your future self up to at least have the option to be the tribe leader and see. And right now, it might be intimidating. It might be scary to think that you've, you've got hundreds of people, but it won't be like this. What you're thinking is that, oh, your current life, you're, you can only think about your current life. and you're, you're thinking your current life is not compatible with this. And so it scares you. But that's, of course, the, the point is that by the time you could do this, you are no longer the same as your current life. You're in the upgraded life. And when you've got the upgraded life and you've got the extra confidence and you've been, you know, you've been scaling the help, you've made like a little friendship group in person with stage three, in stage four, your life's gonna be changed and you might actually crave this. You might be a little off put by it just yet. You might be a little bit scared of it. Just know that it's because you might be like a, a stage or two backwards. And so it's time to identify which stage you're at. And hopefully you can now see that there's a clear path to level up these stages and to get to the golden point of being your own tribe leader. And when you're here, the benefits are immense. And so what is this all for? This entire thing we've got here, starting from stage one recluse to all the way to stage five tribe leader. What's it all for? We're in the middle of the lockdown right now and I believe it might go off soon. I don't keep up to date with the news or anything. So it might go off soon, it might not, right? Well, COVID is eventually gonna end. And most people, this is so cliche, everyone's been saying this, most people are using it as an excuse. What's gonna happen once it opens up again? It's It's been dubbed the summer of love where People are gonna be fucking, people are gonna be making friends, if people are gonna be social, all of the events, any kind of festival or party or club or anything, it's gonna be sold out. And now most people have been going down during this time. Most guys have been losing friends, losing girls, gaining weight, losing muscle, losing confidence, losing social skills. You're gonna be one of the very few people who have went up during this time. Now, if you're in self-improvement, that's the case, right? Well, if you follow this guide and you get to stage five by the time 
it's all over. Not only have you been going up whilst other people have been going down, you're going to leave the COVID lockdown with hundreds of guys in your tribe. You are now the tribe leader in the middle of the lockdown. You are more popular than you've ever been before. This is realistic. You are watching a video of a guy who's done exactly that. There's a reason why I can tell you in so much detail how to do all this, because this is the position I'm at right now. I went into lockdown the most lonely I've ever been in my entire life. I would cry about it. I'm going to leave lockdown as a tribe leader with a couple hundred active guys who follow what I say. They, they trust me, they like me. They appreciate me, they're grateful for me. So what's gonna happen when the lockdown ends and we're allowed to do stuff, we're allowed to do social stuff, there's gonna be events, social events. Let's say there's a, there's a festival. I'm gonna go to this festival and I'm gonna announce that I'm going. I'm gonna tell all the boys on Discord, all the boys on YouTube that I'm going. And when I get there, there's gonna be about 10 maybe 20 people 20 guys in my group the most i've ever had before was like four and those like couple of guys that i was with before weren't close friends it was just guys to go with you know to go out with to drink with this is going to be guys whose lives that i have changed who have changed my life imagine how hype that is going to be to have this type of group I've got the boys in Discord already saying that they want to go, they want me to organize a, a UK camping trip. And so imagine we go camping and like 10 people come, 10 people, five guys, five guys who are in my group who want to come camping with me. The possibilities are endless. Getting popular seems vain. It seems like a vanity goal. And it, it really just depends on what kind of popular you want. Because if you want the Instagram likes, you wanted to say like, oh, 35, five or like, you know, 3,500 likes. Yes, it's the vanity metric. But if all of this pursuit to be popular was just to have more guys in your life who you want to be part of a tribe, you want to feel connected to people, you want that social life, it is a wonderful pursuit to be in. My life is profoundly better because I went through these stages. You watching this right now have transformed my life. You are the reason why I feel like I'm at stage five. And I want you now to also get to stage five. You realize now my big the secret YouTuber's plan is right over here. This is why I wanna help you become your own tribe leader because I'm already one. And if you're like a fan of mine, if you become a tribe leader, who are you gonna collab with? Who are you going to like do a podcast with? You're gonna do it with me. So I'm gonna get my own boys to go through this stage so that then we can collab together and we're all gonna grow together. We're all literally gonna make it together. This is literally like the point, I've started a cult by the way, this is the point of multi-level marketing where you then have, you have like one guy gets onto three guys and these three guys get three guys. I've started a multi-level marketing strategy and it's literally, I've been like following cult psychology. I'm creating a cult. I'm creating a cult that uses multi-level marketing, but this is the first cult that you've ever seen, which is for the positives that we're just a bunch of young guys who want to stop jacking off watching porn and stop playing video games and start making friends this is the first positive cult that you've seen this is at least the purpose of my aim of popularity was to get more people to go through this this funnel system so that eventually they'd become their own tribe leaders and then i've got a group of guys around me who have just suddenly become high value and it all started with self-improvement, with my self-improvements. And it's all gonna start with your self-improvements. I hope you can see the scale of this. I hope you can see how profound, how important this pursuit is. Because when you're at that point, when, you know, if you've become your tribe leader and me and you are collabing and we're like, literally we've become friends and you've got hundreds of people and I've got hundreds of people. Well then, you're gonna be able to create your own group of guys 
not only who you know who trust you and stuff, but imagine the implications of that. Then imagine that you are the tribe leader who's also creating more tribe leaders, and all of these guys are gonna be so grateful for you. And then when these guys do it, they're gonna create more tribe leaders. They're gonna create more guys on self improvement, and these guys are gonna. Do you see what's happening here? We are literally starting a revolution of of a bunch of young guys who are tired of the bullshit of normal life. We're getting into self improvement. We're working hard. And what we're doing is through like a multi-level marketing, we're then at the point of self-actualization, getting more guys to follow us. And those more guys to follow us are gonna then, you get you get the point I think by now. That's the point of all this. That's why I want to be popular. <sighs> Goddamn. I hope you found some life-changing value in this. If you can, identify which stage you're in and don't let your ego change the answer for you because if you can just take your ego out of it if you can hold yourself accountable and be truthful to where you are you will grow it took me a year to get to the end point and i didn't have the roadmap i didn't have this laid out to me i was just see i was throwing shit at the wall and just seeing what stuck you've got the roadmap i sincerely hope it changes your life do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it <laughs>